This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Freest Van listeners, and welcome to episode 91 of the Radio Freest Van podcast, the Horus Heresy 30K podcast. No new name, no new title, just Radio Freest Van. We're keeping it the same. <laughs> no changes have been made. We don't have to. We're, we're, I would say we're the premier podcast at this point. I don't know of any other podcast oh, no. that has <laughs> as many episodes as we do. Some are back down to one somehow. I don't know. <laughs> We won't talk about it. My name is Michael. I got my co-host here, Scott. Go and say what's going on, Scott. I don't know, man. That it, it pangs to me a lot of waving the old white flag. Something those something those boys down under are pretty good at doing. Shots <laughs> fired. We also have powerful Ryan Kimmel. Go and say what's going on, Ryan. What's happening, everybody? Yeah, so news was just broken to me that another podcast is changing their name and now back in back in episode one for God knows what reason, I just I, I don't just, even know if this is like a official, but I'm fucking just spilling the beans, I guess, whether it's official or not. Well, it may have just been Tim was really drunk and told me all this shit, but it's out there now. Mistake, Tim. <laughs> it's out there now. He didn't say not to tell the world. He just said this is what was going on. Maybe this will shame him into not doing that. <laughs> and That's keep right. this Good. keep this healthy competition amongst podcasts going. We like, need, if I didn't love if I didn't love this shirt so much, and if it hadn't like literally traveled the world with me, I was gonna shoot one of those like angry fan videos where like you know somebody forces a trade on your favorite sports team and you burn the jersey in the backyard and film an angry <laughs> YouTube rant. I was gonna burn this for changing the name of their podcast. How fucking dare you? <laughs> You know there's some fucking psycho somewhere that got an eye of horse tattoo that's like, God damn it. <laughs> I mean at this Might point be me. Let's not get into it though. <laughs> at, at this point, that podcast doesn't belong to Tim and Michael anymore. It belongs to the people. Okay? This is this is like renaming the Eiffel Tower at this point. Like it's it's just not fair. It's it's just not fair for us. No. How fucking so. dare you? I hope I hope it's all just, you know, like maybe like somebody got a little bit too high on the reefer and took a walk a little too yeah, far. Yeah, man, I feel like I feel like rampant drug abuse and alcohol abuse is starting to that so down a dark road. I don't know. Oh well. Anyway, listeners, we got a pretty good episode for you today. Uh this is going to be the I guess what we'd have to consider, like, the list of Palooza episode. Ryan is, a, is just inundated with lists at this point. They're just covered in him. I no, mean, I'm back to I'm back to zero. Don't you fucking I did say all that. These lists. <laughs> don't you fucking it's, say well, that. So, okay, so here's the thing. I did, we got 22 lists in. I did all 22. And that was from, um, I think the, the earliest one was, like, January 30th or something. So from January 30th until... You heard this recording. I I basically did 22 lists plus the ones that we did not last episode, but the 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 Imperial Fist episode. So it's really like probably done like 25 lists since since uh, 
January 30th or whatever. And now I have one. Oh, I think I got three already after I finished these. So I think I still have three to do that just missed the cutoff because I'd already done these 22 for the week and I wasn't about to go do more. You're just inviting a 18 lister email hitting you. <laughs> oh, we got that. We got a guy that messaged us that wanted me to write 18 lists for him. <laughs> yeah, that Sorry, buddy. I love all, I love all our listeners, and I'm glad you're enthusiastic. And I actually like what you're doing because he's wanting to do like a thousand point army for every legion for Zone Mortalis. That's his current project, which is hot. Which is pretty fucking crazy and cool. It's neat because you know it's eighteen thousand points of painted shit Ooh. over eighteen legions. That's pretty rad. Yeah. So I like it. Definitely do that, but. I can't write you 18 lists, sir. I just can't, like... <laughs> I tried to run interference with for Ryan. I was like, okay, this guy's asking for a list. Let me go ahead and see what kind of list. 18, li- 18 1,000-point list each, and these are the criteria. I was like, oh, well, I can definitely write one for you right now. <laughs> well, I, can, I can do one at a time. <laughs> but... if, you, if he struggled, like, if you struggle, like, if you're trying to write one, you get hung up, like, on one or two legions, hit me back up. I'll help you with those, but... You're That's trying so to write that elusive Raven Guard Zone Mortalis list. I don't know, but it's... I wrote a, a Zone Mortalis Dark Angel list that I don't think is going to do pretty pretty hot, but, you know, I'm just going to roll with it. Models on the way. Anyway, so guys, this is the List of Palooza episode where we're going to cover all of these lists that you guys sent in that Ryan has. We're actually going to set a timer. So we're going to go over the normal show. We're going to do our normal opening with our hobby progress we're just checking on everybody see how everybody's doing see how everybody's been progressing in their hobby uh then we're going to listen to some of your voicemails especially the voicemails we've been missing because of the imperial fist episode and the zone Talism episode we got a whole bunch of voicemails that are just stacked up then we're going to look at some emails that you guys sent in that are going to have our like questions and questions like that that are like you know in regards to not lists more like you know hey how did you do this and yada yada then we're going to set a timer Whatever, and, and I don't have the time for you just yet because we got to see how long it's going to take to get through all these voicemails and everything. We're going get, to get set up a timer and we're going to just start hammering through these lists and we're just going to just just go from there. I mean, it sounds sounds fair. We're going to try and get as many lists as we can for you guys and, and get them all knocked out. I mean, Ryan already has them done. It's just getting them right out of the show. Yeah. Yep. So. And I, I think I've emailed all of them. Uh, after as soon as we get done with the show, um, I'm gonna sit down and go through. Like I said, they're all done. I'm just gonna go through the names and check, double check my emails and make sure I sent them all out in email form. Fuck yes. So wiggity 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 woo. Who wants to start on this uh, this little opening we got going on here? Hobby progress well, and I'll do it. So my hobby progress is I wrote 22 lists for the show. (laughs) (laughs) And also I finished my death guard for Adepticon. It's all done. And how how much of a weight do you feel? And uh, it's good. It's good. Now I can 100% focus on terrain. So I actually um, going to start priming all the tiles and shit tomorrow i'm gonna take them to work with me because we have this big garage thing at work and on my lunch break i'm gonna go out there and prime them all then let them dry while i'm at work all day and then at the end of the day i'll grab them throw them back in my truck 
So um, then I can start. So starting tomorrow night, all my hobby time going forward will just be put towards terrain. Um, if I can get the train should go fast. Um, my wife even said she'd help me with some of it. Cause a lot of it's just like dry brushing. Cause it's like ruins or stuff like that. You can get through it pretty quick. Um, if I can get even through though it, she is a professional and, painter at this point. Like she does have, she does have classes under her belt. So don't sell her show short on the dry. Yeah, brushing. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're also going to the CK studio painting class in a couple weeks too. So, um, and she's already a really good miniatures painter. She's only ever painted like two or three miniatures, but they're all, they're like better than 90% of the shit you'll see out there, even though she's only ever painted like three models. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so I got all my Death Guard done for Adepticon. I'm going to start on terrain. If I get the terrain done in enough time, I would really, really, really like to paint like five more Terminators of either variety, either Grave Wardens or Death Shroud. It doesn't really matter. Um, I have like a little over 3,000 points of stuff painted, but I can only legally use 2,000 points of it because of what I painted for my list. So I have like a whole bunch of extra transports without anything to go in the transports. Damn. So if I painted five more, if I paint five more Terminators, I already have a Land Raider painted for those five Terminators. So the goal is if I can get done with the training time, I'll paint up five more Death Shroud, which is roughly 250 points. And then I can throw them in a 250 point Land Raider and then have a legal 2,500 point list to play like pickup games and stuff with it. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at now on that. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, I got, I played three games for the Escalation League uh, that me and Scott and the, all the, some Kentucky guys and Indiana guys are in. Um, uh, for, I played my Death Guard since I got enough painted where I could actually play some games. Played some, three Zone Mortalis games with them. How'd they do? Um, trying to think. They won, I won all three games. The last game was like super close run thing. And then I think the other two games, they were still really close, but I tabled my opponents really late game. I played Mike Smits. He's one of our patron guys, and he's also lives down there near Scott. Um, he uh, he was beating me on points, and the only way I could actually win was to table him. And I was able to table him to win, but he was beating me on points. Um, so if it would have it came down to basically like that last turn. If I wasn't able to kill the two or three models he had left, I'd lost. So that's how close it was. And it went all the way to the last turn. The second game against Rick wasn't super close. He'd never played zone Mortalis before. Um, and it, it just didn't go super well for him. And he didn't, he kind of took some stuff. You probably wouldn't have taken normally in the list. And I think he would have revised his list the next time. And then in the last game, um, it was like I almost lost all my models. I was down to three models, but I was ahead by two or three points. Um, and I was able to basically get away from him with those three models. It was really near the end of the game where there was no way he would have been able to make it to me to wipe me out, and I won on points. So two of the games were really close, like really, really close. Like I probably sh should have lost one or both. Um, ended up barely pulling it out, and then the like I said, the middle game I won pretty handily. Boom! Good practice, good practice. And you got 
points got or you got a got your faction little points there huh yeah thank fucking god thank god christ sakes we need those points dude if we don't start getting some points on the trader side soon this is going to turn into a historical recreation of what would have happened if everyone would have gathered on horse's ship to like talk about betrayal and shit and then accidentally smashed into a large rock and killed them all it was <laughs> fucking, no i've been going great so fucking badass Sounds like you're sounds like you're doing handy, Ryan. Sounds like you're doing just fine. What about you, Scott? What you been working on? Uh I finished up my tactical sport dudes with flamers and nonsense and I'm working on a Zyphon right now. I'm actually putting that together tonight. That's going together really well. I was I was kinda nervous about it because planes are usually like usually planes have a reputation for being fucking a mess to put together, especially anything like Storm Eagle or or after size, but this one, this one's going together really good. Yeah. Um, I think it's more the hybrid kits. I think the hybrid resin plastic kits. Yeah, have yeah, a yeah. Anytime you gotta like marry something plastic with resin, you're fucking, in, you're gonna have a bad time. You're gonna fucking French fry when you're supposed to pizza. You're gonna <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, um, dude, Zyphon was like what, like five pieces, like blocks, plop, 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 plop. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty handy yeah. kit. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh this is also a good kit for if you like putting things together and then like flying it around like your three year old and making plane noises. Prime <laughs> prime time for that as well. Which I of course love. Um I uh I got a game in from Escalation League. I bitched all this time about getting someone on our team who could actually win some fucking games and then I immediately lose one, so whoops. But uh, I fucking I revived. At least you lost to Mike, who's a cool dude with an awesomely painted. Yeah, right. I know. I can. I can live with myself for that. So thank God. But uh, but um, that's going real well. I've got shit probably a little over three three K painted for my world leaders now. So I got to play that in a real game, like a twenty five hundred point game that night as well, and they are fucking devastating, man. I love it. It is great. Like, there's shit. There's drop pods coming in. There's lane raiders screaming down the field at you. Like, you just got to pick, like, which one, what fucking hand is going to hit me, Jack Johnson or Tom O'Leary. <laughs> but I'm going <laughs> to get hit by one of them. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a very aggressive list, which is something I'm not used to playing a lot of. I was more into, like, the close-range firepower and maneuverability aspect of it. But uh, I like I like playing Assault Army. A lot of fun. They fucking hit. This Pretty army hits like a fucking brick shit house. Those red butchers are bad news. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. After I paint the Zyphon, I have one more contemptor. I like converted up out of the plastic uh, uh, Kalth one. I did all the shit we talked about on that episode where I cut out the head from the frame and turned it. And I'll repose the arms, legs, and use the cordis upgrade for comrade quiche and all that good shit but after that it'll probably be a little bit before i were my next big addition will be about 30 assault marines and then um all i've left for my my goal the list i made is a little over five thousand points so i'll have 30 assault marines to paint 15 tactical marines and grind and one like custom praetor style character i'm gonna make 
that'll be it. That'll be like a little over 5,000 points for that whole army. So Imagine, Scott, if you're going to play like a 5,000-point game with that, imagine doing Drop Assault Vanguard where you get all 30 of those Assault Marines in, and then you have like three pods where you're getting two pods in as well, and you and you got your Land Raider element driving at the person. So they're getting Jesus rooms. Christ, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty savage. I love this army, man. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm fucking... I'm glad to be seeing the end of the tunnel. I mean, 3,000 points is a pretty good number to be at, you know, but uh, I set the goal for 5K. Like, that's where I always try to build my armies out to is about 5,000 points. And uh, given the fact that I'm in school and doing all this other shit and I'm fucking, you know, I have other stuff going on, I feel like I'm making pretty decent progress. So hopefully it won't be too long before I'm finished, finished, good, so... Admirable project pro, progress, my friend. You're doing a lot better than uh, mostly everybody I know. So, old Good. fucking pee hole. Don't know his excuse is. He's not even here tonight. He better be hobbying somewhere. <laughs> he's working. I think he's gonna show up later. Isn't that what he said? Yeah, he's gonna squeeze in a little bit later. <laughs> Dude, I love how he has the name pee hole. Like how that has somehow stuck on. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> so fucked up. PhD, pee hole Derek. Pee hole yeah. fucking Derek. Long may he reign. Pee hole Derek. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so, I guess we're up to me. What have I been working on? Yep. So, I have been working on, uh, for one, I think I showed like all of our patron supporters. I don't think I've posted it anywhere else. Uh, I've been working on dead Marine bases. Um, and so this past week I actually cast the bases in, in Silicon and then I've actually resin cast them. Um, I was going to, we, we have a local escalation league that begins in March over here, 500 points. And it's like no vehicles or anything like that. Classic escalation league. And, I was going to run some Arbites, but I was going to use the Mad Robot Miniatures new Arbites kits mixed with the Scout shotguns from uh, from the Space Marine Scouts, uh, but they didn't match up, and like I was doing the points, and it just like seemed like I wasn't going to be able to catch up points-wise with painting-wise, and I was like, fuck, dude. I was like, this is not going to work. I cannot find an alternative quick enough, because I, w- I was thinking about using the shotguns from the actual Astartes like, upgrade kits. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I have all this dark angel stuff that I've been holding off on until I take some painting courses. Cause those are going to be my like, like, uh, new painting skills. Who dis army, you know? Cause I, I feel like, yeah, yep. I feel like everybody who fucking goes and takes these, like, you know, when, whenever I take my cult of paint class and, you know, my adepticon classes and everything like that, it's going to be like, that's going to be my fresh new army coming out. So, I was holding off on doing anything Dark Angels wise, uh, but I had all these models that I got from my Secret Santa for the Radio Frist Van Drop Pod Secret Santa, and so I was like, you know what? I will make a 500 point Dark Angel force, and I'll use my new resin cast bases, and so that, that's I'm actually working on those right now. So I've got like a a five man heavy support squad of heavy bolters, which. Is with molecular acid rounds for for Zone Mortalis. I know they're not going to do great, but whatever. And then I've got a uh, a five man vet squad uh, with uh, combi grenade launchers and the 
sergeant has a lightning claw. And I don't know, they're just it's just gonna be a and then the praetor or delegatus running around with a tyrannic greatsword. Run a librarian and go for biomancy, <laughs> so at least you have a chance at getting endurance and making them fucking heavy bolter guys relentless. <laughs> so I'm hoping that I'm just yeah. gonna use some stratagems to plop those heavy bolters down in like some prime location so they'll never have to move. Like, you know, like overlooking a like an objective or something and just like come on in. Like, come on, come this a way. Fucking hallway of death. Yeah, just a like fatal funnel. Yeah, some sort of like some sort of like opening of death where like if you walk into them and those heavy bolters will never have to move. I was gonna run two vet squads, but I was like, nah, I'll just run heavy bolters because it's cool as fuck. And I, I know I I completely understand like how not uh, viable that unit is, especially in Zone Mortalis, especially you know because they're heavy and like that means you don't get Overwatch, you don't get fucking or not Overwatch. Uh, reaction fire reaction fire you don't get like any cool shit like can't kill vehicles <laughs> yeah dude it's i know so, like I, yeah dude, it's it's a shitty unit i know but i just it's it's it's, it's fun. not shitty it's just not flexible and it like does this one <laughs> specific thing and can't literally can't do anything else i see i see ryan's uh I see Ryan's destroyer vein that he has in his forehead kind of bulging right now, like thinking about this <laughs> unit. <laughs> like what? You're doing what? <laughs> so, so yeah, no, no, I, I completely understand, but it's uh no, I don't care because you, you're well aware of what you're doing and you're just doing it anyway. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to optimize the fucking list or anything like that. I know it's like, when people write in and they're like, my list is this. It's got, two destroyer squads in it and they're in proteuses and i'm running you know i don't know make my make my destroyers work yeah some some seekers and this and it's like i'm not winning very many games can you help me out yeah i can cut half that shit at a minimum out probably three quarters of it and then take some units that are viable like you can run one or two of those things tops if you want to have any chance of winning even just a pickup game against a, you know, normal, like, non-douche list. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. Uh, I will say that, like... Oh, no, I have to... Never mind. There's some... Something will get released this week that'll benefit this unit quite a bit, this whole army quite a bit, like, model-wise, that's getting worked on by a third-party company. And it'll drop this week, and I'm pretty excited about it. So actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just say it. It's the combi grenade launchers. Like pop goes the monkey is going to drop some combi grenade launchers this week. So I'm really looking forward to that because the only combi grenade launcher I had was from the, uh, uh, the red scorpion command kit. Yeah. So I have one of those, <laughs> but I need five, four more. So, but anyway, something that you I already w- dropped the combi Volkites, right? Yeah, Combi Volkites got released this week, man. They're uh, and he said that he's been getting hit up pretty crazily about the Combi grenade launchers. So we'll see, we'll see how that works out. I mean, they're gonna be pretty hot. So Zone Mortalis are gonna be hot as shit, but outside normal yeah, games, they're really good in Zone. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I've been uh, been working on that. I've been asking around the chats and the whole traps, uh, because I have these dead marine bases on all my dudes right now and 
I've been asking people like what Marines should I put on these bases? Like what color Legion should I put on these bases? And so an easy one is other dark angels because like basically you're going to be on a battlefield running over your own brethren. Like that's going to happen. So that's easy enough. But fluff wise, I was trying to figure out what Legion would make sense in addition. Like who do they fight against? Who do they fight alongside in a battle? So like I was, kind of talking to you before is like maybe night doing lords like they fought night lords ultramarines and word really. bearers on there or you know i've already got this dude like this is some some dark angel on fucking dark angel base but which that'll make sense too like when they the have their little civil war uh, yeah no exactly that would make sense stepping like you know their little civil war they have on on the planet itself some dark angels on dark angels like you said night lords i don't know because the the book after this one book so book eight is coming out book nine that has dark angels in it, it's going to be dark angels and night lords it's supposed to cover a lot of the Theramus crusade which is where they fought a lot I, I'm I'm uh I'm open to suggestions you know I I'm not I don't care like I don't have a hate towards any fucking I could put iron warriors on there I could put you know oh, dear. blood angels <laughs> if I had I'm to like, I'm God damn dare you even suggest it. <laughs> I tell you what, you can play in Heresy Camp and see if you can't earn those, some of those fucking Iron Warriors. Oh, I will, buddy. I will. It won't be these guys. <laughs> it'll, <laughs> it'll be the Ravenwing, bro. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Bring whatever you want. You can bring a baseball bat, shotgun. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It'll help you get. Speaking of Heresy Camp, speaking of the infamous Heresy Camp, so I did go by the camp this week, this weekend, dropped off the deposit, everything like that, talked to the powerful, powerful Amelia over at Heresy Camp, who's kind of like our liaison for the camp. So everything's in place for that. And then we got our powerful, powerful uh, Heresy Camp counselor meeting going on this weekend. So coming up weekend. And so we'll be, we'll, we will have a list of, of events for y'all that will I guess explain to you what you can get into at Heresy Camp. So I'm super fucking excited for that. I've been ready to get these fucking uh to kind of get a schedule, get a tentative schedule out there. That way we can, you know, let you guys know out there, especially the people who already have their Heresy Camp tickets, so they can know what they'll be what what to sign up for basically. So pretty excited about that. Pretty excited for Harris Camp right now. I'm super. Oh, excited. yeah, super excited for the uh, giant Zomortalis fucking event that that'll be going on. That's probably the big. I like out of everything. That's probably my biggest favorite going on. And then of course, well, leaving. I've not even thought about it. I'm running it. Haven't given it a second thought because I gotta get through Defcon first. Then I'll think about it. I think I, I don't think you have to put too much thought into it. Like I, I think we're. I think it's gonna work out just fine. I mean, I have a few loose ideas of what I want to do table wise, but. So yeah, that is what I've been working on. I guess to fill in for Derek, he was here yesterday working on his Night Lords for that uh, for that Escalation League as well. Night Lords, he's got to finish his fucking Space Wolves. God damn it, Michael! <laughs> you have to fucking. Rain him in, pull his little slap nuts back in, and get it back on target. 
It's an escalation league, guys. I can't let him not be a you part be of this. Escalating fun. the fucking army. He has to <laughs> yeah, start with some unpainted shit and play with that. Don't use any of your painted stuff. God damn it, Derek. enough to join it to the other stuff that's painted. <laughs> it just triggered the whole God fucking damn group. Derek. Ah. Uh, <laughs> drives me nuts. I'm so sick of fucking people buying new shit where they don't even have anything painted and they don't even play any games. <laughs> it's like, how many games do you play? Two, kind of. Somebody had to help me because I don't know the rules. Um, and I don't have anything painted, but I own like 8,000 points of fucking unpainted models. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You do realize there's like other aspects of the hobby besides buying shit. Like, that's, like, the easiest thing. Like, that's not even... You're not even really part of the hobby if you're just buying shit. What does that mean? What's that do? <laughs> oh, man. Poor P-Hole. When he comes back in here, I feel like he's going to come in just jolly. It's like, because he made it in here after work, he's going to walk right in and sit down. And this is going to be a shit show. Hey, guys. I'm fucking... There's a guy on his lunch break that rops, walks into the fucking running prop plane prop that you don't see. <laughs> eating a sandwich. Talking about his wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> Made a left instead of a right. That's pretty much what's going to happen. <laughs> I set him up for that. <laughs> Both by not telling him to work on his Space Wolves and allowing him to work on his Night Lords. <laughs> Set him up for failure. But yeah, that's what I've been working on. Uh, pretty pretty fun. It's pretty weird to see Dark Angels stepping on Dark Angels. But pretty cool. Can't wait to get some decals on there. I, there's, no, there's no fucking Forge World decals for Dark Angels, so I'm not exactly ecstatic about that. But I guess they'll come in around book nine or so. Fallout Hobbies might have something that sort of suffices for them. I have the checkers from Fallout. We've talked about that. Like, I have the checkers and shit. I just don't have, like, cool-ass decals to go on them. Like, I have, like, the old-school, like, fucking... I don't know, uh... Like, the ones that come in the box sets. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, like, standard fucking decals and stuff like that. Hang on. Hang on. Maybe Ryan's to the rescue. Give me a second here. Let's see what I got. You guys can keep talking while I dig through all these. Oh, okay. Ryan's got his I'm big old box my, of decals out. My stash. Could have swore. Where's that? Use the Marines. Is there like some like special edition Dark Angels decal sheet or what? There might be, sir. Ooh. There might be. Evans. <laughs> I needed to look through here for Raven Guard anyway. I thought I had some Raven Guard ones. I have some Raven Guard ones. Who needs I Raven do. Guard ones? Me. You need Raven Guard ones? Yep. There's a Raven Guard one. You can't see it because it's fucking almost all white, but that's a Raven Guard sheet. Here we go. This is what I was thinking of. See these? This is for a. This is for a Dark Angel uh, successor chapter. Yep. The Angels of Absolution. So yep. I'm fucking. Nice. So, I don't. There you go. See these, Michael? What yeah, these? that's what I was looking for. Like stuff like that. So I can send you these if you want. 
I can send you these if you want. These are the Forge World Raven Guard sheet that I didn't use. Yeah, if you don't need them, I'll take them. Yeah, I'll pack them up. I also cast you up a bunch of Leviathan bases that I owe you from years ago. <laughs> it'll be a well. I'll, it'll be glorious. I'll send those off to you. Do you need anything else that you can think of? Like, no, not right now. I do like how we're making this. Need- Making this trade. Making this trade over the podcast. That's my favorite favorite part. Um Do you need any of the generic space marine decals? That's all generic space marine decals. Anything with numbers. Anything with numbers on it and Ravenwing. Numbers. Yeah, like that big ten that was on there. That'd be perfect. These all these have numbers. Do you have any of these? These is the Space Marine vehicle sheet. I don't uh, know if you can. Hang yeah, up. those see are perfect. the number. They're white. Yeah, those are perfect. And there's yellow. Okay, how many of these you want? Uh, two of those should be fine. I don't have a whole bunch of dudes. Perfect. Well, these numbers are pretty good at size. Oh, the, I'm are they going for on it. infantry? Yeah, shoulder pads. Is what I was gonna put them on. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are too big. Um. These, this has some little numbers on it, the generic ones. I'll send you these. I'll send you two of the generics. And then this. These Angels of Absalon ones have numbers too, but they are they might be too big for infantry, but maybe not. That'll give you some red. That's red and white coloring. So. Dig it. Yeah, I'll pack these up. Get sent out. Cool. I got to dig these Raven Guard decals out because I'm doing Raven Guard for my CK Studios class. Oh. And I'm considering doing a Raven Guard army in the future. I think that if I do another Legion, that's probably what it's going to be. Powerful Raven Guard. You pro- you going to get Korax out in the field to show me how good he is? Yep, I'm going to play Drop Assault Vanguard. <laughs> play a bunch of Assault Marines and Korax. <laughs> All right. Well, badass, dude. Glad we got this trade out done on air. Glad everybody knows your secret plans. Glad everybody knows that we got decals going back and forth, so they'll be able to intercept it in the in the post and won't won't allow it to happen. So, <laughs> all right. So let's get to some voicemails, man. I I have been missing me some voicemails. Powerful David Bet sent us in this story. And we haven't listened to it. It says RFI audio message. Hey guys, bit of a long one, but hope you enjoy and hope you can help with the list. Okay. And this one says, oh, check this out. RFI exploding cows is the name of the the voicemail. Good. Good. <laughs> These are the stories. I like where this is headed. All right. What's his name? David Betts. I hope you guys are well. Um, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller on all that shenanigans. Um, I thought I'd just give a call in because I was after some advice on an army list, but I do appreciate I have to pay my way with uh, either industrial accident stories or that sort of thing to start with. Um, I work kind of within the health and safety side of the demolition industry, and 
obviously we hear a lot of horrible shit that goes on, like really, really fucking horrible stuff. Um, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of the things that I hear about are kind of going through court and stuff at the moment, so I, can't, I really can't talk about what they are. But you get some old stuff um, and the, the sort of classics, like people driving skid steers down lift shafts and stuff like that, which is really fucking retarded. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, t- t- two stories that I thought would be quite funny for you. Uh, I got one the other day. A guy was on a course. He's telling me about this. He's uh, was doing uh, oxy fuel cutting, and um, his uh, supervisor on site was giving him some serious shit about cutting a, a particular corner that he says wouldn't be safe to cut because it would unbalance a beam or something, and it would come come back at him. So he just refused to do it. Had an argument with the supervisor and went. Well, the supervisor, not really knowing what he was doing with the um, the oxy fuel cutting gear, um, he couldn't get it to work later on. So he decided to guide it himself with a big disc cutter. And sure enough, the corner was not, exactly like the other guy said, not good enough to, uh, or not wouldn't hold up. And the it caused too much strain on the disc cutter as he was going through, which exploded, putting bits of blade through the bottom of his chin. Um, you know, embedding itself deep into into his face. So, um, yeah, that's pretty nice. The guy did survive. Um, probably hurt a bit the next day. Let's be honest. Um, another one's a bit, a bit of a comedy one, really. Um, a guy was telling me about when his company got pulled in to uh, sort out the foot, foot and mouth disease. I think it was called with uh, on the farms. Like all the animals got. Um, some kind of infection I'm not I can't remember the details of exactly what happened to them but um, basically if one of your animals was ill with this disease the whole farm basically had to be uh, all the animals had to be put down and they'd burn everything and when I say all the animals that's all their, their livestock if they own cats and dogs and things like that it, you had to put the lot down so it's fucking horrendous for the farmers not not really a funny thing but um this guy's telling me about how they used to be driving along on the excavator with a, a grab on it and you just have to sort of pick up the cattle up and put down to uh sort of pile them up to burn the bodies and it's so about all these cows and stuff when it had been put down the bodies would start to sort of swell slightly and you'd get some of them where they would sort of bounce off the top of the pyre as you're building it and sort of hit the bottom on the other side and sort of bits ooze out everywhere but this one particular day he had picked one up and he was driving back towards the pyre when he he said he doesn't know why he was doing this but his thumbs were over where the grip or so the um yeah the grip for the selector grab is and as he hit a particular hole in the farm, um, his farm accidentally hit across the grab, squeezing it tight, causing the cow to explode oh. all over the top oh. of the fucking excavator. He ground to a halt. He said he lasted a few seconds before he just started throwing up everywhere inside the cab. And people saw what happened, running over to check he's okay. But by that time, the excavator's covered in... Uh, cow guts and bits and when they opened up the cab he was just showered in sick along with the cab everywhere so yeah I hope that qualifies me for uh, an answer to my question uh, <laughs> but um, so um, yeah I was looking to start an Ultramoons army and uh, I mean I've been playing Heresy since Betrayal and I started a White Scars army got to kind of 6,000 points 
kind of want to keep it there until all our special shit drops. Um, so I started on Salamanders, and that's supposed to only be a small allied 2,000 points army, which got rapidly out of hand to 13,000 points plus quickly. Um, and it happens. I really want a different kind of themed army now. Um, and the Ultramarines just kind of appeal because of all the Breach Marines, and I just love that that look they've got with those. Uh, obviously, you've got the special dudes with the Legatine Axes. You've got the uh, normal Breach has been able to swap for swords and stuff. Um, but also, I really like the idea of just, like, waves of Breach Marines and tanks. And the Land Raider... Which uh, Proteus, the old school style one, I think it is. Uh, really like the the idea of columns of those, um, and obviously each one being able to have a triple yeah. las cannon on it. And then if you run them as a squadron with the command upgrade, uh, giving them as a tank hunter, yeah. I think it is. It's obviously awesome. So um, yeah, if you've got any ideas on on how to to build this, so I don't get totally punished and have another eighteen month losing streak, that would be awesome. Cheers, guys. Take care and continue the awesome work. Cool cow story, man. Cool cow story. Uh, before before we get into telling you how not to take a Proteus and how definitely not to take a Proteus squadron. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you want to see how one chain fist kills seven hundred and fifty points of your army? This is how. <laughs> It's pretty, it's pretty wonky real quick. Uh, no, man. Uh, so check this out. This is pretty, pretty like speaking of exploding animals, since like we're, you know, he, he talked about the exploding cow. Uh, whenever I was in high school, my like freshman year, I would walk home from school and this cat had gotten hit and was like laying in the gutter on the side, of, not the gutter, I guess the curb on the side of the road. And like it rained and all this stuff, and like this, like there was just this dead cat on the side of the road that we'd have to walk by every day, and it got to the point where like it had inflated, <laughs> okay, which you kind of expect. And like the day we were walking home, we're looking at this, and like it looked like a damn beach ball on the side of the road. This cat had inflated to that point, mm-hmm, and these gross. this like this group of girls were walking home. They're like probably half a block in front of us. And we could see them kicking at this cat, like trying to like, you know, like, Oh, what does it do? I can't believe it's inflated like that. It fucking popped on them, dude. Like the whole cat popped on this like group of girls. And like, you see them like screaming, like you can hear them. And like, I was like, Oh my God. Like I had realized what happened before we made it to the block. But like, right before the block there was like this red light so we're like we're crossing the street we didn't make it across the street before the smell fucking hit us from this exploded cat and like we had we literally stopped in the middle of the road in traffic and went back the other way because it was so vomit inducing like immediately i was like we gotta let that we got like we gotta walk around this like we cannot go that way like that cat that dead cat like i can only imagine what a fucking like rancid cow would smell like upon exploding Probably, oh, delicious. Probably, delicious, probably no pretty fucking horrible. Yeah. He probably had the glass. I'm guessing because the, the windshield on an excavator, all the ones I've ever been in. So you get in through the side. It's got a door like a car. You open yeah. the handle and the whole door swings open. The little cab. But the front windshield, you got half a windshield by your down by your feet that doesn't do anything. And it's about a foot, foot and a half tall of glass. And then it cuts back at a different angle, like a 22-degree angle coming back towards you, and you have a windshield. And most of those, 
there's two little clips on the sides that you pop in and then it's in a track and it rolls up over your head where you can have the windshield open. So if it's a nice day out and it's hot in that cab, I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing they don't get a lot of, I mean, I know they don't get a lot of snow or anything over there. So I'm guessing he had the windshield closed though. If he had the windshield open, he would have been covered in that stuff. But I, the only related story I have to that doesn't involve blood and guts. It's literally just mud, but we had a guy that was digging and he got a scoop full of like, really sloppy like it wasn't like water it was like the consistency of like pudding okay it was like real thick real thick soupy mud and he had the whole fucking bucket full of it well you know like anybody seen the escalator you have the cab and it's kind of offset to one side and then the the boom is right next to it but you can't like move like no matter how you move it, it's always in that position because the turntable, all that stuff's connected. So what happened is he was dr- he was driving with that bucket curled in with all that slop in it, and he had the windshield up because it was a hot summer day, and he was talking on his phone and not paying attention, and drove over a bump, and bumped the fucking uh, control. Like, he had his hands on the control, because you drive with your feet in an excavator. Yeah. There's two little handles that are also connected to foot pedals. You can either push forward on the handles or push forward on the foot pedals. It's all connected. And then you got a joystick, two different joysticks that run the stick, boom, bucket, all, and turntable. So he was driving with his feet and had a, one hand resting on the on the control for the, the stick. And he's talking on his cell phone. And he hit a bump, and he went forward like this and rocked. And the fucking stick went out and in real quick with that slop in it. So when it went out, it sloshed all of it back. And then when it come back in, it literally catapulted it at him. So this entire <laughs> bucket, like a three-yard bucket of sloppy mud, like shot like projectile vomit out of Linda Blair or whatever the fuck the exorcist lady's name is, and shot right at the excavator and literally went into the cab because he didn't have the fucking windshield down. So I'm looking from the side. And I see the side window. I just see the mud go at the excavator, and then the entire window just blacks out <laughs> on the side. Oh, no. I can't even see in it anymore. And he slowly turns the turntable towards me, where I can now see in the cab. And the entire cab is just nothing but mud. And he looks like Arnold from Predator, where he's in that fucking riverbank. Kill me! <laughs> and he goes like this, oh. <laughs> like this, and all you do is see like a strip where his eyes, where he wipes his eyes. And he's like, he stands up, he stands up in the excavator and he's like dripping with mud and he guts out the side and I'm looking in and there's, it looks like a cartoon where you see where he was sitting, there's no mud and everywhere else there's mud. <laughs> like it's like a, a human outline in the seat. <laughs> so I can only imagine if the guy had the windshield up with the rancid cow, that that was the same thing only with rancid cow. Rancid cow guts. If that would have been like, if that, oh. If somebody wants to experience that, you can just go to a Watain concert. They're a black metal band for those who don't know, and they throw they uh, throw rancid animal blood into the crowd, into the mosh pit, and their fans roll around in it, and smear each other with it, and they throw like real like animal parts and all that shit into the crowd that what? have been rotten. What the who? What band is this? Watain. Oh my. W a t a i n. Just type in Watain and Google and click images. You see their stage show. It's fucking ridiculous. They're a black metal band. Is their music good? No, I don't like them. I don't like black metal. 
there was. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so I mean, some people like it. If you like it, you like it. But I just, I'm not into black metal. But they're one of the top black metal bands. <laughs> Man, dude, well, fucking great. Good for them. Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh on to your ultramarine marine advice. Uh do not like I mean Proteus, we've had we had okay, a discussion here's last a few episode. Things. I think on You that. can take a Phobos and buy the Blood and Skulls kit and it looks just like an like it looks like a miniature Spartan. So yeah. it looks more heresy. You had actually thought mine actually, was a Spartan this weekend. You're like, yeah, it actually has rules that work. Um once again, you can take a Proteus. It's not like it's not going to kill you to take one, but taking multiples, especially in a squadron, I can't recommend at all. Especially if you're running them with, I don't know if when he said breacher guys, if he's talking suzerains or just normal breachers. Um, normal breachers are okay, but it's another thing you don't want to run multiples of, especially when combined with Proteuses. You're just asking, you're digging too deep of a hole to ever get out of. Pretty much. At least currently. Um, Proteus isn't... It's one of those things It's not really bad for its points. Like in a in a militia army, that's like a shooting army anyway, where you're just going to get out and rapid fire. But like breachers, you want to be assaulting with those guys. That's how you get your points out of them. So sticking them in a vehicle you can't assault out of is just fucking counterproductive. Especially and then also... Scenarians. Well, and you're... You're making it like a paradox army because it's like I have breachers and suzerains and they want to assault, but I'm putting in a Proteus that you can't assault out of. And not only that, but I'm giving it three lap cannons where if I move it, I don't get to shoot all of them even though I paid points. And I'm driving my 48-inch range las cannons within six inches of the enemy so that I can get out and assault with my breachers. Like it just doesn't – there's too many things there that don't really josh. Yeah. So you need to either look into, I don't know how long we've had this voicemail. I don't know if it was before the weekend or maybe he wouldn't be opposed to the new drill, like do a, a Calf Underworld Army. Yeah, like we, had a, we got a February drilling. 1st, so yeah. So maybe he could, you know, like the, the Assault Drill Army with Breachers, that'd be fucking badass. You could represent Calf the Underworld War with that. Um, or, like I said, just if you want actual tanks, like above-ground tanks, uh, Spartans and Land Raider uh, Phobos are the way to go. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I've I've killed my fair share of squadron Proteuses. So. <laughs> the the only way I feel like to make the Proteus work is to give it the Explorator web or whatever where it gets scout and gives you reserve manipulation and then put some things in army that are in reserve so you get the bonus of the reserve manipulation and then put a small unit that hits really hard with shooting in it where you can scout up and then jump out and rapid fire those guys, like a plasma team more or seekers in. with combi seekers. weapons yeah. or more, yeah, uh, a veteran squad with combi weapons, something like that. Something that is way more wants to shoot than <laughs> assault and is like, <laughs> is functions really well in a small unit because once you put that upgrade on it, it takes it down to eight people. Yeah. It's a delivery package. It is a delivery package. Yeah. Not an assault boat. And I mean, it doesn't, like I said, a Proteus, I just don't, like, that doesn't even really fit the fluff with Breachers, because like I said, they want to get out and get an assault. Like, I get that he likes the look, but like I said, you can get that Blood and Skulls kit and make the Phobos look 
very 30k and has the wraparound tracks. 100%. Rock and roll. Thank you for the story, David. I like how you... Yeah, I love the story. So next one comes from the Gardener of the Tree of Woe. It says, Animal Story or Wild Monkeys in Europe. Ryan, thanks for the advice on the Vet Squad and Breacher's Build. You guys asked for an animal story. I don't have anything about someone getting hurt, but here's a fun story. I was traveling with my family a couple years ago which had, and had the opportunity to spend a day in Gibraltar, which, since you guys love trying to keep UK country straight, is a British overseas territory which hangs off of Spain. Oh, thanks. Uh, it basically consists in an airfield across which you drive when you come in from Spain and a giant rock which is filled with 300 years worth of tunnels built to fortify the place. The English took it in, during this war of Spanish succession in 1704 and haven't let it go since. Uh, it's a pretty cool place if you ever have the chance to visit. I heard Scott mention that he got his ass kicked in LVO by an Imperial Fist Army from Gibraltar on the last episode too. So yet Balls. another way... In which your False. Imperial Fist episode has been opportunities. <laughs> Anyhow, on top of this rock, there's a nature preserve which is infested with Barbary macaques. Macaques? Macaques? Is that how you say it? Macaques? Okay. Macaques. Macaw is a bird. Macaque is a monkey. If you said monkeys, it's a macaque. Barbary macabundus. Who knew there were monkeys in Europe? Uh, there's monkeys in Texas, uh, snow monkeys. If you like, want to look Dude, that you shit. Got, you fuckers, like all them oil rich fucking oil people. They have all the animals there. They got fucking rhinos. They got tigers. They got fucking giraffes. They got everything. Dude, I got a story on these monkeys. Once we finish, once I finish reading this off, I'm gonna tell you about these monkeys that are in Texas because, <laughs> well, you, it's like it's the most Texas story I've ever heard. But anyway, moving forward. Uh, there's lots of tourists, so these monkeys are pretty accustomed to begging food off of folks. That said, as you ride on the cable car up this mountain, there's a bunch of signs warning you to put away food, as the monkeys are known to be quite aggressive. As I said, I was traveling with my family, my wife, and two small girls. One of the girls was only about a year old at the time, and we had this huge osprey backpack which she could ride in, and had all sorts of pockets to put food in and whatnot. <laughs> what can I say? Dad is something of a pack mule when it, we travel. Right as we exit the cable car and we're standing out in the open looking at this crowd of monkeys that have surrounded the new batch of tourists, my wife decided that some of the fruit in the backpack might be accessible to them. So she needs to move it right where we're standing in the middle of all the monkeys. While I get sort of frustrated as she starts grabbing stuff out of her backpack, which I'm wearing, and I tell her, it's too late to move stuff. We're next to the monkeys. Just let it be. As I say this, complaining that we should have done this earlier, not in the middle of a group of huggy monkeys, I snatch a banana from my wife's hand and wave it at her. Well, those monkeys saw the banana come out of my backpack as soon as we touched it, and one of those fuckers had moved around me to stand on a wall while I was complaining to my wife. As I'm wagging this banana at my wife, that monkey reached up from behind me and snatched that banana right out of my hand. I was pissed and felt sheepish, but banana stealing monkeys is so stereotypical that we couldn't all help but laugh. My wife even managed to get a picture of the fucker as he sat there and ate my banana, attached below. To this day, my girl remembers Gibraltar as a place where monkeys stole dad's banana. Dude, that is a terrifyingly large monkey. Like, for... The... Go up. Up. Oh, there it is. That's a tiny monkey. It's aren't that big. It looks big. 
banana for scale it looks pretty large that's like a dog that's like a medium-sized dog-sized monkey eating his fucking banana no so th- I, I definitely appreciate the monkey story man uh monkeys are terrifying they're one of the few like many things with fingers that i'm afraid of so you know i'm gonna turn a herd of raccoons loose in michael's house oh dude i fucking lose my shit man i don't um me and raccoons do not get along but anyway <laughs> so check this out so in japan there was this like town that had these like little snow apes i don't, I don't know what they're called they're like the little snow monkeys kind of look like macaques they're uh they're oh it's all pee hole pee hole just walked in how's it going gentlemen so they're gonna yell at you by the way prepare yourself all right uh yeah sure. fuck face what's the deal with painting night lords Yo, what's going the- on there over there <laughs> fucking conrad purrs fucking all right Hello, so you you too, fellas. oh Derek. fucking thought you could thought you're slick turn your camera michael so we can see him all i see is his elbow i want to fucking shame him while i'm looking fucking at look him. me in the eye when you yeah. talk shit to me motherfucker into his fucking old dead eyes son of a bitch <laughs> yeah you thought i was going for the silver closer fuck that <laughs> he wants the gold <laughs> and then suddenly night lords man so the idea is, I'm already almost done with. 25. Yeah, we don't care. Okay. Yeah, we don't care. Saves me the <laughs> saves me the trouble. So anyway, anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, Derek. We're sorry. Go ahead. Oh, for real? Okay. No, uh, we still don't care. Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so in Texas, Got there's these twice. like. Okay, so so in Japan, there was this little town, right? They had all these snow monkeys that would come into their fucking town. And these snow monkeys would just over... They were getting to the point where they were, like, overwhelming the town with the amount of snow monkeys. And so they decided, you know what? We're going to kill all these fucking snow monkeys. We're going to get rid of these fucking snow monkeys. We're going to quell the population. Well, some, like, Texas oil baron is like, nah, man, you don't got to kill those monkeys. I got plenty of land in fucking Texas, in South Texas. And they said, I'll take them monkeys. So they ship all these snow monkeys to South Texas, like, South... like. Mexico, South Texas. Like anything south of Freer is like Mexico, pretty much. So now they're desert monkeys. So yeah. They're not snow monkeys anymore. They're now desert monkeys. So they 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 build this giant sanctuary for these South Texas monkeys, these South Texas snow monkeys. They build this huge sanctuary to keep them in. And they stay they like somehow they stay cool. Like I don't know how they're snow monkeys. They have a bunch of fur, but they just like hang out in the water and stuff like that. They build this the sanctuary. Well, it gets to the point where these snow monkeys start figuring out how to escape this sanctuary. Like, they've figured out the fences. They know where, like, the electrical, like, fences aren't working and shit like that. Are you talking about the herds of wild monkeys that (laughs) control most major areas in Texas? (laughs) So, anyway, so these monkeys figure out how to get out. And because they're not a native species, in Texas we have this rule where if it's not a native species and it's running around, you can just fucking shoot it. Like you can have it. Yeah, like it's each year's. Like you, you, you just get to shoot it. Like if there's a rhino in your front yard, you get to shoot it. That's Texas. Like that's how it works. <laughs> like it's, they're called exotics. So it came to the point where like these fucking people were showing up to the sanctuary asking them, hey, is this where we get to shoot the monkeys? <laughs> 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 and like 
<laughs> these people were getting so fucking mad because like no all the land no, around the sanctuary Shit, no, would man. lease out like fucking monkey hunts like you could come hunt snow monkeys like they didn't know if there'd be monkeys there but they did know that monkeys were prone to escaping and they said they would lease out all these monkey hunts. i was like oh my god like you could there's a there's a documentary on youtube right now you can watch i think it's called the snow monkeys of texas that'll like tell you all this shit about like these fucking monkeys like escaping the sanctuary just to get blasted like from all these like texas fucking like killers I'm like me some monkey jerky. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is this where we come to shoot the monkeys? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I feel bad because they're so cute, but it's such a good sport. <laughs> but they fast. It's a it's a good test of how good you are shooting. <sighs> Beat skate any day. <laughs> so, yeah, our monkey story is a little bit shittier than just getting your banana taken. Like, it's a, like monkeys are open game in Texas. They're they're so open game that the ones that escape are probably gonna make a like super monkey race of like super hyper intelligent monkeys. They're gonna evolve like <laughs> into a track they should have never evolved into to avoid humans. That's how Bigfoot was made. Anyway. Planet of the <laughs> Apes starts here, motherfuckers. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. I don't know why I dropped an MF on that for no reason, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, okay. Oh, hold on. I'm going to read this out loud because I know Allie's listening. This comes from James. It says, Legion of Lies email. Hi, Michael. I hope this finds you well. As the subject line would suggest, I'm in need of your help. I need to get a hold of the email contact for the Legion of Lies so I can submit my army for a closure patch. That said, I was wondering if you had a copy of the contact information as their show structure and my no longer using Facebook makes it kind of hard to pin it down. Anyway, hope you can render what would be gratefully received. Loving your work at the community and all that you guys do to help keep me us hard for heresy. Oh, so he's no longer using Facebook, so you can't just get a hold of him. It's legionalize at gmail.com. So, shoot that closer patch out there. So. If there's any other podcast you need to get a hold of, feel free to hit us up, I guess. <laughs> we'll get you the contact information. Afternoon, RFI. I thought I would share a, another bear attack story with you all. Thank now, God. This didn't happen to me. It happened to a buddy of mine uh, back from ski racing uh, back in high school. Uh, so this was up in Anchorage, Alaska, bear country, uh, but downtown Anchorage in the city park. So if you pull up Google Images, you'll find that the city park is square in the middle of a major metropolis uh, right downtown. So he's out uh, jogging, uh, doing some working out and stuff in the summer, and takes a pit break. Sits down on a bench, pulls out a Snickers bar to eat. That freaking grizzly comes out of the bushes behind him, oh, takes a swipe at him, steals a Snickers bar. Guy got uh, big old lacerations up on his arm. And, you know, male response, turns around and is going to fight this damn bear for his Snickers bar. Fortunately, thinks better of it, decides, you know, heck with that. Takes off the other Pause direction. Pause this. Pause this. Okay. Paused. Is this fucking Wayne from Letterkenny? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> oh, take a sticker bar. So this bear came down the laneway the other day. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now that we now you're gonna laugh the rest of this email because this guy sounds like fucking Wayne from Letterkenny. Anyway, go ahead. Came by the produce stand today. 
Nowadays, he tells me when he goes running, he takes ramen noodles, no flavor pack, because then it doesn't have a smell and bears aren't going to come trying to whack him. There you are. Bear attack story for you. Hope you all enjoyed. Have a good day. <laughs> Dude, he sounded so much like Letter Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's why you don't take a snicker bar with you so, down when you're running down the trail. Bear will get you. Bear will <laughs> get you every time. Does a duck with the boner drag weeds? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. That's like yeah, the I best guess. possible scenario, though. You get a cool story. You get a cool fucking scar on your arm for life. But it's not like, like it doesn't sound like you got like so maimed he's going to be fucked up for a long time. Or right, yeah. Really that bad. Like he'd probably heal up in a couple weeks. You'd be like, man, I got swatted by a bear. Check out these cool fucking scars. I had to fight, I had to fight this bear bar. for my stickers bar. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's the best case scenario of what's going on. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the best case scenario would getting would be getting that that scar that goes like right over your eye, like that you see like in movies where like the cool dude has that scar. Like the the guy that usually doesn't survive in the movie, but like is obviously the hardened veteran. <laughs> He's got that like scar down his face. I think that'd be best case yeah. scenario because like you come out and like everybody's like, "Hey, dude, how'd you get that scar on your face?" Like, no, nah, fucking grizzly, Snickers. man. Uh, do you got damn grizzly, my friend? <laughs> grizzly be, pal. You gotta be careful opening them Snickers. <laughs> how'd you How'd you get that with the Snickers? A bear got me. Well, that's like I was joking with Mike, the the guy I work with that only has one arm the other day, and I'm like, Mike, you need to like make a whole new group of friends that don't know what happened to your arm, and then they're all gonna be all nervous to ask you what happened to it. So then you need just need to. Like, drop knowledge on them. Be like, you know, when you're feeding lions, make sure you don't do this. But then don't tell them, like, like don't allude to, like, you're telling them this, you know, whatever. And then, like, then they have to, like, wonder, well, did he do that? Is that why he lost his arm? And then be like, you know, when you're riding in a bus, you should never stick your arm out the window. <laughs> you know, like, just every day hit them with something new, like a new scenario in which you could lose an arm. But don't ever tell them whether or not that's what caused you to lose the arm or not. <laughs> just like, and have that be the running joke and never tell them the truth. You always want to so, bait the bear that would be, before you set it. So you don't set it off when you set the bait on it. Yeah. So yeah, you could do that. If you had that cool fucking bear scar on your eye, you could do that to people. Like anytime you had like a real noticeable injury like that, you could just constantly like, come up with the list of things that could cause that injury. And then just like, exp like walk around and expose that to people without like letting them know if that's what really happened to you or not. It'd be a pretty good gag. <laughs> It'd be great. It'd be fucking fantastic. I don't think I'd fight a bear for a Snickers bar. I'd immediately throw the Snickers bar at the bear. And then if that bear... Not for Snickers, but maybe for a Butterfinger. <laughs> yeah, Snickers is garbage. Butterfingers are no, Reese's. They're not garbage. They're not garbage. <laughs> yeah, Reese's, I, mean, I think about Oh, yeah, Twix. go giving away the, the savings of a Twix. It's two candy bars and one. I don't yeah. give a shit who you are. You're not taking that kind of fucking. We need to make like a candy bar hierarchy list, and like draw the line of where you would fight the bear in that list. Like above this line is where you would fight the bear. Below this line, you let the bear have it. I don't think I would let a bear have my other Reese's cup. Like I just don't think there's enough Reese's in the first cup. You wouldn't split a Reese's with a bear. <laughs> like I feel like I'd eat one Reese's, and if the bear came up, I would be like, "No, bear!" Like. There's like, this is one whole candy. <laughs> like, I haven't finished my other half of the candy. I'm not that into Nestle Crunch Bars. I will eat them because I'm a fat kid and I, I love fucking chocolate. But they're fairly low. They're definitely below the fight a bear for it 
Yeah, if I have like a shitty candy bar, like a mounds, like fucking <laughs> yeah, no dude, likes mounds. for real. I'll eat mounds. Fucking... I'll eat mounds. Go ahead, fucking bear. You could have the shitty mounds. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> I was, I wasn't gonna eat it anyway. You can have it. <laughs> the bear would probably fight you because you gave it a fucking mounds, because <laughs> it knows that you're a shitty person. <laughs> oh, fucking fantastic. <laughs> Well, good for you. Carry bear spray, people. Especially if you're, uh, even if you're jogging in what sounds like Metropolis of Canada, <laughs> still keep a, still keep a, <laughs> or Metropolis of Alaska. Okay. Hi, RFI. This is Brian Berman again, calling with another bear attack story for you from my days up in Alaska. Oh my God. Uh, breaking them up into multiple uh, voicemails for you because I know that they have a short window. So this one uh, happened while we were living up there. Uh, it got published in all the newspapers, uh, which is part of the reason it's uh, stuck in my head so well. Uh, but up there they have a zoo, which is more of a wildlife uh, recovery uh, and rehab center, and they kind of display the animals while they're doing that. Uh, well, there's, they have a polar bear in an enclosure known as Binky. Now, Binky uh, was recovered as a cub and injured, so he was in captivity so long that he essentially can't be released in the wild again. He, just, he wouldn't know how to survive. He's chill. So he's Binky the polar bear, and he's kind of a city mascot. Everybody knows him and loves him. Uh, so one year, a bunch of high school kids, all liquored up after a senior party, decide to go take a swim in Binky's, Binky's pool. And they climb up over the fence, climb up over the second fence, and they get over into his pool, and, well, Binky comes out of his little den hole, and, he wants none of this. So he starts coming after the kids, chasing them all over the place. Kids scramble, run out of there, uh, and barely get out of there uh, before the bear gets them. Uh, but Binky's got one of their shoes. And the trainers can't get rid of, can't get in and get the shoe away from this bear for like a week. He's just pacing back and forth, and back and forth, holding the shoe. So the next day, front page of the newspaper, headline reads, Binky the bear saves high, drunk high schooler from drowning with a picture of him with a shoe in his mouth. So, there's another bear attack story for you. Hope you guys have a good day. Bye. <laughs> good job, Binky. Way to look at, good looking out. How do you get drunk enough to go swim with a fucking polar bear? I don't know, man. Fucking... Todd Pods, polar bears, <laughs> pretty much the same mentality that leads to that kind of like, Somebody sent me an email with a picture of somebody's attic with the blow-in pink insulation in the attic, and it says, if you think those, t- uh, those, what did it say? If you think those Tide Pods, those pods <laughs> yeah, make, uh, are really good candy, you should try the cotton candy in the attic or something like that. So <laughs> I saw it was similar to that. It was like, uh, Having penetrated the out, the exterior defenses, the savvy hunter harvests the succulent house meat within. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Tide Pods, man! I get, I don't, whatever. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see that video somebody made? It was like, it's like, see, this will stop a baby from opening the Tide Pods. You have to push, hold this button down for three seconds, and it like shows like. It's like a. It's like the video looks so legit. It's like hold the button down for three seconds. Now the Tide Pods know that you're an adult and can open. It'll open for you, and it says, "Now look, let's see. Worst case scenario, baby gets into the Tide Pods. 
now the baby has access. Because the button wasn't pressed, it now understands there's not an adult present to open this Tide Pod box. So what will the Tide Pod do? It says, electrocute the baby with an 80-watt laser. Like it's, like, like it's got a taser. It's like, <laughs> like zapping this like baby. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Ugh. How about you don't put your oh. fucking laundry detergent where your baby can get to it? How about this? How about a uh, the fucking next story says Dark Angel's list request and a taser story? <gasps> it's fucking serious. <scary. gasps> it's so weird how that keeps happening. Me and Derek didn't get shot last night to share this story. Always, always a good day. You don't get shot. Okay. According to Ice Cube, at least. So this comes from Ross over from the Phosphex Party podcast. He says, "What's up, Dick Kickers? I'd internally be great." I'd be eternally greater if you could help me out with a combined arms Dark Angel list at 2.5K. I don't have any minis for it yet, so go nuts and hurt my bank account. In return, here's a story about a taser-wielding asshat. I used to work in a dive bar and slash music venue. Usually, I was a sound guy, but I also worked as a bartender at the as an, if the need arose. So I got asked to cover for this utter waste of space. Let's call him Tim. <laughs> Shots fired. He's over an hour late for his shift. That's not unusual in itself as he's a massive melt. He rocks up a total of three hours late for his shift. Half cut and sneaking of cheap weed. Check this out, he declared. Now usually this is the part where he pulled out his unimpressive penis, but this time he whips out an old school taser. <laughs> The kind that all handle that's all handle and flickering prongs. Fifty dollars or fifty pounds if you let me tase you, he says, with a retard grin. I told him to fuck off, but he persisted. Finally having had enough of his fuckery, I said he could tase me if he tased himself first. I was expecting him to go for his arm and leg, but what an idiot took took on his face, he goes in hard. With an idiot look on his face, he goes in hard. Center mass. He drops like a sack of wet dicks. Straight down. Threw himself <laughs> like he had no bones. After a few seconds, I thought, maybe. Thankfully, he'd fucked himself off with the motor coil, but no such luck. Instead, he pulls himself into his feet, announces that not only did he empty his bladder, but he also shit himself. Suffice to say, he got fired that night, and it made a tits for shots again. It was a good fucking night. All right, guys. Peace out. Cheers. Ross from the Phosphex Party. Thanks, Ross. Oh, man. Thanks, Ross. That was a good one. That's a good one. I just think, yeah, I assume that's how all tasers work, is as soon as you get hit with them, you shit. It's a safe assumption. You don't tase yourself, I guess. Okay. Next voicemail has a plus 6-1 area code, so that means it's coming from Australia. Uh Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. the only people I know that actually call in from Australia and don't just record it oh, no. <laughs> are the, I don't even know the name of the podcast anymore. Oh, hey, before you play this, yeah, before you play this, from, yeah. I was listening. Uh, pausing, sorry, sorry. It is who we thought it was. It is him. <laughs> Tim, Tim, I don't know if he's going to bring this up. Tim called me the other day at literally like four in the morning <laughs> or three 30 in the morning, my time. And woke me up to tell me the, about a dream he had about Brent, Brendan, Brandon, whatever his name is, Schwab over Schwab, there at okay. uh, Brandon Slob. Brandon Slob over there at uh, the fighter and the kid. He had a dream about him 
playing 30K at an Australian event, and he called me to tell me about the story of his dream at four in the morning, and we ended up talking for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, to be fair, if you don't tell somebody about that immediately, you're just going to forget it. <laughs> yeah. Bless So, it. anyway, this may be about that. I hope it is. Yo, what up? It's Tim here. I was listening to the voicemails on the last episode, and I was just like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm sure my voicemails are going to come through. It's going to be great. But, uh, yeah, so it turns out there were just two just minutes of silence or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened. Hopefully this comes through. Um, so I was just listening to the Zomatolis episode. I haven't got to that bit yet, but Scott was talking about uh, destroying his old uh, Dreadnought Drop Pods. The yes, answer's obvious. You've got to drop them off a great height and then use a slow-mo camera on the ground to capture the impact. See what happens. Let's do it. Let's get it done. I know, I can, I know you can do it. I know you guys can do it. Get it done. All right, bye. <laughs> get it done. So we have to get to the bottom of this mystery of what happens if you drop a dreadnought bu- drop pod off a high place and <laughs> slow-mo record what happens. Like a realistic recreation of what would happen if, like, low fucking orbit drop went wrong and, like, the, the fucking break retros didn't fire it'd be be like if me and scott designed the drop pods instead of elon musk yeah (laughs) oh god it's gone so bad we should we we should honestly like like photoshop the rockets that landed (laughs) like perfectly no no i was gonna say we should like resin cast a solid block of the dreadnought drop pod so it looks like a dreadnought drop pod and we drop it when it's all in slow motion everybody's waiting for this like epic explosion of parts it just goes kook <laughs> like, just, like, dook. like nothing just fucking happens the doors open i'm like son of a bitch Whoa. <laughs> it's a solid we can, ca- we can cast it cast it out of sugar where it just shatters into dust as soon as it hits <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> We could, we could fill it those like little like poppers and throw them and they like just pop like snap like that and confetti i like the idea of casting out of sugar dude like that's so fucking funny it just turns to like powder as soon as it like <laughs> like collapses in on itself and just like just smoke like a, like a slow-mo video of, like those buildings collapsing or like demo them <laughs> yeah or it's just a puff of smoke that's all it would be and just like a splatter on the ground <sighs> that'd be rad Okay. Next up on the list. I'm also glad that Tim, like, realized he left us a two-minute voicemail of nothing. Like, I feel like that might have been, like, an MK Ultra call where he called us with just his mind. And, <laughs> like, he, he thought that he was telling us stuff, but audio doesn't work the same in his head. Like, he, he made the call, like, telepathically, but could not speak but was like still held the line for that long. I feel like that's what happened. Yeah, our our voicemail doesn't translate thought. Not like, well. You know, not well anyway. We don't pay yet. for that feature. I I can only imagine what that was like. Like I imagine everybody who called in was like, "Oh fuck, was that mine?" <laughs> of course it was. Oh, oh. Oh. Happened again. Uh-oh. That's the voicemail. It's just four seconds of nothing. Mm-mm. We got another one. We don't Tim, Tim translate said his, thought. Tim said his first. Tim said his voicemails that were blank were about Willow. No, he's trying to bring it back to Willow. Nice try. 
gets back to our roots. Michael probably deleted them. That's probably why they were nothing, because Michael doesn't <laughs> like, like talking no, about them. No more. <laughs> Shut them down. So this voicemail was uh, sent to us on February 9th. It's from a 209 area code, and the the number ends in 5788. So if that's you, your voicemail did not come through. 209? Isn't that Stockton? That's where, is this Nate or Nick Diaz? Yeah, fuck it. Is, this, is that you, Nate Diaz? <laughs> Stockton, no? motherfucker! Stockton! <laughs> Calling in to let us know. To let us know that it's Stockton. Straight yeah. by day, Joe Rogan by night. Yeah, all, <laughs> all day. day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not surprised, motherfucker. <laughs> I ain't surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> Dude, this one comes from powerful, powerful John Carlo. <laughs> Uh, for one, congratulations on your new kid, buddy. Saw that was posted up today. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's got himself a little sneaker now. Boy, little boy. Congrats, John. Powerful John. Powerful John with your kid. I always look at the, uh, um, the Valdor artwork and I always think of John Carlo. I don't know why. <laughs> That's why I said like last episode, I was like, he went from the badass mohawk to his John Carlo haircut. And like, I don't think anybody caught it, but every time I see Valdor, like, I don't hate him because I don't like. I'm I like. I, I legitimately like Giancarlo as a person. So like, I'm like, I can't oh, yeah, be mad awesome. at that guy. <laughs> like, it's, it's just Giancarlo. It's cool as shit. So, I don't know. Every time I see Valdor, I think Giancarlo. Put that man in some gold armor. So anyway, let's see what he said. Hey guys, it's Giancarlo in El Paso. <laughs> Um, it's not really Giancarlo. It's just Giancarlo. It's Italian. It's not fucking French. Anyways, uh, Brian or whoever wants to tackle this for me. Um, well, El Paso is not really a big 30K scene. I, uh, I'm getting real jealous of watching people doing their little uh, escalation campaigns all over the world, and I'm trying to see if I can garner some uh, interest here. Um, I was hoping that maybe... I can get a couple of small 500-point lists, and uh, I definitely want to do Isfan 3 theme. So uh, I want to build two armies and then take them down to the game store see if anybody wants to play one or the other. And uh, maybe I can get some attention going here because it's, it's pretty much 40K here, and it's kind of on the competitive scene. So I don't care which legion. Uh, I don't care what units. Just a couple of armies, and then I'll paint them up. And uh, what you think might be fun for another player. Um, I know what I would want, but that's not really what I want to do. I want like two, two, maybe even three t- uh, 500 point uh, little armies that can be fun between all three um no time frame just uh thanks a lot for everything you guys do you guys are the best <laughs> love you <laughs> we love you too Giancarlo Giancarlo so, it, it's, so he said Isvan Isvan 3 themed I'm writing these down as we go so yeah. I've already you know I, I just did 22 lists and I've already accumulated three just through fucking voice messages so. <laughs> fuck yeah people know dude they know that like they, they know like to sneak them in with the with the voicemails, it's it's brilliant. It's yeah, I mean, it but we get stories out I, of it. Then I'm obligated to do it because we got stories. So I got an ultramarine list with breachers, which we need to. He needs to let us know 
if I have to do it with Proteus's, because I'd really rather not. Uh, <laughs> then we got Dark Angels Combined Arms. I'm guessing Combined Arms is like tanks, air, and ground troops. Yeah, all the all the above. Well, I just did. We're actually in this show. I just did a uh, which we'll probably go over it on the show. A Iron Wing list with tanks, mounted infantry, and planes. So it's pretty cool. Um, I think uh, we. I think there's a Death Guard list that we've already done that that we did for beginners. Remember the Death Guard, uh, the the two Death Guard lists that you had made a while back for Istvan Three to make. Yeah, yeah, but he only wanted 500 points. Those were each 2,000 points. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but. Uh, off the top of my head, I think World Eaters would be cool because you could have like a force that rushes or whatever, and then do, um, I guess I think maybe World Eaters versus Sons of Horus, yeah, and make the tight. Sons of Horus more like close, close to medium range firepower, and then the World Eaters more assault, obviously, and I think that would be a decent match. Yeah, reading through yes. uh, reading through some of the books, I think Sons of Horus, like Loyalist Sons of Horus from Isfan Three, would look pretty badass. If you like took like a file or something, like filed off like a molded like Eye of Horus shoulder pad, they're like like scratching it out in their spare time because they're like, yeah, fuck this dude. Yeah, you can do sneak stuff with it. Yeah, I would like to see uh, Emperor's Children and World Eaters on the table. I think that's a well. That's a fun match. That could be the third. That could be the third army. You could do Emperor's Children and make it, you know, where it's loyalist, decent. Well, because he wanted three armies, I would do loyalist sons of Horus, traitor, uh, fucking world eaters, and then do the Emperor's Children, where you could play him as either or. Yeah, that'd be badass. Especially with like, yeah, that's perfect. Especially with the Emperor's Children being the swing army. And sons of, like having straight up loyalist sons of Horus, yeah, that sounds fucking sweet. Dig it. And that's like a good like that's a good mix of like, mm, it's kind of like two cl- two close combat armies and a good at shooty army. I don't know. I like it. Should be easy. You want me to do the five hundred point Emperor's Children list? I can do that can if you want i'll do the other two okay we'll do that so we'll have to way. compare notes though when we get done because he said he wanted to all you know match up well 10-4 game powerful jean carlo <laughs> you that's gotta, french again you gotta get the loogie stuck in there that's how you <laughs> that's how you say it that's french <laughs> it's french for love's dog <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Oui, oui. Jean Carlo. <laughs> so that's it for voicemails, guys. Uh, if you want to send us a voicemail, 209-RFI-30K0 is our voicemail number. That's 209-RFI-30K0. 30K0. Uh, you can send us a voicemail. We'll play it on the episode just like we did for you guys. If you are an international listener, uh, you can record your voicemail on MP3 format, WAV format, however you want to do it, and uh, send it to Michael at Warhammer30k.com. I'll get your voicemail and play it live on air. 
and uh, to entertain the masses. Right now, it seems like we're getting a lot of bear stories, which is pretty cool as fuck. We got taser stories. I love tasers. Uh, I like taser stories. I like everything about tasers. If I had a taser, it'd be pretty responsible with it. That's why I could never be a police officer. So I hope we start moving into the taser arena because, man, those are some good-ass stories. So Taser hammer coming to heresy camp. Yeah, taser hammer coming to heresy camp. So uh, that's going to be it. That's voicemails. It's emails. I guess it's time for the list well, portion. Well we, well, we got two. we got two emails you need to read. So we got one from a, the email is, well, it's, what's this? The subject is RFI made me bust. Nice. <laughs> God it's bless the subject. Got it. Okay. This comes from Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> what a cool name. It says RFI made me bust. Hey guys, huge fans of the show. Listening to your podcast has been extremely helpful and has converted me over to 30k. You're, that's so beautiful to hear. Me and my brother have been starting to get into the hobby, seeing as we're already in the to Blood Bowl and 40k, and eagerly await the Legions episode for our respective legions. I'm doing World Eaters. He's doing Salamanders. We've listened to the new player episode, and I've gotten access to several of the Black and Red books, which are helping us with army building. All that's left is to buy the new Age of Darkness rulebook to read before we can start building our armies. Now, now, oh, starting our armies. And then purchase the required units. Now that I've got some questions. I'm sure you've heard this before. This is the age-old World Eaters question. Can you, my units take chain axes for free? Or do I have to pay the two points to buy the chain sword before replacing it for free? So Okay, so here's the answer to that. When you buy a tactical marine... You co- it comes with bolter and bolt pistol. So you can trade the bolter for a chainsword for free. And then that trade that chainsword in for free for a chain axe. Which means you can have a chain axe and a bolt pistol for free. If you want to have a chain axe, bolt pistol, and bolt gun, what you have to do is because your guy comes with a bolter and bolt pistol... For two additional points, you can then buy a chainsword, which then the chainsword can then be traded in for free for a chain axe. So if you just want bolt pistol chain axe, it's 100% free. If you want bolt pistol chain axe and bolt gun, it's two points per model. Two points per model. So if you want them to be able to shoot, you're going to need two points to get them that gun. Well, you still shoot your bolt pistols. If you want them to shoot far, you're going to need the two points for the bolt gun. Scott, do you do you buy bolters for your boys, or do you just get the free? No, my my tactical marines are just chain axe, bolt pistol, and then my veterans you can they come with bolter, bolt pistol, and chain sword, and I just swap out their chain sword for a chain axe. Do you so, feel that yep. you're uh, leaving stuff on the table by not paying the two points to keep your bolter? No shit, no man, that is not no. I've, I put those guys in a land raider or an anvilist drop claw. So if they're sitting back like rapid firing and something, I'm not doing something right. Like I got caught with my pants down and my fucking vehicle got blown up before it got to where it needed to be. So Scott sounded like Lawrence from, um, yeah, God, no shit. No man from office. <laughs> yeah, space. Shit, no man. Shit, no. <laughs> I reckon somebody get their ass kicked for taking it's bolt like... guns on a fucking world here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure we have those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
ship. I don't think we did that a long time ago, my man. We need a we need a shirt with Scott on it that says "Shit, no, man." I reckon you'd get your ass kicked for putting bolt guns on world here. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you said that because, like, I was thinking it as you were saying, it's "Like, nah, shit, no, man." <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> so his next question is, where the hell do I get good-looking chain axes in bulk? I've looked at the Forge World Phobos chain axes. Uh, and the Anvil Industries ones, but I'm just looking for some more input on where to get a shit ton. So it's well, more of a shape ways. Yeah, that, they just exactly dropped. Where. Pop goes a monkey. Pop goes a monkey. Just monkey. just dropped fucking some powerful fucking yeah. powerful pop. You get like eleven for fucking not very much. So yeah, you do get eleven. There five left hand, five right hand, and one without a hand. So if you want to slap that on some dude's back because he's got a boulder, you know you do you. So there you go. Pop goes the monkey on shape ways. Powerful pop Go goes the monkey. Let him know that RFI made you bust too. Yeah. I don't know what will happen, but he's he likes us a lot, so who knows? Next up, can any Legion take the Anvilish Dreadclaw? From the bat reps I've seen and the way I've heard it talked about, it seems so. Scott has some for his world eaters. The one on the Forge World side is painted in Night Lord's color, but in the red book of the Legion special rule units, it's made to seem like Sons of Horus thing. It is also shown in this way in either Black Book 1 or 2. Just want it cleared up. Yeah, man, you can take it. Yeah, fast attack choice. Yeah, it's fast It's fast attack choice, or it's dedicated for Legion Terminators of any Legion. So if you just take generic Terminators, you can buy it dedicated for them, or you can buy them as a fast attack choice. So you could have up to three that you can put anything in uh, for any Legion. And then, like I said, if you take Terminators and they're five or less, you can dedicate a... Dread call to them. Uh, there are certain legions that gain uh, additional access to it. Uh, Sons of Horus is one of those, like he mentioned already. Uh, Word Bearers, if you take their last Serrated Sunrite Award, they gain access to dedicated for Galvorback. Um, Black Shields get it dedicated for multiple units. So certain Rites of War and certain other legions can get them dedicated. But I can see where the Black Book would would be confusing uh, if you're not looking at the updated rules for that. Uh, Correct. Yeah. But yeah, you can take them for anybody. It's just in limited quantities unless you are a Legion that unlocks it as a dedicated for multiple things. Yeah. Once you get your hands on the Legion books, it'll make a lot more sense because it's just like you know, just a normal fast check choice. Yep. Just like taking a land speeder that can hold people. Uh. Number four, have the rule stats for the generic units detailed in Black Book 1 changed since it was published or with the new rulebook? Yes. Yeah, they have. Yeah, it's age. he wants the Age of Darkness... Uh, or He wants the Age of Darkness army list. Legion of Stardis Legion army of Stardis list, I believe is what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Here, I'll give you the exact name. I got it on my phone so here. Those Black Books were made yeah, for Horrid. the 6th edition? The black book was, yeah. Uh, the original book one. So uh, you want, it's called the Horus Heresy Legion of Stardis Age of Darkness Army List. Make sure it's Age of Darkness because they made one called the Crusade Army List and that one's actually outdated as well. So you want the Age of Darkness Army List. So make sure it says Age of Darkness on it. Red book. Age of Darkness. Yeah. So, cool beans. So, that was going to be his questions there. Uh, last one yes. was, is the Forge World Task Force bundle worth it? 
Kalth box and three upgrade sets for tacticals. Always looks good to start our armies there, but maybe it's too expensive for what's there. So I mean, it depends. I mean, because they, what they come with uh, the upgrade sets with what is that? The torsos and Legion torsos, heads and shoulder pads. Is that what they are? Yeah, it's the full. Yeah. It's a full, basically, yeah. so, Kalth boxes with uh, with full Legion upgrades. If you, I mean, if you just, if you really like the Legion upgrades for whatever Legion you're getting into, um, then yeah, it's definitely, you get it at a slight discount. Um, I'll just give you, this is my personal example. Um, for Salamanders, I don't like any of the upgrades. I just wasn't a fan of the kits. Uh, I, the shoulder pads are okay, but I don't like the torsos or heads. So, like, if I were doing shoulder pads for me personally, that's not something I would buy because I wouldn't use most of those kits or don't like them. But on the flip side of that, um, who's somebody that they're good? Like, every like, it's pretty much universal that <laughs> I like they're the one Blood out Angel. there. I like the Blood Angels. Blood Angel kits. Has good one. <laughs> um, the World Eater ones are cool, right? Or yeah. Sons of Horus ones, like any of that. like Or Ultramarines. I'd say the Ultramarine ones are the most solid. Yeah. To me, for me. So, like, let's say you're playing, like, if I was playing Ultramarines, I like both the heads, torsos, and shoulder. I like all three. So, yeah, and it'd be worth it then if that's something you wanted to do. But it's not something you absolutely have to do. If you're just looking to get it cheap, just buy a calf box and get decent at decals and throw decals on the shoulder pads. Get you some Microsoft Microset and watch you some YouTube videos, like I told Derek to do. And you can be a, a master and you don't need any of that shit. You can slap it on there and make it look good for cheap. I had like zero practice, zero prior knowledge, and made that shit look good. I would say it also depends on your painting style. If you're going to paint really super clean, the 3D shoulder pads are good for that because they look really clean and really nice and really uniform. If you're wanting to get into weathering and chipping, I think decals are way better because they because they lay so smooth. You can do your weathering and chipping over the top, and it looks way better. If you try to weather and chip a 3D shoulder pad, it kind of looks like shit. Yeah. I would say right now, with the amount of options available to upgrade your Legion, uh, heads are kind of something that are pretty much Forge Worlds, the only people that's going to offer you Legion-specific heads, as far as I've seen. So if you like the heads from Forge World, that's going to be the answer. Go to Forge World on that one. As far Spell as Crow and Puppets War has a shitload. I mean, you, there's other third parties that make tons of heads. Yeah. I, so I, does I, Max Mini. I've never fallen in love with any other third-party company heads. Well, like helmets. Yeah, helmets. But yeah. if you play Space Wolves and your guys don't like wearing helmets, then you know. Yeah. But I would say, like, before you go and commit anything to Forge World as far as, like, the full kit line, I would definitely go look around at, uh, like, third parties, like, uh, Pop Goes the Monkey, for starters. I, I know it just sounds like we're kind of, like, sucking him off right now, but in reality, <laughs> he's got so many different options out there with, like, so many different, like, Legion marks and stuff like that. You know, there's... You know, instead of having your entire legion with the same shoulder pad, you can like, you can change up your shoulder pad. You know, mark three, mark four, mark you know, however you want to do it amongst your entire legion, and, and get that all nice and nice and changed up. I mean, before you go and dump everything into Forge World, which I mean, definitely I support Forge World and what they do. They make some fucking great models, uh, but you know, there's just options out there. You know, don't have to, don't have to give all your money away. Don't have to give away the farm. Anyway, I've never bought one of those kits. I'll say that. 
So, uh, he says, other than that, Ryan, I did watch the video you did with the outer circle on the game hate that you mentioned. It looks amazing. I think I'm hooked. Thanks for that. Take care guys. And Scott blood for the blood. God show Ryan why Angron is a good fucking Primark. Joel or Johnny <laughs> since the name is that of the account. So that comes from powerful Joel, powerful Johnny, whatever name he wants to go by or she, not not assuming, <laughs> not assuming <laughs> yeah. anything. So Jim. the next one, the next one I just sent to you, Michael. Uh, the subject should be the your top email. It's new, but not really new to thirty k. Yeah, it says, "Hey, this comes from powerful Corey. Hey, I've just started listening to RFI. My first episode was a new player episode. Coincidentally enough, thank. I'm so glad that I'm so glad that we had so many like, hey guys, this is a this is not how the episode <laughs> usually goes down. Like there's so many like." spots in there where we're like hey if you just listen to our normal episodes and like we got new listeners from the new listener episode i'm happy about that it's fucking cool shit there you go this is the guy that we geared that episode towards okay as a subject of this email may be a bit confusing i will try to explain i have been interested in the heresy since calf box dropped i have listened to i have horse for a couple years now and subscribed to the 30k channel premium service so the idea of the heresy is anything but new to me that all being said, I have yet to play a game, and that is predominantly my fault. Over the last couple of years, I've picked up my models here and there, mostly plastic marines, but some of the stuff I really like the looks of as well. My biggest issue is that I cannot find myself identifying with any one legion specifically. I know that the legions I would like to stay away from, but cannot put my finger on a legion I truly love. The legions I have zero interest in uh, are collecting our space wolves, because they're gay, Iron Warrior. I'm just playing. <laughs> he didn't put that. <laughs> I just had to dig at you a little bit there. Uh, Iron Warriors, Iron Hands, and White Scars. That leaves me with 14 other legions, and I find it overwhelming at times to choose one. But that being said, I do not choose. I do not want to choose one. Uh, I am hoping if I let you guys know what I have, you can steer me in a direction as to what legion would benefit the most from my current collection. What I can tell you is that the legions I like the most are the following in no particular order. Night Lords, Emperor's Children, Sons of Horus, Death Guard, Ultramarines, and Blood Angels. Uh, in my collection, I have the following. The Age of Darkness Legion book, the Age of Darkness Army list, and a digital copy of the rule book until I win a hard copy from you guys. The Praetor Tribune in Tataros, Praetor with Chain Fist, and Volkite Sepentia in Cataphracti, Praetor with Chain Fist, and Kami Melta in Cataphracti. Two Betrayal Cal Chaplains. 31 Mark IV Tacticals with Bolters. Uh, one with Kami Melta and 18 Mark IV Tactical Unassembled. 30 Mark III Tactical Unassembled. 5 Cataphracty Terminator with, magnify, with magnetized weapons. 5 Assembled. Unassembled. Uh, 5 Tatars Terminators. Uh, Sergeant with Volkite and Power Sword. Reaper Auto Cannon and 4 Power Fists. 6 Heavy Weapons, Heavy Support Squads with Missile Launchers. Uh, one Leviathan Dreadnought with Claw and Storm Cannon. One Mortis Contemptor with two carries Assault Cannons. One Spartan Assault Tank. Uh, three Plastic Rhinos. Three Hunter jet, Sky Hunter Jet Bikes with Magnetized Weapons. And two Apothecaries. Uh, so as you can see, I do have quite a number of models, but narrowing it down, that focus is what is troubling me the most. As I mentioned before, and by all means, I completely understand it. If it is hard to pass due to the nature of my request, I would appreciate some guidance towards a legion based on what I currently have. If you do require any further information from me, feel free to shoot me a message. I'll try and help you out. 
Thanks a million for all you guys do for the community, Corey. So uh, I can eliminate two of these right now for him. No Night Lords and no Blood Angels? No Blood Angels because we don't know what they're getting yet special unit-wise, and it may they may come out with some special unit that invalidates shit that he already has, like where you would never take you know, these because you have these available type of thing. Also, he has, with the books that he has, none of the books that he has have the Blood Angel rules in it, so we require him to buy another book right off the bat. So let's mark them off. Okay. Um, also, Death Guard, uh, because he's got 10 Terminators that aren't the Death Guard special Terminators, which is exactly what I said. If you're running Terminators you're in a Death Guard army, they normal. better... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the Death Shroud and the Grave Wardens are so good, um, and... They occupy either HQ elite or heavy support, so they got you can run a lot of them because they're in different slots. Um, even without a right of war, you can run a lot of them. They're also not that much more many points than a standard Terminator squad, so there's just almost zero reason to run normal Terminators and Death Guard. So you it would invalidate ha- a lot of these things. Also, you have jet bikes, and I think jet bikes might be the least Death Guard generic unit in the entire army list possibly so it just doesn't seem like something they would use very much of if it uh if at all so i would mark death guard off there so that really leaves you with night lords emperor's children sons of horus or ultramarines night lords you have a lot of uh terminators a lot of heavy dreadnoughts a fucking spartan things like that not a whole lot of that seems very Night Lordy. Not to say they wouldn't have that, but it just doesn't seem, you know, super fluffy for Night Lords. So I wouldn't, I don't really think it fits with them. Yeah, no right of wars um, that they have will really help you out with that. Of this stuff, I feel like he would get the most use out of, and, and pretty much everything in this list goes with. For me, I would go Sons of Horus. Oh, I was thinking, Look I was leaning towards list. 13th, man. I was thinking Ultramarines. Well, either way, you could go Ultramarines or Sons of Horus. I feel like either of those would be your best fit for the stuff that you have currently. So if you want to go Traitor, just narrow it down if you want to do Traitor or Loyalist. If you want to go Traitor, do Sons of Horus. If you want to go Loyalist, do Ultramarines. The other thing you could do is look at the sculpts for their specialty units, like look at the Suzerains, look at Gilliman, um, look at Horus, look at the Just Aaron, and look at the Reavers. And just out of those, decide what you like better looks or model-wise there and go with which of those two you like the specialty stuff Or for. you could blow everybody's mind and do Traitor Ultramarines. <laughs> what do you think, Scott? Um, hmm. Don't, the reason I say Sons of Horus is because a big appeal for a lot of people in Heresy is they get to represent Traitor Legions in like a way that is more aesthetically pleasing than they are in 40k when they have dumbass fucking horns growing out of them and lobster claws for hands and all that stupid bullshit. And Sons of Horus are a specifically unique 30k thing. Like they become the Black Legion later, so I think it'd be a little more boutique and a little more interesting to, to use them as Sons of Horus. That's just me though. And I like their models. I like Just Aaron. I like the Reavers. I like Horus's for my money, the best looking Primark model. So that's that. 
Yeah, solid. <clears throat> yeah, solid advice right there. I, I wish he didn't fucking hate Iron Warriors because he could have a pretty solid little Iron Warriors force going on. Uh, but yeah, I think I think he's gonna be sold on on powerful Sons of Horus here pretty soon though. You could even do uh, Loyalist Luna Wolves using Sons of Horus rules if you want to get crazy with it, but not dropping more. Well, we did that, uh, the Sons of Horus dueling list not that long ago. He could go back and find that and get some ideas, and he could kind of build it where he could play Loyalist or Trader with it. Fuck yes. That'd be fucking cool. If you go to our Facebook page under our description uh, where it actually explains uh, what we do and all that jazz. We have our, our phone number there. We, there's a Dropbox link that will take you to our list library, and you can actually find that uh, that Sons of Horus list in there. That's actually both Trader and Loyalist. It's got both of them. And get you an idea. I mean, see if you see if you like any of that. But I think I think it's all solid advice. I think uh, definitely picked which units would. Uh, would not work for you. So, which armies would not work for you? So, can't go wrong. Can't go. All wrong. right. So now we're to the army list portion. Powerful army list portion. Hey, mama. So it is nine forty-five. How 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 late do you guys want to go? I gotta go. I have to go. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do one list. The very first do- list. The very first list is Iron Warriors Zone Palace list with Iron Circle in it. Don't you fucking right, leave us, Scott. Right. <laughs> this one list. This one list. I'll okay, I sent it to Michael. So let's do this list, and then we'll set a timer after Scott leaves. Okay. Powerful. Powerful. And it's from Scratch up, the Squatch. Yeah, while you're pulling that up, uh, I already had a couple people take me up on my offer to write some dumbass Derek lists. So if you send me that, I am right. working on them. I'm just nice. I I'm not. And if Ryan. he fucks them up and makes them illegal, just send them to me and I'll fix them for you. And and he'll yell at me too. <laughs> he'll hit me. I'll get hit. I'll, just just understand. I'll go. Why are you Why are you not painting space wolves instead of writing these fucking lists, Derek? <laughs> well, yeah. So how are we ever going to leave a fully painted space wolf army in the parking lot again if you don't have one to leave to begin with? Uh. <laughs> And there it is again. <laughs> How are we going to go to Chicago? <laughs> Leave it on a fucking taxi. But yeah, so I hope I conveyed, like, if you write to me for a list, I'll make it. It is not going to be a good one. It might be a good one. I don't know. But who knows? Find it, Michael. Yeah, I got it. Okay. So this comes from uh, Scratch the Squatch. Howdy, I've never played Zell Mortalis before, but I have the opportunity to fo-so tonight. Uh, I think to do so is what he meant to put, but it says to fo-so, which yeah, sounds show. French as fuck. Well, he's, a, he's a fucking Sasquatch, so he either fat-fingered it on the keyboard or just doesn't speak very good English. Or he's from Canada, and that's French. I have an opportunity to fo-so tonight. Uh, I don't expect a response right away, but I'm hoping you can help me put a list together so that next time I play Zomortalis, I have a decent chance. I'm not really attached to any of the units I put in the list, so please feel free to change it as much as you want, including scrapping and rebuilding it. I only ask that you stay within my list of models I have. I normally run the Iron Fire Ride War, so this will be very new territory to me. Uh, here's my 1500 point expecting to get my ass whoop handed to me from no clue what I'm doing list. 
Uh, so he took a Siegebringer and Terminator armor with Terminator armor, Cataphracti, Kami Colt, Bolter, and Chain Fist. Uh, he took a Centurion and Artificer armor, Bolt Pistol, Thunderhammer, Volkite Charger, Refactor Field. He took uh, three 10-man tactical squads. The Sergeant has power, has Artificer armor and a Power Fist. Uh, he took five Terminators. The Terminator Sergeant has a Combi Bolter Power Fist. The four Terminators, uh, three of them have Combi Bolters, four have Power Fist, and one has a Heavy Flamer. Uh, no Chain Fist in sight. Come on, bud. Uh, then he has five Tyrant Siege Terminators. The Tyrant Siege Terminator Master has nothing special. Uh, and then he has a, another five Tyrant Siege Terminators. So ten Tyrant Siege Terminators with their powerful rocket packs and five Terminators with just combi bolters and Tataras running around with a Power Fist, four Power Fist, and a Heavy Flamer. So here's my list of other models. Kalth Cataphractor Hero. Master of Signal. Oh, I I don't have that page, so don't read that off because I didn't. So I just wrote him a list. I don't know if I use models he has or not because I didn't see that. I didn't get that in the email. <laughs> oh, and he has Kirvalen. Kirvalen, Master of Signal, and Kalth Cataphracty Hero. That's all he's got. It's just three dudes. Uh, oh, okay. So I think you're safe. Well, unless you I, somehow I only, made only added, loyalist. I, I added in one Iron Circle and 10 breachers so i did add some shit that he doesn't have but it's not like a great deal of models so dig it um but anyway so here's what i came up with scott will like this 1500 points i got a warsmith so the warsmith has power fist paragon blade digital lasers iron halo cortex controller so this is a power armor dude you can convert up uh, you'll see why as a Cortex controller in a minute. So for oh, he took the Zone Mortalis Assault Force Rite of War that we we went over with on the Zone Mortalis episode. Yep. So for tr- for his troops choice, uh, his compulsory troop choice, I took ten Breacher Marines. So it's just a ten man Breacher squad. Two of the guys have Melta guns. Uh, one guy has a Nuncio Vox. The sergeant has Artificer armor and power weapon. It can be any power weapon you want. And the entire squad has Melt-A-Bombs. Uh, for the second troop's choice, remember this right of war allows you to take a single Terminator squad as troops. I took the Terminator unit that he had in his original list. So it's five uh, Tartarus Terminators. All five have Power Fist. One guy has a Heavy Flamer. Um, and they're going to be deep striking in. And they'll land off of the Breacher's Nuncio Vox. Like we went over on the Zomer Talos episode. For elites, I have 10 Space Marine uh, Veteran Marines, so just a vet squad, a full 10-man squad. They just have bolters, no no special weapons. The sergeant has Artificer Armor and Power Weapon, and then the entire unit has Melt-A-Bombs. So he can just use one of his 10-man tactical squads that he had in his original list and just call them veterans. So he doesn't have to paint or do or whatever. He just has that. Uh, for the second elite's choice, I have a Domitar uh, Ferrum, which is an Iron Circle dude and this guy will be attached to your warsmith as a bodyguard i think it just i want to see fucking iron circle and zone mortalis so bad um for the third and final leech choice i have an apothecary with artificer armor and augury scanner this guy will be attached to your breachers and, and lastly i have a five-man tyrant siege squad just how he armed them so just base space five tyrants so really all i added in that he doesn't have is the uh uh, the Breachers, and the uh, Iron Circle. 
Yeah, sounds mean, dude. What uh, what stratagems would you pick if you were running this? Would you try and sneak in like a flanking counter assault would be hilarious with the iron circle and the because you would atta- you would attach the iron circle to the warsmith. Yeah. So you'd have that nasty warsmith and iron circle coming in because you only have the iron circle and the warsmith, and it's only two models in the unit. You're going to use the iron circle's toughness value of seven, so you're going to have you know, the seven wounds, but then you can stick the warsmith out in front with this two up save to kind of tank. Um, and then he's going to be, what is that? Five. He'll be six, either power fist or paragon blade attack. Oh no, he's, so he's four <laughs> base. Digital lasers makes it five. Dual weapons makes it six. So he's the, the warsmith himself is seven, either power fist or paragon blade attacks on the chart. And then you got the iron circles attacks as well which are strength 10 with that Graviton hammer. Um, do they have rage or anything, Scott? No, they don't. But they do They're, have the rule where if they roll a six to hit, they get an additional. It, it, it's that's counts. what it is. Are they two attacks base or three attacks base? Two attacks base. But Yeah, you know. yeah. so on the charge, it'd be three. But just that unit, even though it's only two models, is like 10 attacks on the charge, and they're all extremely high-quality attacks. If you roll a six, that three attacks turns into five, and then it's like, you know. yeah. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Then you got the vets, which can you can take marksman. I took marksman because they have bolter, but you could really take weapon master, whatever you wanted. They all have melt bombs that'll really help you in zone. The siege tyrants all all have power fist, all have crack missile launchers. They'd be good in the zone. The other terminators deep striking in off the breachers would be good, and all the breachers have uh, melt bombs as well. So everything that you have in this army will handle any type of dreadnought you run into um, or any type of infantry you run into. And it has a lot of synergy. It feels very Iron Warrior to me. And at 1,500 points, you're absolutely going to run into a dreadnought. There's no fucking way you won't be running into some sort of big, hunky dreadnought. Yep. It's a... I, I like the list. I, 1,500 points, man. That's a lot of... What's that? Five stratagem points out the gate? Like, that's one per every 500 no, plus the four. two? Oh, it's four? It's four. You get one base and then one for every. Wait, be five. Yeah, three because fifteen yeah. divided by three. Is, so four, or five four stratagem three. points. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Beefy. What do you think, Scott? I like it, man. I mean, I think I think Zomortalis is just like the spirit of it is very Iron Warrior esque. You know, they like to breach and close quarters fighting and it's just a, like Zomort House is so brutal and grinding and every every little action every little like contact has such big implications because you're playing at low points I think it uh it fits their mentality very very well do not forget you have hardened armor like just like just yeah, remember right. you're fucking re-rollable against blasts and you'll be just fine like I can't like even though you're kind of bunched up with those breachers, like I think you're going to be just fine with. Well, if you're bunched up with the breachers, they get rerollable armor save anyway, and then they're also because of the Zomortalis Ride Award increase their invul save to a five up against shooting, four up in close combat, and then the they have the apothecary to give them five up feel no pain as well. So that's gonna be a super tough nut to crack. Yeah, definitely read up on your rules because like there's so much stuff to remember that you have to that'll benefit you, but definitely enough to like that's probably I, like most of the time i would say like when you're when you're playing an army like that like the biggest enemy yep, especially very, me yeah. 
very hard to shift. Yeah, I would say like the my biggest enemy is myself because I forget like all the shit that I have, like bonuses and stuff like that. So. So. All right, Scott has to leave. Tell us right, goodbye. You guys have a good one. See you next week. Love you. Bye, Scott. Scott. All right. How long are we going to do this? Uh, How many you want to do? You want to do a timer? You want to do a certain number? Let's put an hour on the board. 10 o'clock. Let's put an hour on the board. Oh, man. We in it. And then uh, we'll put an hour on the board. And I do not have a problem revisiting this again tomorrow. We can put another hour on the board if we have to. If I if we do okay. not get past a shitload of them, like if we if okay. we talk about them too much, and we only trudge through like five or six of them. But I feel I feel like we can do an hour tonight, and then like if we don't feel accomplished, I'm willing to do another hour or so tomorrow, maybe two hours. Game. Okay, let's do it. So w- let's do Brian Beerman's next. It's another Zone Mortalis one. It's the Title is Zone Mortalis List. Okay. We will we'll knock this out, guys. <laughs> like we let me know whenever we're gonna start the uh I got the timer. It's exactly it's ten o'clock right now, so we'll go to eleven. Boom. Okay. So this comes from Powerful Brian. Brian says, Hey guys, with all your talk about Zone Mortalis of late, me wanting to shift from playing forty K and collecting thirty K into playing thirty K. I thought I'd share some help. I'd seek some help with lists for you. Maybe this will help you on your episode. Been listening for around a year or so, certainly prior to Puppygate. Nice. Original Puppygator, and he stayed through Puppygate. God, these people. God bless them. Been collecting 30K since the first black book, and I'm finally going to push to play. Uh, so first up, no time constraint on this. Just had my second kid, and I'm not likely to get back into gaming for a couple months. That said, I host at my home three times a year big gaming events of 12 to 16 people. For the next one, I'm thinking of a, doing a 30K Zomortalis event. I'll have three to four tables of Zomortalis. Did a sort of Zomortalis in 8th edition on a table, and it was very popular during the narrative day. Uh, so that all said, I've enlisted some painting help. I want to build and paint up four Zomortalis list as loner armies. I love how people are like getting these Zomortalis loner armies out there. Uh, I have a on hand untouched two sets of both Calf and Prospero burns an unopened, an extra plastic contemptor three total 30 K decal sheets for, for ultramarines, word bearers, thousand suns and space wolves. And lots of unbuilt forty, a lot of unbuilt forty thousand suns space wolves. I can mine for bits. I have painted one additional set of cow fully built and painted for board games as ultramarines slash word bearers. Uh, see below for a list of war gear. Goal is four Zomortalis lists that are distinct from each other and ooze legion flavor. I'd prefer not to, to spend a mint on extra models, but I'm game for Forge World, third-party upgrade kits, or a special character or two. All that said, I have fully painted Raven Guard set of Calf that I'll be using your basic Calf Zomertalus list of Termes, Contemptors, Praetors, and two Veteran Tacticals. So any help would be great and appreciated and figured it would give you fodder for the Zomertalus episode. Uh, what he has built and painted, he has Bearers, uh, uh, Chaplain with Plasma Pistol, Contemptor with Assault Cannon, and Fist, 
two veteran tactical squads with two vexillas, flamer, plasma gun, heavy bolter, middle, uh, middle missile launcher. Uh, sergeants have power fist and combi meltas, lightning claws, pl- combi plasma. Uh, Ultramarines, he has a Termi Praetor, Combi Melta, Chain Fist, 10-man vet with Missile Launcher, Melta Gun, and Sergeant with Combi Melta, and Power Sword. Five Cataphracted with Grenade Launcher, PS Combi Bolter, uh, power, uh, power Sword, Combi Bolter, Sergeant. Squad has Lightning Claw, Chain Fist, Pair of Lightning Claws, Heavy Flamer. And that comes from Brian. So his request is four Zone Mortalis list. Uh, that I each, did two. Each ooze with flavor. Okay. What legions did you go with? I just did his word bear and ultramarine since he had those built and painted and I had something to go off of. Space wolves, they're so inflexible on how you build them. Like, you're going to have to take gray slayers. You have to. You have to take a, you know, wolf lord slash claw leader or whatever. So you have to do that. Um, so you know, that'll get you started there. And then you just throw in, you know, whether you want to go Terminators, Dreadnoughts, or whatever. It's pretty easy to build. Thousand Suns, man, it's a hard one to balance. They're, the way their rules are, like, if you put, like, one unit of Sekhmet could easily just dominate almost any game you put them in, depending on how you load them out with and what powers you choose. Um, same, the, the Kentai Blade Occult guys, it really depends on what power they roll there. They're not, they wouldn't be too bad in zone. That would actually be a pretty fun unit. So maybe that would be who you would run for their specialty unit. Um, uh, or an Os- Osirene Dreadnought or whatever. Um, I would go a little easy on the, the psychic powers if I were you uh, in zone. Because uh, you could easily, you know, be pretty fucking brutal with that shit. So uh, we actually have on those a, two leads. Uh, in our in our escalation league right now, we actually have a player that's playing Thousand Sons named Greg, and he's currently to balance out his legion uh, for Zone Mortalis. He's taking some of the hidden ones uh, because they're not you know overpowered or just insane. That little scout unit they have. The oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. those yeah. guys aren't that bad. That, yeah, the, yeah those that guys, would be, that would be pretty fun for Zone. Yeah, so good example for um. Not but anyway, I just did the Ultramarines and the Word Bear ones. So for Ultras, we'll do them first. I got a Praetor and Terminator armor. Uh, he's taken Right of War Zone Mortalis Assault Force. So this is the actual Zone Mortalis Right of War. Um, so he's in Cataphracted Terminator armor with Combi Melta, uh, Chain Fist, Digital Lasers, Grenade Harness. So this is basically the Kalf character guy. Um, for troops, I have 10 Breacher Marines. Two of them have melta guns. One has a Nuncio Vox. Uh, Sergeant has Artificer Armor and Power Fist. Um, and the entire squad has Melta Bombs. Uh, for the second troop's choice, it's five Cataphracty Terminators. Um, they're armed with how he has them armed in his list. So one Lightning Claw, one Chain Fist, one Heavy Flamer, one pair of Lightning Claws. Uh, Sergeant has Power Sword and Grenade Harness. Um, and they're going to be in reserve and deep strike in on the breachers, just like that last list we did. Um, for elites, I have 10 veterans. Uh, they're armed with how his veterans are armed. So one melted gun, one missile launcher on suspenser web. The sergeant has combi weapon and power weapon. Um, and then for the second elite choice, I have an apothecary with artificer armor that will go with the breachers. So this is pretty much like the, the part of the iron warriors list we just went over. For the uh, so the the strategy is you're going to start the 
um, Terminators in reserve, and they're going to come in and deep strike off the Breachers. So if you count here, the Apothecary will go with the Breachers. The Praetor can join the Breachers or the Veterans either way. Um, so you're going to start on the board with the Breachers, Veterans, and Character, and then the Terminators will be your third unit that deep strikes on, and it'll deep strike in off the Breachers. Uh, to fight survivable. that... Yes. To fight that, the word bearers, uh, I have a Praetor uh, with Burning Lore, um, Bolt Pistol, Paragon Blade, Melt Bombs, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo. So Burning Lore is what makes him a level one Psyker. I personally would go Biomancy, but you can go anything you want. But Biomancy like enhances his close combat abilities, which is kind of what you want on a Praetor. Um, word bearers are forced to take a second HQ that's either a uh, chaplain or a, uh, a standard centurion. So I went with a chaplain. So it's a chaplain with a crozius, which I made an axe, but you can make it whatever you want. Uh, artificer armor, plasma pistol, melt bombs, refractor field. So this is basically just the calf chaplain. Um, for troops, I have his two veteran squads. He already has built. So the one has uh, flamer. Heavy Bolter with Suspenser Web, and the Sergeant has Artificer Armor, uh, Combi Weapon, and Power Fist. I forget what Combi Weapon it had on uh, Quartermaster. just says Combi Weapon. Uh, but it's whichever one has the Power Fist. It goes in this squad. Um, and I took Marksman with these guys, but you could make them Weapon Master. You can make them whatever they want. Um, for the second Troop's Choice... Oh, by the way, his Praetor took uh, Pride of the Legion. So that's why I'm taking Veterans as Troops. Okay. Um, so the second... Troops Choice, which is veteran squad as well. It's his other veteran squad, so it has a plasma gun, missile launcher on suspenser web, and the sergeant has artificer armor, combi weapon, and lightning claw. And then for elites, I have a contemptor dreadnought with carries assault cannon, power fist with combi bolter in the fist. So it's basically the Kalth contemptor. So I feel like these two armies will be fairly, you know, decently matched up. I think the ultramarine list is slightly better. It just takes more advantage of the right of war uh, that it's using. But I mean, I don't think it's like so overpowered. It's not, you know, whatever. So um, this one, the character is better in my opinion. I think this one has the better characters. Um, and then I think the other army has the better units. Uh, but this also has the dreadnought in it. So if you can, um, uh, Whittle a squad down like the veterans, where they're only like have like five, six dudes with the melt bombs, and then you charge the contemptor in and you kill like two or three more. He's relying on you know one or two guys getting the job done with melt bombs or you know whatever. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely uphill at that point if uh, he does lose those dudes, but yeah, so. So that's it. So it's it uses everything that he has that's painted, and then I just added a few things to it, and you know all that. And then he can write the other two lists. Hopefully, this gives him ideas of uh, what to do with the other list. Like I said, the Space Wolf one, you're gonna have to, you know, a third of it is basically written for you. You have no choice, and then you just add in kind of what you want. The Thousand Sun one is the one you have to be careful with that it's not, you know, unfun. Way, yeah, way unfun where people don't have a good time with it. Yeah, absolutely, and definitely, man. If you're uh, if you're a little home uh, event, you decide to open that up for more people, uh, definitely let us know. We'll give it a shout out and uh, get your house flooded with people. Get start running a little bit of thirty k action in there. 
instead of the 40k 8th edition pseudo game. All right. So the next one, Actually, I just sent uh, it to you, Michael. It's... I oh. think I might need to cut Sorry, Derek. I stopped by like as soon as I got off work. And uh, I think I've got some stuff i got to take care of. Okay. Well, glad I could jump on for a little bit and get yelled at. Yep. <laughs> You're always welcome for that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, y'all take it easy. Have fun, Derek. See you, Derek. Bye. Okay, so the next list we got from Ryan here. Uh, See that all all the all the people are like, "Oh, we made it to the list part. Let's bail out because we don't like hearing Ryan drone on and on about fucking lists." <laughs> That's what happened with Scott and Derek. <laughs> Those guys. <laughs> all right. See this, you, Derek. We love you. This comes from Zachary. Zachary says. Hey, man, after that beating you handed out to me at Nova this past year, I've been inspired to make a shooty loyalist army. I've decided to go with Imperial Fist, Stone Gauntlet's list, since I think they'll be a play the opposite of my new my assault-based word bearers. Uh, would you mind taking a look at this list and give me some feedback? I'm totally open to suggestions, since 15 last cannons might be overdoing it. The only models I have are the five Terminators with Storm Shield and Lexus Pollux. Okay. Did you want to read through the list, or you want me just to jump into what I wrote? Just it's jump up in to you. you go. Since he only had like, since the only thing that really matters in the list that he has is the, uh, is the storm shield terminators and Lexus Pollux. Like, I, I feel like you know you made quite a bit of changes. So. Yeah. So Zach's a cool dude. He had uh, a uh, last of the serrated sun word, word bearer army that was really nicely painted. We played at we played. The third game that I played at Nova, which is when you could play your biggest army, this is this was my opponent. This was the one that I played with my uh, armored breakthrough with my Blood Angels that I used as an example of the perfect way to play against drop pods with a fast maneuverable army. Remember we talked about that on the show? Yeah. So, um, it was pretty one-sided, but I, I feel like we still had a fun game. And like I said, Zach was a cool dude, so... Um, and I, I knew he was a listener, so we had a good time. Um, so this is what I wrote for him. So I got I started with Alexic Pol- Alexis Pollux, which you know he said he had it, so I wanted to include it in the lich- list. Um, is this a? Yeah, this is Stone Gauntlet. I need to mark that on the list for the. Hang on, just a second. Stone Gauntlet. Okay. I mean, he said it in email, so I assumed that he knew it was Stone Gauntlet, but I didn't actually mark that I was using Stone Gauntlet on the army list, but it's done now. So it's <laughs> Alexis Pollux taking Stone Gauntlet. Um, so the troops are uh, 10 Breacher Marines. Uh, it's the Breacher loadout that I like the best. So it's two Melt-A-Guns in the unit. The entire squad has Melt-A-Bombs. The Sergeant has Artificer Armor and Power Fist. And they have a dedicated Land Raider Phobos with Dozer Blade and Armored Ceramite. Get them blood and skull kits, boy. <laughs> um, then for the second troop's choice, it's an identical unit. So everything's the same. So it's another 10 breachers and a Phobos. Uh, they all have melt-a-bombs. Two of them have melt-a-guns. Sergeant has artificer armor power fist. Uh, for elites, I have the... I think it's the five Terminators that he said that he owned. Is that what he owned? Yeah, five uh, five Terminators and Tataras with... Storm Shields. Storm Shields, yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. So it's five terminators. Uh, two of them have power fist. Two of them have chain fist. The sergeant has power fist. They all have storm shields. 
and they're in a dedicated Spartan. The Spartan has armored ceramite and dozer blade. And this is where Pollux will go. He'll go with those guys. Um, for heavy support, I have uh, five dudes with last cannons. All five guys have last cannons. Um, they have a dedicated rhino. The dedicated rhino is purely for fluff reasons because it was the only thing that's not that wouldn't be mounted in the tank. So when you play the game, you won't start them in the tank. It's just purely, you know, it's 35 points to make the fluff of your army make fucking sense. Just do it. It's not going to kill you to throw a rhino in. Um, <laughs> then for uh, the uh, second heavy support choice, it's a Sakaran Arcus tank with uh, the Sky Spear Warheads, the upgraded anti-air. So this will give you some anti-air in the army. And then for the third and final heavy support, uh, it's a Whirlwind Scorpius. So it's a pretty small elite list. Um, pretty much everything that's infantry in it scores, except for the heavy support Marines. But this really takes advantage of the Imperial Fist rules because you got all the bolters on the breachers, which will get the Imperial Fist you know, plus one ballistic skill. You'll get the... Um, the the tank hunters on the last cannons, which is good, um, and then for the stone gauntlet uh, uh, bonus of the plus one toughness, all the breachers get it and the terminators get it. So I think it takes really good advantage of every like of these stone gauntlet rules and the imperial fist rules, and it'll look pretty cool on the table. Yeah, all mounted up too. Yep, every everything's mobile. So this would be like. Fluff wise, it would be like you're driving around in all your tanks. Your uh, your anti air in your Sakaran Arcus is mobile. You can drive around and shoot planes out of the sky trying to kill your tank column. Um, and then if you have uh, enemy artillery or enemy dug in guns, you got the Whirlwind Scorpius to be a counter artillery battery. That would also be mobile. Um, in the fluff, your heavy support Marines would be cruising around in that Rhino and then jump out whenever there was a, a you know tank threat that they needed to knock out on a you know a flat area or uh, get a good firing lane which would be good and then obviously your two land raiders and your spartan are going to be like your armored you know spearhead to drive in enemy territory to soak up all the fire and then jump out and beat ass in close combat clamp a bunch of melt bombs on something or pound it to dust with chain fist and power fist for sure and since you really won't you be using that rhino for transporting or moving around you can always use it for screening yeah, yeah. I just, like I said, I threw it in there. It just made really good sense with the fluff of the list. And it's, like I said, it's only 35 points. Uh, the list is uh, 24.95. So even if you dropped it, it's only going to give you 40 points leeway. I don't really know what you're going to do. It's going to, like, really change the landscape of the list with 40 points. So I figured throw in the rhino and make the fluff work. Fuck yeah. And it's still, I mean, it's totally usable. I mean, it's a it's a solid chunk of uh, <laughs> chunk of line of sight blocking. So, you know. Right, and you never know. I mean, it could actually be useful. Like, if your opponent had some type of a... They were playing all drop pods. You could actually start the, the fucking uh, last cannon guys in there, let them drop pod in. If they don't kill the rhino, you could just move and then flat out and get away. Rush and even though that you're not... And then on the next turn, drive even further away and then deploy out and then run. And even though you've given up two turns of shooting, you know, you're still getting to shoot the third, fourth fifth and possibly sixth turn so at full by saving those guys at full strength yeah so by by giving up those two full turns of shooting 
you know, you can you can get four out of them that you wouldn't have because they'd be dead if you started them out on the board and let them get alpha struck. So there's a there's st- you could still use it if you think about it. Oh yeah, insurance man, insurance. All right, so the next one I have should be you should have gotten it. It's from Duncan, and it's the title of the email is "Help with a Heresy List for Dark Angels." So you can search your email there. Boom. Duncan Goslin, Powerful Michael and Powerful Ryan. Firstly, thank you for the show and the insight and the hilarity it provides. I've only started listening recently, but it cracks me up without fail. I'm returning to the Games Workshop hobby after five to six year break doing other things. <laughs> other things. Age of Signar killed fantasy and I'm in my gaming group, but the heresy has brought me right back in. I'm coming back to my first love, the First Legion, and starting up with Dark Angels. I've picked up the Kalth set for Christmas and some other bits and pieces from eBay for cheap. I've got no local gaming group that is into 30k as far as I know, so I'll be putting this army together for the love of the hobby and maybe with the intention of attending an event here in the UK. I'm looking mainly Hey, for- hey, hey, hey. He should write us in like we should he should give us the town that he's in or whatever oh, yeah. we can shout him out cuz we have a ton of UK listeners. Yeah. Um, and we know a bunch of people in the UK. We can find you some people to play with, bud, that's close to you. No problem. Easy. Then you can get lost on that fucking horrible train system you have and three weeks later stumble out of it and actually make it to your heresy game. Maybe he can get you in an event. Yeah. Yeah, the UK is like the size of fucking Virginia, man. We'll get you. We'll get you a game less than an hour away from you, I'm sure. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, with the attention, I'm looking mainly for a cool, fluffy army that has some bite, but is not OP. It's going to be a slow-grow project, so I know that I'll be picking stuff up here and there. I'm a reasonably experienced hobbyist and like kit-bashing stuff, but my ability to truly convert stuff is limited. Anyway, so far I have the have the below and nothing is assembled, so I'd appreciate some advice on loadout too. So he's got 30 tactical marines in Mark IV, 10 in Mark III, 5 cataphracty terminators, 5 Tataris, 1 contemptor, 2 cataphracty terminators, 2 chaplains, 10 assault mar- ten marines with both Volkite cavaliers, and 10 assault marines in Mark II plate. Thanks, Dunk. P.S. I was listening to some of the ball stories that you were reading out, and they are absolutely golden. It reminded me of when I was playing cricket as a teenager for a local team, and one of the guys on our team suffered a horrific penile injury. The guy was batting in the bowler ball, a quicker ball, and the bowler bowl a quicker ball that caught him off guard and hit him square in the unmentionables. Fortunately, the guy was wearing a box. Uh, I think in American it's called a cup. You damn right it's called a cup. Unfortunately, the ball hit him with such force that the box split. Uh, the crack in the box opened slightly on impact and closed a very tight tip. Closed on the very tip of the guy's penis. I will never forget the howl of pain that emerged from him as he hit the deck in anguish, nor the sight of two of our team members attempting to pry the box off of him in the changing room. Ow. God. <laughs> God dang it. Ow. I don't know what any of that bowler shit is or any of that stuff is, but I know what a cup clamping on your dick the must bo- feel like. The bowler is the pitcher. Sure. I pitch in the ball. <laughs> God bless it. God bless it. So, what did you do for this guy's okay. Dark Angel Force here? So, if you look, he's got basically just all. He's basically looks like he's got Kalth box. Kalth box on Kalth box. Kalth and Prospero for the most part. Yeah. Well, I I don't think he's got Prospero. 
Yeah, he's got ten Mark III he'd Marines. Ha- he'd have more tactical Marines than that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got five Tataras, five, ten tactical Marines. It, it's definitely... Yeah, I guess you could have got... Definitely uh, definitely a Kalth, a few Kalth box. Possibly a Prospero box. Yeah. yeah. But Def- anyway, he's got all infantry, so I wanted to add basically armor into this and some anti like longer range stuff and some transports for him. So what I did is I just took, I built a dark angel iron wing list, which will be really fluffy. Um, and I basically just added in transport tanks to carry all of his infantry in and then also fit with iron wing. So for a Praetor, I have a Praetor in cataphracty armor with combi melta, uh, paragon blade, digital lasers, grenade harness. So this is just essentially going to be the calf, uh, Praetor, which I assume that he has because he says he's got two times Cataphracty Terminator character. So I'm guessing one of them is the Kalth guy. Yeah. So all you're going to have to do is get rid of that Chain Fist hand and put in a hand with a sword in it. Because you definitely want your Paragon Blade to be a sword in a Dark Angel army so he gets that plus one weapon skill. Because that's a big deal. Because you're going to hit all other Praetors on a three and some Primarchs on a three. Um, so that's an easy conversion. Um so that'll be good for you. Uh, for troops, I have 10 tactical marines. The sergeant has artificer armor and a Calibanite warblade, which is just a plus one strength power sword. You can make it any... It's 10 points regardless. So I just threw the Calibanite warblade on there because it's fluffy for dark angels and he gets the plus one weapon skill with it. But if you'd prefer an axe or a mace or whatever, go, go nuts. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do. Um, they are in a rhino with a multi-melta. Um, then for the second troop's choice, it's an identical unit. Uh, so just 10 tactical marine sergeant artificer armor and power weapon, which can be a Calibanite or blade. They're in a rhino with multi-milta. And remember when these guys shoot at something within either 12 or 15 inches, I think it's 15, that's strength, or maybe it's 12, but it's strength five or less. They get plus one to their to wound roll. So these bolt guns will be wounding other Marines, um, on a three up, which would be good. Great. Um, for elites, I have a 10-man uh, veteran squad. So these guys you're going to want to take marksmen for. Um, the entire unit's going to have melt bombs. Uh, two of the guys will have uh, heavy bolters on suspensor web with molecular ash shells. The sergeant's going to have artificer armor, combi grenade launcher with stasis grenades, and a power weapon. It'd be power weapon your choice. And they're also in a rhino with multi-melta. So we've been over this before, but if you guys haven't heard it before... So this right of war, like I just said, if your gun is strength five or less and you're shooting at someone, it's either between it's either within 15 or within 12 inches. I think it's 15, but it could be 12. I don't remember. Either way, we're only talking about three inches different here. But if you're in that range and you're strength five or less, you wound on plus one better. So what's crazy is because sniper veterans always wound on a straight four plus. You could like shoot a Thanatar, which is toughness eight, and you'd be wounding on a straight four plus. But with this right or, it adds plus one to the roll, so that means you're going to wound anything in the game on a three up, regardless of its toughness. So you could shoot at something toughness ten, and you're wounded on a three up, which is pretty fucking baller. Pretty brutal. And then because of the way rolls work, um, it's kind of. Because molecular acid shells have flesh bane with wound on a two plus, um, I guess they automatically wound technically because if you, even if you roll a one, you modify the roll to a two before it becomes the final roll. But 
I don't know. That's however you want to play it. Rules is written. That's how it works. I think I would play it if I rolled a one. It doesn't wound, but that's up to you. Technically, it auto wounds. Rules is written. <laughs> um, regardless, the way the molecular acid rounds work is they have a random AP value. So you get to roll a D6, and if you basically roll a one or two, it's going to ignore any armor in the game. If you roll a three, it's going to ignore, you know, obviously Marine's armor. And on top of that, because you're marksman, even if you rolled like a four, five, or six, and you're not ignoring armor on most Marine units, you still have a chance to roll that six on the to wound roll for it to become AP2. So you have like, um, we did the math before on the show. I don't remember what the number we came up with was, but it's a pretty high percentage that you're going to get you know, something that ignores armor on these heavy bolter dudes. It's pretty pretty fucking cool. So this is just an awesome unit. Then you got that stasis shell that you can shoot, lower their weapon skill and initiative. And then veterans are really good. These guys have melt bombs so they can handle tanks. And then because they all have swords, you're going to get plus one weapon skill anyway. So these guys are going to be basically weapon skill five. So on the charge, these dudes are four attacks a piece at weapon skill 5, and then if you stasis grenade somebody on the way in, you're going to lower your opponent's weapon skill and initiative by one, so you're going to be fighting first, typically, and hitting them on threes. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. Kind of counterintuitive on the the blades with the uh, with the stasis round, but still hitting on threes, and while they're at initiative threes, fucking sweet. Fucking sweet. What do you mean counterintuitive on uh, the blades? Because uh, you get plus one. Well, you get to, uh, if you're matched on your weapon skill is when you get to roll on a three up. But Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. But, that's, but I mean, if you are if you fucking do that to a Praetor, then your fucking balls out. Game on. Or Custodes. I guess they're higher skill or whatever. Yeah. It could come in useful. Basically, you're almost always going to be hitting on a three up. Yeah. That's how, that's how I, this veteran squad I'm painting right now is armed that way. Just yeah. in case. All swords, so stasis the, round. Yeah, so in the next the next unit is going to be five uh, Terminators and Cataphracty. Um, two of them are going to have Power Fist, two of them are going to have Chain Fist, and the Sergeant's going to have Power Fist. And it's gonna, he's gonna, the Sergeant is going to have a combi grenade launcher with stasis shells. So we just talked about what the grenade launcher does. It's pretty good. These guys are going to have a dedicated Spartan. That Spartan will have Armored Ceramite and a Dozer Blade. Um, so that's your third or your second elite choice for your third elite choice. Um, you're going to take a contemptor mortis dreadnought with two carries assault cannons. Um, dreadnoughts in this particular right of war gain tank hunter. So you're going to have a mortis, uh, a mortis with dual carries with tank hunter. Pretty fucking cool. Um, for heavy support, I have a Arcus, a Sakaran Arcus tank. Uh, with Sky Spear Warheads to give this army, this particular list, some anti air to go with the Mortis because the Mortis will give you some more anti air. <clears throat> the Mortis isn't great at anti air; it's very overblown, but it is there. The Arcus will give you some actual fairly legit anti air. <clears throat> and then, lastly, for the final heavy support slot, I have a Saint Predator, and it's a Predator Executioner Plasma Destroyer. And this entire list, he get he's getting all that for only uh, nineteen seventy nine. So this is a 2,000-point army, and he still has uh, 21 points. He can throw some upgrades on some stuff. Dirty. So this takes full advantage of this right of war. So he's got the two tax squads and the veterans to really take advantage of the wounding uh, better when you shoot. Um, he's got 
a bunch of tanks to take advantage, obviously, of the where you can re-roll dan- your first failed dangerous terrain check with the tanks. He's got a dreadnought to take advantage of the tank hunter on the dreadnought. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's a solid army. I mean, it pretty much covers all bases. And if you look, it's 30 power armored guys, which, you know, you can build out of a calf box. And the way I put the upgrades on it, you can get all the upgrades needed for this army off out of a single calf box without having to go shopping for bits. Um, then it's got the five cataphracty guys. And once again, they're armed in a way that you can get all those bits out of a calf box. And then I got a contemptor mortis, which, you know, out of the calf box, it just comes with the single assault cannon. Um, so he's just going to have to buy an assault cannon arm and then hack that close combat arm or magnetize it or whatever he wants to do to get that second assault cannon. And then all he has to do is buy the tanks, which will be three rhinos, a Spartan and a predator. Yeah. It is fluffy as fuck too, man. I am glad that you you squeeze that uh, plasma executioner in there. That screams Dark Angels. Yeah. So what I would do because he's got these other guys, the Volkite Caliber uh, uh, Squad is actually pretty cool. You could get another Rhino and add them in if you wanted to like take this army up to twenty five hundred. So the way Iron Wing, Iron Wing works is you have to have as many tank units as you have non-tank units. So right now he's got three Rhinos, a Spartan, so that's four, a Sakaran, that's five, and a Predator, that's six. And then non-tank units, he has a Contemptor, which is one, Terminators, which is two, Veterans, which is three, two Tactical Swads, which is five, and a Praetor, which is six. So he's dead even. So every time he adds something in... Um, he's going to have to, that's not a tank. He has to add in a tank. So if he added in these, uh, caliber guys, he would want, he'd have to put them in a rhino because they have to begin the game mounted anyway. Um, so he would, you could, if he got another rhino, he could throw those, uh, caliber guys in. Um, and then what I would do at that point is, I don't know what those guys cost with a rhino, but then with the points left over, maybe just get one more tank. That's a heavy support tank. Like, like a like sicker inventor, mm-hmm. okay. uh, yeah, or a vindicator, or uh, a Scorpius, or whatever, um, which would give you another a, a full another tank, um, and that, and then you could add in um, another character, maybe your chaplain, and throw in it because you have plenty of room in the Spartan because you only got five Terminators and the Terminator character in it. That so because you had that extra tank that's just a loose heavy support tank, it opens up a slot for another non tank unit. So you could throw in a, like your chaplain to put in that unit to make that Terminator unit hit harder. So you could do like I said, you could do like the Volkite Caliber guys in a Rhino, uh, do your chaplain to put with your Terminators, and then get like a cheap Scorpius, which is only like 115 points to throw in as heavy support. That would get you close to 2500 if you wanted to go 2500. Agree. And that pretty much uses all the models that he has other than the Assault Marines and the Tartaros. The Tartaros Terminators, I would just paint up and use them in Zone Mortalis. If you're going to play some Zone Mortalis games, use them for that. They're really not that great on the open battlefield. Um, that's what I would use them for. Or find, maybe trade them to somebody and get something else that's more useful. Um, assault Marines are pretty cool. Unfortunately, there's no way to use Assault Marines in a Iron Wing list because any infantry in your army has to begin the game embarked and they can't be embarked in anything because they have um jump packs so unless you're playing with a stormbird i think the stormbird's the only thing they can go in currently 
so if you're wanting to stick to Iron Wing, they, that's really the only thing I couldn't I couldn't find any way to throw in the army. Yeah, I think I think running Iron Wing is so much more of a benefit than trying to shoehorn in some uh, some assault marines into it. Assault marines, yeah. With with the with the list he currently has, I mean, he could obviously build another you know army and either not run a right of war or run a more beneficial right of war and get some more assault marines. Like you could do like Dark Angels make a cool drop assault Vanguard army if he wanted to go that route. But with the units he had, I would rather not use the assault marines and use almost all the other units. To get him the what he wanted, literally anything else. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I would definitely. I mean, go find somebody. Go find your local Imperial Fist player and get him some. Give him those Tataras and get some. Uh, get a Predator off of him. It'd be good. Okay, so next list you should have it. It's from Vince, and it the the email header should be story and word bearers list help. Story and word bearers list help. And. Ooh. Possibly. There it is. It's from Vince. Powerful Vince. Uh, powerful Vince says. So I have a story for you, gentlemen. I was stationed in Fort Carson some years ago and we were doing some field training. And I don't remember the exact situation, but basically we were moving and assaulting an objective at night. I was running along, and I jumped full body onto the ground to get into the prone position. And I did a belly full belly flop onto a cactus with only a t-shirt for protection. I'm fairly sure I screamed so loud they heard me in Denver. And for Scott, airborne all the way. <laughs> sucks. So much ass. <laughs> Fuck. I couldn't imagine, dude. Ah. Uh. So he said, so here's the models I have available with my word bearers. I just started a few months ago. I was originally going to do a Pride of the Legion, but I did not realize that the Horus Heresy Terminators can't deep strike. And so I didn't buy a transport for them, and I'm effectively out of funds for the time being. I was wondering if you fine gentlemen could suggest a fun and narrative list that I'll still have power to, to it with the models below. I have yet to play a game, but my painting is coming along quite well. Thanks for your time. Uh, he's got. You don't have to read. You don't have to read all the units. Let's not do that, so we can get through as many lists. I Boom. the list that I wrote him. Just keep in mind, people. The list that I wrote only uses models he has, so I didn't add anything in that he doesn't have. So everything in the army that I wrote, he has. He doesn't have to buy anything new. Okay. So here's what I went with. So I still I stuck with Pride of the Legion for him. So I got a Praetor. With Burning Lore, Power Fist, Paragon Blade, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo. This is the one model I added that he didn't have. I lied. I just lied. Immediately lied. Said Immediately I only used models he had. Immediately lied. I told him in the... I wrote him an email back. I said, this is the only model you don't have. You can fucking scrape together to build a power armor guy. You, It's like, it's not that big a deal. Surely you can scrape together one power armor marine. So, uh, yeah. So it's that Praetor. Um... Then for his second HQ, which word bearers are forced to take, uh, I have a chaplain with burning lore, uh, Crozius, artificer armor, plasma pistol, melt bomb. So essentially the Kalf chaplain. Um, for troops, I have ten veteran marines. Uh, they have marksmen. Uh, every guy has melt bombs. Two of them have plasma guns. The sergeant has artificer armor and power fist. The main reason I went with Marksman for these guys because he doesn't have transports. These guys will outflank and be like his backfield uh, disruption unit. Uh, for the second 
troops choice, I have another veteran squad. This squad's only nine men. So it's nine veterans. They all have melted bombs. The sergeant has artificer armor and power fist, and they're in a rhino with a multi-melta. So one of the two characters will go here, either as Praetor or as Chaplain. Um, for his third troops choice, I have another nine-man veteran squad. The entire unit has melt bombs. The sergeant has artificer armor and power fist. They are in a rhino with multi-melta. So the other character will go in this unit. So it's two identical units in rhinos. The, the two characters will go one in each squad. Uh, for the, what is that? Fourth and final troops choice, I have a 10-man tactical support squad. Uh, all 10 of them have Volkite calibers. The sergeant has artificer armor. So the, these guys are going to be on foot. Um, but they shoot 30 inches. So what you'll probably do is just deploy them right at the beginning, like right as far up on your deployment line as you can with as best, you know, lane of firing as you can get. If nothing is really a good target on turn one, go ahead and move them their full six inches and run with them to get them as close to the center board as you can to set them up for later in the battle. But these, these guys will be, try to get them on an objective early in the game that's like right at the front of your deployment zone or midfield, and then just sit them there the whole game and make your opponent try to dig them out while they shoot their 30-inch shots. So that's kind of the plan there. Uh, for elites, you have five Galvorback. The Dark Martyr has Artificer Armor and Power Fist. Galvorback come inherently with Deep Strike, so you'll put these guys in reserve and Deep Strike them. So it'll give you another unit you can dump in your opponent's backfield to cause some havoc. For heavy support, I have a five-man... Heavy support squad. All five of them have missile launchers. The sergeant has artificer armor and augury scanner. These guys shoot 48 inches, so they're obviously going to sit back in your deployment zone and uh, just shoot at armor. Just uh, or, yep, just chill. Uh, for the second heavy support slot, I have a Sakarin battle tank. Just a standard Sakarin battle tank with last cannon sponsons. So this is this is like your most well-rounded Sakarin. It's good at killing... Uh, Heavy infantry, light infantry, bikes, um, jet bikes, uh, medium tanks. It's even actually decent at killing heavy tanks. It's pretty good at killing everything. It's a really good tank. Um, and then for Lords of War, uh, he actually owns a fell blade. So I took his fell blade, um, gave it armored ceramite and space marine legion crew. So the idea is the fell blade and the Karen are kind of and the missile launchers are kind of his anti tank. Um, his Gal Vorback and the Vets, that outflank will be like his backfield disruption units. And then the tactical support squad will be kind of like his midfield unit or right at the front of his deployment zone unit because they shoot so far. And then since he only has two rhinos as transports, I put his two characters and his uh, veterans of Meltabombs in there to try to drive up, you know, to meet the opponent and kind of in the middle of the battlefield. So even though he doesn't have any transports between the two rhinos and the deep striking unit, and the outflanking unit, you can still get, you know, a lot of maneuverability, even though the army's mostly infantry. Very cool. I've never seen a word bearer army with a fell blade in it, but like, cool. Yeah. I mean, he has it and he needed something heavy with like a lot of anti-tank which is because he has mostly, you know, infantry that's foot slogging because he didn't know his guys didn't team strike. So yeah. I do like the idea that I, your fucking, uh, your fell blade is going to be sitting there. They're going to try and get to it. And all of a sudden some Galvor back are going to show up on your ass. <laughs> like yeah. that, like middle, middle unit. there, just, uh, ready to, <laughs> ready to take on some business. 
just your counter assault. But unit. I think I think this will be a fun list to play, and if he learns to play it well, I mean, it's it's not like a super world beater list, but it's definitely not bad at all. So no, there's a lot of answers in it. I mean, there's a lot of answers everywhere inside the list. Yeah. Alrighty, so there's that one. Let me send Michael. Okay, just got it. So this next one comes from Nicholas Bradley. It says, I'm finishing up my Night Lords and looking for my next project. I've been tossing around the idea of Mechanicum, but I really have no idea what I'm good, what is good and what's garbage with them. Uh, you should definitely go listen to the Eye of Horus Demystifying the Mechanicum episode. But anyway... It's a three. Uh, it's a two or three parter, right, with Brendan Hickey and Tim. Yeah, it's a two parter. It's massive. Yeah, eight hours worth of content right there. Uh, but anyway, I have no real idea what's good and what's garbage with them. I'm a big fan of Thalax and the Domitar models and the Steerix Knight, but open to a list without the Knight. I haven't purchased anything, so go wild. Anyway, any advice would be appreciated, and feel free to talk about the list on the podcast. Thanks for any help, and keep up the good work. So, do you want me to read off his list, or do you just want to go to town on it? No, I'll go to town, because he said he didn't own any models. So, when people say, I don't own any models, and they send me some, I just ignore it and write my own thing, usually. <laughs> I mean, he told me what he liked. He said he liked, what, Thalax, Domitars, and Asterix, and I wrote him a list that has all those things in it, so. Dig it. So what I did, I went with Redu I went with Reductor because I personally love Reductor. It's my favorite type of Mechanicum. They also are really, really super into Thalax and Reductor. Kind of like the, um, they're they're very warlike and they're kind of like the siege version of Mechanicum. Like if there was somebody that's going to be siege, which is what the the Domitar is, it's a siege robot. Um, so I just kind of felt like I don't know. I just felt like. Doing reductor and I, and I, I felt like it fit with what he wanted. So we got an Arch Magos reductor. He has a Power Fist, Cyber Familiar, Rad Grenades, a single Phosphex Bomb, a Machinator Array, a Paragon Blade, and a Gin Skeen, and two Cyber Ocularies. So this guy's fucking decked out. He's also on an Abeyant. So an Abeyant gives you plus one wound, move through cover, very bulky and hard armor, and it will not die. So this guy has a 2-plus hard armor. Um, with the Cyber Familiar, it makes his invul save a 3-up. So he's a 2-up, 3-up in hardened armor with It Will Not Die. Also, the Magos Reductor is base, or base strength 5. So with his Power Fist, he'll go to strength 10. And the uh, Magos Reductor gets Sunder. Is it Sunder? Yeah, it's Sunder on all of his attacks so it's going to be a tank basically he gets to reroll armor pin with that strength 10 power fist so pretty fucking baller then he also has a paragon blade so he's going to even though he's only two base attacks because he has a paragon blade and a uh, power fist it will go up to three base because he has two weapons which will obviously become four on the charge uh, i gave him the machinary array which increases his toughness by one, so it'll go to six, and it also gives you two additional attacks. I believe there's strength five AP two, but I don't have the book sitting in front of me. But it's two extra attacks that happen at initiative one. So this guy's pretty baller. The cyber ocularies are little counters you can put down, and it gives units near them interceptor, like pure fucking interceptor. Not shitty interceptor that augury scanners give you, but real deal, unlimited range, 
interceptor. So if you have something that shoots 72 inches, you stick your cyber ocular to it next to it. That fucking thing has interceptor out to 72 inches. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, so yeah, this guy's mega badass. For the second HQ, I have a Magos Dominus, which is the one that can basically control Automata. Um, he has a photon gauntlet, uh, a augury scanner, and a cyber familiar. Um, this guy comes with a refractor field, I believe, so the cyber familiar takes him to a fora. And I'll get to why he's important in a minute. This is the part of the show that Michael's eyes have glazed over as I'm he paints. Listening. He's not listening anymore. I'm, listening I'm just picking on you. <laughs> just picking on you. Listening to this beast so, Magos you just fucking threw out there and set onto yeah. the world. <laughs> like, <good laughs> so for troops, um, so your compulsory troops in a reductor army have to be Thalax, which is no big deal because fucking Thalax are goddamn awesome anyway. So... Your first uh, troop unit will be six Thalax with the Destructor upgrade, which gives them Tank Hunter. Um, then they have, uh, out of the six guys, two of them have Photon Thrusters. The other ones just have their stock lightning guns. And the entire squad has Melt Bombs. Um, so they're they're just a good, solid unit where you uh, move, shoot, move with their jump move, and you're going to keep them kind of back and shoot at things. Uh, your next troop choice are another six Thalax. Uh, these six are going to have Ferox, which the Ferox upgrade's fucking awesome. Go look it up. I believe it gives you Rage and Rending, if I remember right. Um, and all six of them have Heavy Chain Blades, which gives them plus two strength. So these guys are going to be Strength 7 Rending with Rage. So on the charge, they're going to be four attacks apiece. There's, what, six of them? So that's 24 Strength 7 Rending attacks on the charge. Pretty fucking cool. And they're a troop's choice. So pretty awesome. Um, so for the third troops choice, I took six Skillax, uh, guardian automata. If you read the fluff on Ordo reductor, they're allowed to take these guys as a bodyguard unit for the, uh, Magos. So it seems really fluffy to have them in the army list, but I didn't want to take them as just a bodyguard unit. Uh, cause they're the same, but you're taking them essentially in the uh, HQ slot. So they don't score. So I basically took them cause the list kind of recommends you take them in a, in a roundabout way, but I took them as a troops choice. So they score, but they're going to perform the same job because this is where your arch Magos reductor. He's going to uh, join to this unit. Um, they're going to be his bodyguard unit. So it's a six scala uh, skill axe guardian automated with no upgrades, just the basic dudes. They're really good in close combat. Um, and they have a built in rad grenade ability. Oh, by the way, the arch Magos also has rad grenades. So keep that in mind when I get to these guys. If he wasn't um, insane. <laughs> yeah. So, so these guys, uh, dedicated, uh, Triaros, which is a really fucking good dedicated transport holds 20. So these guys are bulky, so six of them is going to be 12, and then the Archmagos being very bulky because of the abeyant is going to take up three more, so he, it's 15. But the thing, the Triaris holds 20, so he's got plenty of room. So the way the skill acts work are they have this thing called a rad furnace. So in close combat with these guys, any models that are in an assault with them are minus one toughness. Now, that don't have that don't also have a rad furnace. So this is friendly info. So your Arch Magos is going to take the penalty. That said, I bought him the Machinator Array, which makes him because he's already base tough five. So the Machinator Array takes him to tough six, 
but then the rad furnace of the unity in is going to take him back down to tough five. It's still going to be almost impossible to double him out. It's only going to be strength 10. Strength 10 is extremely rare in close combat. Just avoid it. Now, the advantage to this is the rad furnace is different than rad grenades, so they stack. So because your Arc Magos has rad grenades and these dudes have a rad furnace, that means any unit that they charge into is going to minus two toughness. So you're gonna be killing Space Marines on Strength Four instant death, like right. And and you gotta remember your Arch Magos has a Paragon Blade, which is plus one strength. So he's got a Strength Six Paragon Blade. So if you charge into a Toughness Five unit, it's going to take them all the way down to Tough Three, and then your Magos is instant deathing them with a Paragon Blade at initiative. Die Custodes. So Custodes, fucking um, uh. Galvorback, uh, fucking uh, Stone Gauntlet, Imperial Fist guys, um, Black Shields dudes with Chimera with the plus one toughness. Like it's it's going to be really fucking brutal, but really stay, brutal. Stay away from those uh, Chimera guys. <laughs> like make sure you get the charge on them because uh, if they're going to oh the, the strength ten power fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Just don't like you can you have the skill axe to take the the hits on for a blade of wound. So anyway, it's it's kind of a, a cool little combo, but I wanted to explain how it worked. Fuck yeah. Um, so for elites, because he likes the domitar, I took two domitar um, in a little in a little unit, and the magos dominus that I took as the second HQ choice will join these guys. So you'll have the magos dominus and two domitar running around. Domitar are pretty good. Um, they're a little weaker than Castellax, but they're cool models, and I don't think they're bad. Um, and they'll they'll be good in this list. So they'll provide like the sl- like they'll slowly walk forward, and they're like a siege robot shooting their fucking rockets and stuff. And they got that little plasma blaster array thing, and then they got that graviton hammer when they get in close combat. So pretty badass. Uh, for so those are elites. So for fast attack, I took a single Avenger Strike Fighter. So the Avenger has dual Krakens. Uh, on the wings, and then battle server control. Michael can tell you how fucking awesome uh, Avengers are. They're insane. You huh, you will get asked if you need three every game. Yeah, <laughs> every game. <laughs> well, I only took one in this list. Um, so for heavy support, I took a for the first heavy support slot because you got to remember Ordo Reductor gets four heavy support. Um, I took a single Creos battle tank. Uh, and it's a Ven- I upgraded it to a Venator, so it's a single Krios Venator. This is maybe the best tank in the game for its points that's uh, not out- outside of Custodes. I don't fucking even count them because they're basically cheating. Um, so these things are borderline insanity. They shoot four Strength 9 AP2 ordnance shots on a fast tank. That is side. armor 13 with a flare shield that comes with a build-in ability that functions like a dozer blade for 150 points. Pretty fucking crazy. So, also in Ordo Reductor, your tanks count as scoring units if they're in your enemy's deployment zone. So these guys can be objective grabbers on objectives that are in your enemy deployment zone. So even though this list only has three troop choices, um, I've not got to all of it yet, but there's also going to be four tanks in this army. So that's technically in a game with objectives as long as when you're placing objectives because usually they're player placed you always just place them where 
no matter what, depend no matter who wins the roll off, it's going to end up being in one or the other deployment zones. It'll always give you the ability to use these guys to grab objectives. So just be smart on your objective placement. Uh, for the second heavy support slot, I took another uh, Creos Venator, so just a base Creos. Um, for the third heavy support, I took an Ordo Reductor Artillery Tank with a Medusa Cannon and Machine Spirit. So why this is funny, it's only 140 points. It's got a Medusa Cannon with a Machine Spirit, so you can drive this tank 12 inches and then fire a Medusa off with your Machine Spirit. Completely ignoring all cover, too. Like, completely ignoring all terrain because of order reductor, too. Yeah, ruins or whatever. Yeah, just slinging through. Um, So what's funny about that is usually people, they pre-measure, they try, like, because Medusa's only shoot 36 inches, but this one has an effective range of 48 inches because you can move 12 and fire it. So it's, like, just a sneaky way. Also... Because these guys are blast, a lot of times these things will get stunned, and then people will quit shooting at them because they know that they have to snap fire next turn and can't shoot. Well, because these guys have machine spirit, can't really stun them because you stun them and you're just like, ah, use my machine spirit to shoot anyway. Yeah, can't take this Medusa out of the game. Yeah, unless you kill it. So it's pretty fucking awesome. So then for the fourth and final heavy support choice, it's another artillery tank with a Medusa cannon and machine spirit. Then lastly, for Lords of War, I took a War Machine detachment with an indentured knight Styrix. So the Styrix is the one with the giant Volkite cannon and the... Does it have the Graviton gun or the Plasma gun in the chest? Uh, I think it's the Graviton gun. I think gun. it has a Graviton gun on its little, on its little chest mount. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a Majeric. And then I... the Melted gun. You mean the Plasma? Oh, Plasma thing. gun. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I think this is an extremely good list. The Styrix has great uh, because it's strength eight AP three with the flag rate. You'll just and it's like five shots. You'll melt light armor and fucking marine units with it, no problem. The Medusa tanks will shred fucking heavy armor, heavy infantry, or big blobs of infantry. The Krios battle tanks will shred heavy infantry or heavy armor. The Avenger is will kill once again heavy armor or mass infantry with the bolt cannon. Uh, the Domitars are going to be great in close combat against most anything. Uh, and the, you can kind of keep them back to babysit your tanks and shit. So if people send in fast-moving things or drop pods to try to fuck with your tanks, you have your Domitars there to countercharge, which is a huge deterrent. Then you have your uh, Thalax and your Skill Axe with your fucking Magos to drive forward and beat face with. Fuck yeah, man. It is very brutal list. <laughs> it's very fucking... I mean, Order Reductor is kind of hard not to be beat face, but that's definitely... It's definitely a beat face. Well, and if you look at it, it doesn't have a lot of repeating shit in it. You got the two Krios tanks, and you got the two artillery tanks, and the two Thalax units, but the Thalax units are armed. Completely different. Like, yeah. Completely yeah. different. So you got an Arch Magos, a Magos Dominus, two Thalax units armed completely different, Skill Axe, one Triaros, a unit of Domitars, one Avenger, two Krios, two Order Reductor Tanks, and a Knight. So this thing's going to look so fucking awesome on the table, all painted up. Almost Highlander. Is it... The only thing that's not Highlander is the troops, right? Because everything else is in squads. Or no? Well, the the thing is, you can't not... You have to take Thalax's Compulsory. You have no choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you wanted to make this Highlander, quote-unquote Highlander, all you'd have to do... 
is because the the artillery tanks and the Creos can be in squadrons. Yeah. So you just put the two you put the two Creos in a squadron and put the two artillery tanks in a squadron. The reason I didn't is because you have enough slots where you don't have to. But if you put those things in squadrons, this list would be Highlander. Take, take it to Highlander if that was important. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it. Rock and roll, man. Powerful list. So so. One more list, and then we'll quit. And I have already sent it to you. Next one up says, and this comes from Powerful David, it says, Help me, Obi Rai Kamobi. You're my only hope. Uh, this is from David Komen, Powerful uh, Taking a Firex Runner. He says, Need your assistance. Work a list up. I'm picturing a list that features rogue trader, space pirates, post flight post-fight pillagers teamed up with some black shields 2500 point list but also if possible a smaller scale version that would work in zomortalis the vision for this list is rogue trader fleet picked up some marine survivors following a large skirmish that left a ship graveyard some of the surviving marines attempted to usurp control of the fleet and kill off the other side survivors in the final major skirmish of the flagship on the flagship as the invading forces moved to slay the captain of the fleet they were struck down by a lone Marine, a towering mass even by Marine standards. The Marine held the limbless corpse of opposing Marines forced by his neck and stared him in the eyes until the last light faded from them. He then dropped the body and crushed the skull as he strode to the side of the fleet captain. He never spoke a word. So yeah, mostly not Marine supported by Marine unit. The entire list should be themed for space combat, ship-to-ship combat, Zomortalis style raiding missions. We'll be using the Games Workshop Gene Sealer Colt Alkalite Kit and the Necromunda Orlock Kit for that nice space pirate feel. Uh, if possible, it'd also be great to have an excuse to build a murder bot or two. The whole list is meant to be a hobbyist dream. Every model will have its own character and unique flair, and the Marines will likely be modified to feel true scale uh, to help accent their size compared to normal humans' abhumans. Can't wait to hear and... See what you think up, bud. Hugs and heresy, David K. So I built this list 100% fluff. Like, I didn't worry about how effective it... I mean, I tried to make it as effective as possible, but fluff was foremost in my mind when I built it. Um, He wanted to do black shields. So this is militia with allied black shields, and it's supposed to be a full, like, like, rogue trader fleet that could board other ships. So this is what I came up with. Led by like some super powerful Thunder Warrior or something or what? Like some massive fucking Marine. So I got uh, Militia is going to be your primary detachment. I got a Force Commander. Uh, he, he took Planetary Overlord, which is where you can pick your Warlord trait. And I picked Merchant Princeling because he's supposed to be a rogue trader. So that's the uh, that's basically a rogue trader Warlord trait. That's how it describes it. He's got Cyber uh, Augmetics and Survivors of the Dark Age, uh, which I felt really fit with uh, Pirates, Cyber Augmetics, you know, instead of peg legs or whatever, you have robo peg legs. Um, and then Survivors of the Dark Age, I feel like really fits with Rogue Trader, where you have the Advanced Tech or Xenotech or whatever. So both really good fluff things there. He's got a Mastercrafted Power Weapon, because what you know, glorified space pirate wouldn't have a really fancy jewel encrusted fucking sword or some shit. Uh, melt bombs, 
digital lasers because digital lasers are fancy golden rings with little weapons built into them. Once again, very rogue tradery, and a cyber familiar because what space pirate doesn't have a robo monkey or a robo parrot or something? No, uh, no self-respecting pirate run pirate guy. His fucking yeah. robo monkey. So for the second HQ choice, I took a militia bodyguard. So these are going to be like the the commander guys, like you know, his, like basically his first mate and like his really tight knit crew, kind of like the command section of the ship. So it's uh it's a full ten man squad. So that's going to be the the platoon standard bearer, the platoon commander, uh, and the vox operator. So that would be like the ship comms guy. The platoon commander could be like the first mate. The pl- platoon standard, just you know, it's obviously just a trusted guy that's carrying the standard of the the rogue trader house. And then they have seven elite bodyguard guys that all have grenade launchers, um, and the entire unit's upgraded to carapace armor. So carapace armor is normally a four up save, but because they're survivors of the dark age, it jumps to a three up save. And then cyber medics gives these guys a six up invol. So they're gonna have a three up armor save, six up invol. Um, the rogue trader guy, the force commander, because he has a survivor, he had he comes with a refractor field. Uh, cyber augmentics increases that invulnerable save to a four up, and then the cyber familiar increases it to a three up. So he's going to have a three up invulnerable save. The force commander will. Um, for troops, I uh, with survivors of the dark age, you you have to take grenadiers as compulsory. So I took a twelve man grenadier squad. Uh, the entire unit has uh, LAS carbines that have the advanced weapon upgrade, so they're going to be basically strength four LAS guns. Uh, two of the guys have plasma guns in the unit, and they have a dedicated Arvis lighter, and the Arvis lighter is a twin-link LAS cannon. So obviously they went with the Arvis lighter slash lander because they're space-themed, and they can board ships with it and get from the surface of a planet back to the ship, however you want to do it. And it definitely would have so been for this on the ship, too. Yep. So for the second troops choice, I have been exactly the same unit. So twelve grenadiers. They all have advanced weapon last carbines. Two dudes have plasma guns, and they are in an Arvis lighter with a twin link last cannon. Um, for elites, I took an engine seer adept. Uh, well, it's, it's the servo automata guy with the engine seer dude. So this is like a the ship mechanic, like tech priest dude that keeps things running um, with his like you know, cadre of servitors to help, like I said, just work on techno shit, experiment with shit, uh, look at the Xenotech that the guy drives back to the ship, things like that. So it's an engine seer adept with augury scanner, Volkite charger, cyber familiar, and melt bombs. And then he has eight servo automata with him. Three of them have servo arms, two of them have flamers, and three of them have phase plasma fuse sails. So I figured you would make these guys like the servo arms obviously would be for construction type stuff. The flamers could be like, uh, you know, like plasma welder or plasma arcs that they can recalibrate to be a flamer. And the same thing with the plasma uh, fusel weapons. You could look at them like that. So I think this is just a really cool fluffy unit for what he's trying to do. It would make sense that a rogue trader would have somebody like this in their crew to represent some type of mechanic type guy. Yeah, um, fixing shit up. For... F- for fast attack, I took two Arvis lighters, just loose Arvis lighters. Uh, they both have hull mounted twin link last cannons. So the uh, the servo automata with the engine seer can go in one, and then the the uh, force commander and the bodyguards can go in the other. 
So that you basically have four Arvis lighters with four squads in them. Um, then your allied detachment is going to be black shields. So for the allied HQ, I took a Reaver Lord. He has artificer armor, power fist, lightning claw, digital lasers, cyber familiar, rad grenades, and iron halo. This is exactly how I arm my Reaver Lord. It's pretty fucking badass. Um, you can punch things with the power fist or punch things with your lightning claw, depending on what you need AP wise. And they're both specialist weapons. So you get the extra attack. So you're basically what he's four attacks, two weapons, five digital laser, six. So he's seven charge. Um, he has a two up armor save because of the artificer armor. And then a three up involve save because of the cyber familiar and iron halo. And then he has rad grenades to lower your, uh, toughness. So his power fist can double you out. Uh, that lightning claw will also just be strength four, but it has shred and then your rad grenades. You're, so usually going to be wounding on threes with a reroll. So pretty fucking badass. Um, for troops, I have nine marauders, black shield marauders. They're your basic black shield troop choice. Um, the marauder chief has a power fist and a shotgun. And um, one marauder has a melt a gun, chain axe, and bolt pistol, and all the other marauders have shotgun, bolt pistol, and chain axe, and they're in a dedicated animalist dreadclaw, and your reaver lord will go with these guys. So it'll be your reaver lord and nine marauders, and they're riding around in dreadclaw. Um, then for the second group's choice, um, I have a tactical support squad. So it's a 10-man tactical support squad. All 10 of them have pariah flamers. The sergeant has artificer armor, power fist, and augury scanner on top of his pariah flamer. Or no, he he gives that up. So it's nine dudes with pariah flamers, and the sergeant has artificer armor, power fist, augury scanner. Um, for elites, I have five terminators. Two of them have power weapons; can be anything you want. Two of them have chain fist. The sergeant has a power fist. They all have combi bolters, and they're in a dedicated anvilus dreadclaw. Um, for fast attack, I took a loose anvil's dread claw to put your marauders or to put your uh, tactical support squad in. So basically, your black shields half of your army is three dread claws, and then your uh, other your militia force has four arvis. So everything is capable of you know ship to ship boarding actions and planetary landings, which is fluffy for what he wants. And then last but not least for the army, I took an agent of the emperor slash war master, which is a expeditionary navigator. And the navigator has a cyber familiar and digital lasers. So because the bodyguard for the force commander is only 10 and the force commander makes 11, this uh, expeditionary navigator will fit with the force commander and militia bodyguard um, in that Arvis. So everything is fully mounted in vehicles uh either be in dread claws or arvis landers he's got a navigator he's got like a ship engine seer guy he's got a full command cadre which would be like the first mate and the the radio voxcaster communications guy he's got the reaver lord in there that he talked about crushing skulls and beating ass and all that stuff um i mean it's got everything it's like fluff fluff on top of more fluff i like how nobody on the ship was like spared fucking fighting duty like Sorry, boys. <laughs> if they're attacking our ships, it's either become enslaved or fucking fight. Like, there's no in between. Yep. So, what do you think about this? It's fucking fluffy as shit, dude. Like everything about it. I mean, you got the expeditionary fleet. You've you've got like the the navigator in there. 
You've got the uh, tech marine in there the, for fixing shit up. You've got just the beefy-ass crew member, like the boys in the ship. And then some black shield, <laughs> like some black shield fucking beat face dude who's crushing dude's skulls with his power fist or fucking uh, uh, slicing them up with his lightning claw. I mean, this is the fucking fluffiest fuck list. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, the only thing I don't know is why the uh, why the Black Shields fucking Reaver Lord needs rad grenades. Like I don't understand that. That's like, is that just because he's like? <laughs> I mean, he's got he a can, sh- he can take them. He, <laughs> they're good. He's got and a strength. You would ten think power ro- fist. Like what is gonna escape that fucking? No, 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 no. That's that's only if you take Chimera. Oh, you're not taking Chimera. I don't know what he's taking. I, I left it open for whatever he wants to, to take. I don't know what he's taking. Okay. Is there anything else that would make sense? Um, Outlanders, because he could do deep striking stuff with them. That would make sense. There's, I mean, all kinds. I wanted to leave it open to his fluff for him to be able to take whatever rot by war he wanted to take. 10-4. It's a very cool fucking like, ship-on-ship action list. Uh, if you do end up uh, end up taking this list in like a Zone Mortalis sense, I might suggest not bringing the Pariah Flamer unit with you though. It's probably the only thing that I'd probably leave off just just for friendly games, like because it'll kick some or, ass. Or or drop it to five guys, just run five of them. <laughs> yeah, because. But other than that, man, I mean. If you look at it from the sense, like, everything about this, down from the Anvilus to the Arvis, everything is, like, ship-to-ship boarding. Yep. Or planetary landing. And can get you off the planet as well. Yeah, dude, fucking space pirates. What legion do you think that those guys would be a part of? Those black shields? Uh, I don't know. It's David's army. I left it open-ended for his fluff while also making it just standalone fucking really fluffy fit together. What do you think would be the coolest, like in your mind, like if it was up to you? Who do you think um, would have some oversized fucking space marine? I guess is the question. Imperial Fist. Oh, dude, an ex-Imperial Fist would be f- an ex-Imperial Fist like joining a fucking pirate band would be fucking insane. Well, because. The guys from Inwit are all big. That's why Alexis Pollux is a fucking giant because he's an Inwit recruit. So they're all like giant dudes. Um, and then they're also Imperial Fist are supposed to be expert boarding action guys. So it'd be cool. And also, they sent a bunch of dudes from Terra, a bunch of Imperial Fist to like some worlds that they never heard from. They would send them out as envoys to worlds that they hadn't heard back from to recruit guys to come back from Terra. So they could have maybe went to some place and seen that shit was abandoned or shit was fucked up, and then when the warp storms hit, couldn't make it back, and then had to join in with some, you know, pirates or whatever, just because they couldn't make it back. Fuck yeah, man! Heard about what went down a little too late. They had they have chain axes, so obviously world leaders would fit. World leaders recruit from multiple worlds, so you could just say from the world they recruited from, like they were like partially abhuman so the recruits are all huge that works with world eater you can easily write that in also sons of horus use chain axes with reaver guys so obviously sons of horus because these guys are armed with chain axes it would work there um yeah pretty much any of that would work blood angels blood angels are known for using uh chain axes and the fluff like omits dudes 
So you could say that this these were blood angels that after they found out because there was a bunch of blood angels that left Ball once they found out Sanguinis dies like they went fucking nuts and left Ball or fuck yeah were off world when it happened. That would be good. Like there's lots of options. You can make it work for almost anybody. Fuck yeah, dude. Let us know, David. Let us know what legion they are, because I'm curious. I'm curious what X legion these black shields will become. So, anyway, how many lists was that? How many did we get through? I don't know. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. So we have fourteen. I don't know. This whole one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine more. So if we redid this tomorrow and just kept recording tomorrow, I think we could knock them all out. You you, that's game. what you want to do. I'm game. I'm absolutely game. We can't. We okay, came this we far. We can do it. We came this far. All right. Well, I gotta go. My wife's gonna fucking kill me. It's already almost eleven thirty. All right, listeners. We will reconvene tomorrow, and it'll almost seem like nothing happened. So. <laughs> yeah. Except we're gonna leave this in, so you'll know that we split up and recorded the next day. Absolutely. Ready for movie magic in three, two. And just like that, it's like nothing even happened. So next list, except boys. it did. <laughs> a whole day went by. A whole day went by, and I even got I got new hobby progress, new <laughs> things going on. Let's just restart it. Okay, so hobby. No, I'm just playing. New Go episode. <laughs> so yeah, so next list comes from Russell Schlotfeld. Schlot Schlotfeld. Schlot. Powerful Russell Schlotfeld. <laughs> he's called russell s in my uh quartermaster <laughs> why that's such a cool name man anyway schlottfeld uh industrial accident story list help at the end is what the email is titled so we greedily and you know almost you know disrespectfully read off his industrial accident story uh so before we just ignored the list part. Well, I just ignored the list part whenever I was reading it off. But Ryan did do the list, so let's see what he said. Uh, so that his story was the one about the uh, the laser or the laser sharpened like dough cutters and the wafers that like ice cream makers make. So if you remember that one, but anyway, uh, the list he sent in. He says, "In return, I was hoping I could get some advice with building my Death Guard army, since my hobby funds are next to nothing. Preferably the wrong hobby for me to be in, but I can't help my hobby orientation. It's just something you're born with. I have built up two thousand points over the last year with only infantry. However, after I've gotten it all assembled and painted, I am unsure about my list and would like some advice." My goal is to make this into a 2,500-point list over the next year. So his list has Callus Typhon and Apothecary, two Terminator squads, three Veteran Tactical squads, and two Heavy Support squads, uh, one full of Last Cannon and one full of Missile Launchers. Now, he says his original thought was to bring this 2,500-point 
uh, bring it to 2,500 points by adding Grave Wardens and Death Shroud. I don't really care to be super competitive, but I really don't want to spend two years building an army only for it to be obliterated every game I play. And I feel like that is what would happen to an all-infantry army like mine. Can you help me out? I'm hope, open to major changes in my list, such as adding armor and transport, or changing up the veteran tacticals as their weapons can be switched easily. And many models that are cut can easily be sold off eBay to fund the new selections. Help me, Obi-Wan Kimmel. You are my only hope. So how it's fast the second you, time the Obi-Wan f- Kimmel thing is <laughs> yeah. fucking came up this show. Anyway. It's going to keep coming. How fast did you dump those Terminator squads? <laughs> Super quick. Well, he said he... He was already getting Grave Wardens and Death Shroud, so as soon as he said that, I'm like, bye, Terminators, you're getting replaced. <laughs> so Sold. I I kept everything else that he had and just added transports and then swapped the Terminators. So here's what I got. So I got Callus Typhon, and he's taking right of War the Reaping. Uh, then for troops, I got a 10-man tactical squad. Uh, they are armed with Bolt Pistol, Bolter, and Chainsword, so the trifecta. The Sergeant. Sergeant has Artificer Armor, Death Round Power Scythe, and Rad Grenades. And they're in a Rhino with a Multi-Melta. And I have that unit two times. So another identical unit. So that's going to be your two compulsory troops. Then I kept his uh, five-man heavy support squad, all of them with last cannons. The Sergeant has Artificer Armor and Augury Scanner. Then I kept his ten-man heavy support squad, uh, all 10 of them have missile launchers with flak missiles. Uh, the sergeant has artificer armor and augury scanner. And then I have 10 marksman vets. Uh, two of them have missile launchers with uh, suspenser webs. Uh, the sergeant has artificer armor. So these guys will outflank. So basically, the, uh, so far, is two heavy support squads obviously stay back in his deployment zone um, and shoot but they can score objectives because they're troops in a reaping army. So those will be his backfield scoring. His uh, two tactical squads will be driving forward to claim objectives out midfield or into the opponent's deployment zone. And then the veterans will outflank and be like a backfield objective grabber or, you know, line breaker type unit or whatever. Um, Then for elites, um, I added in four death shroud terminators. They all have melt bombs. Um, Callus Typhon will go with these guys, and they have a dedicated Land Raider Phobos with Armored Ceramite. I did not put a Dozer Blade on it, because the Reaping allows you to ignore dangerous terrain, so it does not need a Dozer Blade. Um, then for heavy support, I have a five-man Grave Warden squad. Uh, two of the Grave Wardens have Chain Fist, two of them have Power Fist, and then the Kim Master, which is the Sergeant, has a Death Shroud Power Scythe and Rad Grenades. Um, and they are in a Land Raider Phobos with Armored Ceramite as well. And then lastly, for heavy support, I have a Whirlwind Scorpius. So like I said before, the Death Shroud, the Grave Wardens, and the two Rhinos Tactical Marines will be your spearhead force driving forward. Then your uh, Vets will outflank to be like a backfield uh, unit to get in, and then your two heavy support squads will hang back in your deployment zone and sit on your own objectives and shoot things um, and kind of hang back with the Scorpius as well as like a little fire base. So that's basically how the list will work. And that's like 90% of the list of stuff that he has already so you won't have to buy a ton of shit. And it should work in a familiar way to how he's used to but be way more mobile with the four transports. Absolutely. And you don't have to worry about, you know, 
whirlwind scorpiuses and you know quad quad launchers i mean your yep. last cannon dudes are gonna have to but at least you got every, a lot of the other army covered up yeah well, phosphex only shoots 36 and both of his heavy support squads shoot 48 so he should be able to just pre-measure and keep him out of phosphex range at least where he's getting his armor saves against the uh, normal rounds so just spread them out keep them in some area terrain and if you have to, light them the fuck up. Yeah, that's why you have the Scorpius as a counter battery to take that kind of stuff out. Bam. What about a anti-air? What's uh what's going on with that? Um, snap firing ten lab cannons and five missile or snap firing. Or he's got flak missiles on the ten oh. missile launchers. Okay. And then he also had. Uh, then he also has the uh, five last cannons and then that he can snap fire and then he's got two land raiders with a bunch of twin link last cannons that you can snap fire. Okay. That's what I would do. <laughs> That's what I would do. Cool beans. Pretty pretty solid reaping list. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. And like I said, it's mainly he's got all this stuff. Like you said, he doesn't, doesn't have to be super competitive but he don't want to lose every game. I feel like this is that exactly that kind of list. Yeah, and it's not like uh, anything is like, <laughs> except for the whirlwind Scorpius. I mean, it, there's nothing on here that's like really you have to go to Forge World to get either. So he has most of the stuff already. Yeah. Well, the two specialty Terminator units. Yeah, those are Forge World. Cool beans. What's the next list? So the next list should be from Kyle, and it should say list advice for a new World Eaters player. I just sent it to you. List advice for a new World Eaters player. So Kyle says, Hey Ryan, long time Horace Heresy enthusiast and trying to get my first Legion on the table this year. I wanted to see if I was heading the right direction with my World Eaters army. I've listened to your advice on the podcast for a while and referenced the list on scribes and building this for us. Good fucking job, Kyle. God bless you. Like, referencing the scribe list, he's going through there. Hey, by the way, go check out the Dropbox. It's more uh, not fucked up with the titles and stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, good job. Doing your homework. I guess I'll start by just posting what I have so far. So he took a World Eaters Blood Madness Ride of Wars Pride of the Legion. He has Gallon Serlac, uh, 18 Inductee, a Veteran Tactical Squad, uh, mounted up in a Rhino. He's got another veteran tactical squad mounted up in a rhino with multi melta. Uh, just so you know, guys, are it looks like he wants to take weapon master, so he did take a, a nothing special on the veteran. So yeah, he just looks like he's he took this. Uh, I mean, you times. can you get to change it anyway. You get to yeah. change it. Yeah, you you pick before the game begins, so it's not. But his intentions are clear. <laughs> what he's trying to do. There's no melta melta on these units. There's no melta bombs, nothing like that. Uh, so he's not trying to make these into machine killer vets. Uh, so he took that unit three times. Veteran tacticals in a in a rhino. Uh, then he has a fast attack. His fast attack choice has got a jet bike hunter squadron, which has uh, six space marine sky hunters. Two of them have volkite calvern. Uh, then he has a Storm Eagle Assault Gunship. And the Elites, he's got two Apothecaries, two Contemptor Cortis Dreadnoughts. Both have Melted Gun Hands. And 
dual chain fist. Wow, you're spitting all the points. Uh, then he has a so two Quartus Dreadnoughts. Both have double chain fist and double melt again. Uh, then he has a Sakaran battle tank in his heavy support slot with armored ceramite, auxiliary drive, and last cannon sponsons. So his tactics he's going to use is everyone that uses chain axes as their free upgrade. Sarlacc, uh, Sarlacc goes with the inductee to the Storm Eagle. Two of the vets get in an apothecary. One gets Karn. The vet books it to the objectives in our close combat while the Cortis Dread storm across the field looking scary and soaking up shots. Not a whole bunch of shots because they're just Cortis, but that's okay. Uh, if they make it into anything, it should die. Uh, oh, I like how he says if they make it to anything because Cortis are pretty quick to go. Um, especially if they're booking it across the field. Uh, if they make it to anything, they should die. It should die. With the Voxes in with the Vets, I can reliably counterpunch with deep striking jet bikes and the Storm Raven delivering a bunch of killy dudes. Uh, finally, the Sakaran just does Sakaran things, providing some anti-tank last cannon shots and anti-air auto cannons. Uh, so his questions are, so here are the concerns I have before taking the plunge into all the resin. Uh, should I drop another vet squad from the another a vet from the squad with Karn and give them an apothecary as well? Uh, should I go Melta or Grav something else in the Dreadnought Chain Fist? Uh, should I bother loading up the Inductee Blob into the Storm Raven or just foot slog them and upgrade to a Fire Raptor? Uh, Storm Eagle, sir, quit forty k in me. <laughs> Is a it says Storm Raven. Just just letting you know. Uh, is a base Sakaran still a decent choice, or should I look at finding the points for one of the other variants, like the Omega? Uh, no, nope, run away from the Omega. It is shit. It looks cool. Shit, though. Uh, and probably my biggest question is, is this list too one-dimensional? I play 8th edition 40k, and it's pretty simple affair to taking powerful shit and smashing it against each other. 30k has a lot of available nuance and tactics, not to mention all the flavorful heresy-era tech like Phosphex, Volkite, etc., and my list above takes advantage of it. I think it is a very fluffy World Eaters list, but I don't know—I just don't know if I'm taking the best advantage of what the Horse Heresy game system has to offer, and I worry that my strategy of just running straight at them and crossing my fingers will nearly be identical for every game and will lose interest in the army. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to look through my list. Sorry for the shit formatting. I don't have any Apple app devices to make a nice Quartermaster PDF, so I did my <laughs> best with Battlescribe. <laughs> God bless you. This guy's like the nicest guy I've ever... I just got yeah. Radio Free Advanced stickers in, and I need your address because <laughs> one's going into... He's in our patron. You. He's in our patron. Oh, this is Kyle? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going right now. We're right in an envelope because you're so nice. So it says, uh, so the points could be off even though I've checked multiple times. Love the podcast and everything you do. All the Radio Frist fan guys do for the game and the community. Regards, Kyle. Uh, and So here's what I did. I can, oh, answer, sorry, a question. Ahead, I can answer a question too about the Melter Grav for the, in the, the fist of the, the Cortez. Because I played Well, here, let game. me go through it. Okay. So, and then we'll get to that. So basically what I did, I didn't write him a list because he just had questions. Like he didn't say, hey, rewrite my list. He's like, this is the list I want to run. These are just my questions about it. Mm -hmm. So I just hit him up on Facebook Messenger, and we just kind of had a little discussion about it so I could talk to him in real time. So I told him, so question one was, should he drop another vet to add an apothecary? And it's like, yeah, if all you have to do is give up a single veteran to have room and points to add an apothecary in a unit 
in a unit with Karn in it as well, where you're you're giving Feel No Pain to a pretty good character, yeah, it's a, that's an easy choice. So I said, if it only means dropping one veteran, then yeah, for sure, take a apothecary attached to Karn. So then I said, second question with the graph. I said, you're hoofing. So you got to keep in mind, he's got dreadnoughts walking around on foot. Yes. Uh, so what would you what would you rather do, Melta or Grab? Before I give my answer. So if I'm running around on foot, I'm going Grab. If I'm right. drop potting, I'm going Melta. If I'm Blood right. Angels, That's I'm what going I told Assault you. Cannons. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't. To be honest, like I don't even. I'm not so. I'm not. 100% sold on the assault cannons for blood angels. They're not they're not. That's that's I ran Cortis with assault cannon hands uh for a while and then I switched to Grav and then I was like mm, even Grav isn't so great and then I switched to Meltaguns. Uh but the, I drop pot in. So. Yeah. But that's exactly what so I said. So I said if you my answer is if you're hooving it you need the longer range. Uh also you can save points by running one chain fist and one power fist and you still get the bonus attack. So, because he has double chain fist on his guys. Yep, um, I saw that. So he said, yeah, that's a good point. Yes, it is a good point, Kyle. It's a very good point. It's the best point. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he was asking about, so, the inductee bo- blob. He said, should I bother loading up the inductee blob in the Storm Raven or just foot slug them? I said, the best thing for the inductee blob would actually be a Charybdis. I said, definitely don't foot slug them. And he asked, he goes, is there any particular problems with the Storm Eagle or in this particular, this is a crib is just better. I said the storm eagle takes two turns minimum to come on. Then you can maybe assault turn three. If you fail your reserve rolls, it may not come on to, until turn four, and then you're assaulting at the absolute earliest turn five. The Charybdis always comes in turn one with no dramas. Sure does. So, uh. That's I so basically answered all his questions. Oh, I forgot to answer him on the uh Sakaran. We didn't get that, that far, but I'm guessing he, from listening to the rest of the show, yes, the, the base Sakaran is still a solid choice. It's actually still my favorite Sakaran. I still think it's the best one overall. Dig it, dude. Perfect. I like I like the Arcus quite a bit, but I still think for its points the base Sakaran is better. Because you get the base of Karen with last cannon sponsons for the exact same points as a naked Arcus. You're right. I don't have any. So I don't have any input to put in there. I can't even. Think yeah. Of a, so you're getting the the six rending twin linked auto cannon shots that just flat out ignore Jink, plus two last cannon shots as opposed to just four strength eight AP two shots that force rerollable force successful jinx saves to be re-rolled now, now the arcus if it stays stationary it can shoot twice so if you can keep the arcus stationary it technically puts out better firepower but i mean you can't bank on your opponent just letting you sit there and not move no especially not when you're hammering him with a unit right so uh, i think like i said overall the base of karen is the, still the best uh thing so, and he said, is he was asking if his list is one-dimensional. Um, I mean, you got the two Dreadnoughts. Let's see, you got the two Dreadnoughts. If you put the Charybdis in, you're going to have that big unit dropping in their backfield. It's going to be pro- problems for them. And then he's got some Rhino Rush, a bunch of Rhino Rush going on, some a decent-sized jet bike unit. He's got Apothecaries in there. I mean, I think it's a solid list. I think it'll be fun to play. I think you'll like it. Yeah, and really, what could you expect from World Eaters? Like, it's not a whole bunch of, like, 
<laughs> if you're gonna, they're not, they don't really benefit from doing anything else, and they're not, they don't really benefit too much from running forward. But I don't know. Yeah, I think you'll like the army though. It'll be a fun army to play. He's got most of the units that you want. Uh, he'll probably at some point want to pick up. I would get at least a five man squad of red butchers and get them like a a dread claw or a land raider or something. Throw them in. You'll like that unit. It's a fun unit. Yeah, I mean, really, you can just keep adding any like close combat heavy unit and just find different ways to deliver them. Especially with like termites coming out and things like that. I mean, just that's more options coming coming down the pipeline right now to get you up there quicker. So it's not one dimensional. You have a good time. It's just different different delivery systems is all you gotta look at. God, I wish the termite could yeah. fucking dump a cortis. That'd be so sweet. So, so the next the next one we got was a list from Carlos. And it should say list review request Chagorian Brotherhood twenty five points. Powerful Carlos, man. I I look forward to seeing Carlos's pictures every day. Like Carlos is just a little photographer, man. He bird watches, like he takes pictures of birds and stuff, and like posts them on his Facebook page. Like we're Facebook friends because like I had to you know find him on Facebook because he's a Patreon and all this stuff, and he just like posts all this crazy stuff like. You know, like his beautiful bird pictures and stuff like that. And then he's also like a like a structural engineer or something like that. So he takes pictures of like beautiful buildings and all that stuff. It's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, he seems like a he's always been really cool in the chat and really nice. And he's he's uh knowledgeable about stuff. He was the one that did the the moon crashing math thing that you posted up on Facebook that was really funny. <laughs> yes, he um, sure did. If you haven't seen that, it's and, a, like a shitload of math to determine like why you cannot hit a you cannot move a planet's orbit by a few degrees and it would just magically hit the planet like the amount of like just the amount of i guess i don't want to say thrust we're too stupid to explain this go yeah. look at the math and read his explanation yeah it's fucking badass so anyway this is the funny thing about that for people who don't know um they wouldn't know i guess unless they were in the patron chat we sent that off to somebody we know that uh, is involved with Forge World, and it made its way to Andy Hoare, <laughs> who wrote that story. So he wrote the story about... He wrote that part of the Black Book, and it, that made its way to him, and he thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> He's like, well, God, so he got... Goddamn. <laughs> he, he, he got a really good laugh out of it. He thought that was pretty funny. So we got that came back through the grapevine that Andy thought that was funny. So I thought that was pretty cool. Powerful Carlos, man. Powerful, powerful Carlos. And I'm over here talking about bird pictures and he's writing fucking a thesis on <laughs> the black book story that took away that temporarily took away his uh uh immersion. <laughs> so he's like, that couldn't happen, and let me explain why. Anyway, Powerful Carlos says, Hey, Ryan. Well, you said you had more list time, so I thought I'd ask for some help. It's based on advice you've given on previous lists, but I'm having trouble with a big chunk of it. The idea is ground-based force that gets dropped off on the safe side of the planet and has to drive several days to its target. 
So I'm not taking drop pods or flyers. I'm using Burning of Prospera as a starting point, uh, along with Mark II on the Vets and Bike Squads. The Tatars Terminators on the, are in the list simply because they, they came with Prospero box. I think I'd eventually place them with ranged anti-tank, like Vindicator Laser Destroyers. Then he marked that out. Last cannon, <laughs> last cannon javelins and tanks. Or is it enough to count on Meltabombs? Or should I add more bodies? Those are the points to play with. Uh, not sure I care about Apothecaries either. I just figured I wouldn't want to jink with the attack bikes and his power sword would help the unit too. Um, I was thinking of sticking the Praetor with the Outriders and the Librarian with the attack bikes. What I'm least comfortable with is deciding how much to leave in reserve. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Between a toddler and a hectic job, I didn't get very far into this army last year, but I dumped the ladder, so here we go. Thanks, Carlos. P.S. The only origin for the name Chigoris that I can find is Chigorai, a local name for K2. That makes me laugh. <laughs> P.P.S. Facebook Messenger works too. I just had this wall of text I wanted to send over. Uh, so read read his list in detail, Michael, because I didn't actually change his list very much. Just a few things, so I didn't like write him a whole new list. He's another one that I contacted on Messenger and we worked it out. So go ahead and read his list in detail. Okay. So he took a Praetor with the Rite of War, the Jigorian Brotherhood. Uh, he's got a bolt pistol, Paragon Blade, Iron Halo, Cyberhawk, and a Space Marine bike. Uh, then he took a Librarian with a Mastery Level 2, an Artificer Armor with a Force Axe, and his Space Marine Bike. Uh, six Outriders. The Outrider Sergeant has a Power Glaive. Two of them have Power Weapons, and they all have Melt Bombs. Five he has five Jet Bike Sky Hunters with Volkite Coverns. He's got a 10-man Tactical Support Marine Squad. Uh, they have The Sergeant has Artificer Armor and a Power Glaive. Nine of them have Volkite Chargers. They're rolling up in a Rhino with a Dozer Blade. They also have additional chain swords, so they have their extra close combat weapon. Oh, there is chain swords. Uh, then he took a another. Uh, he took a nine man veteran squad. Uh, the veteran sergeant has artificer armor and power glaive. They're machine killer vets, or I mean, he could choose, but he's also taking seven combi weapons, which I can only imagine are uh, meltas. Meltas. Uh, then he took an additional plasma, seven plasma. I don't know what that is. Seven combi weapons, seven plasma. Oh, no, he took plasma with machine killers. Yeah. Okay. Not Meltas. Well, bad. because they go up to strength eight, and then you can use the Cyberhawk to reroll ones, so you get around that gets hot. Dig it. Which okay. we talked about on the show before. And then so he also took a Meltabombs in the unit and two plasma guns. Uh, then they were mounted up in a Rhino with a pinna mounted multi-melta. Then he took an Apothecary and Detachment, which has an Apothecary with Power Sword, Augury Scanner, and a Space Marine Bike. He took five Terminators. Uh, the Terminator Sergeant has a Combi Bolter and a Power Glaive. The other four Terminators have three Combi Bolters, a Power Fist, and a Lightning Claw, and there's two Chain Fists in there with a Plasma Blaster. They're rolling up in a Land Raider Phobos with a Dozer Blade. Uh, then he took five Attack Bikes. Five of them have Multi-Meltas with Melty Bombs. Melty Bombs. Then he has a five heavy support marine squad. The heavy support marine squad sergeant has an augury scanner. And the other four heavy support marines have missile launchers with upgraded flak missiles. They're cruising around in a rhino with a dozer blade. Diggity. Okay. So let me find what I told old Carlos. So I really like this list. Like, there was nothing wrong with the list. Fluff-wise. So... Yeah, it's very cool, and I think it's competitive. You can tell that he's listened to because I've done several Chagorian Brotherhood lists, and he's basically taken a lot of elements of other people's lists that I've done 
and put them in this list. So like I said, there's nothing I would really drastically change. So I, this is what I told him. I said, it's really solid, man. The only thing I would do is drop the melt-a-bombs off the vets. And the reason I say that is because they got a bunch of combi plasma and plasma guns. So they're not, and they're in a rhino. So the odds of them actually getting to assault, it's pretty fucking slim to none. You're going to, your opponent's going to have to be really dumb and like park tanks really close to them after they've come in from reserve and stood around for a turn where you can just like walk over and clamp melt bombs on it. Yeah. So I wouldn't bank, bank on that happening a lot. So I said, uh, so I said, the only thing I would do is drop the melt bombs off the vets for armored ceramite on the land raider. Cause he didn't, he had a land raider with no armored ceramite, which I think is a no, no. If you can't afford, afford the armored ceramite on a land raider, you need to cut points to get it on there or don't bother taking the land raider. Like you, it's a must have. You've already invested 225 points. You just invest the extra 20 to make it twice as survivable. Fuck yeah. Kyle's Cortis with his melted gun is going to roll up on you. Fucking take out your, yeah, your land raider. <laughs> Zap it. And so I told him melt vets don't really work out of a rhino unless your opponent is an idiot. <laughs> I said, uh, uh, because your, your opponent can just drive away with their vehicles. Uh, he said, gotcha, thanks for looking into it. I said, I would go Divination on the Librarian. Uh, just because I, the, I like it, because it fits the fluff of White Scars really well, and we went over why that is many times. Just the powers work really well. Um, in, in this particular list, he has a lot of reserve, so Divination, you can get Scryer's Gaze, which gives you reserve manipulation. You can make a lot of these things twin-linked with um, Prescience, which is the Primaris power. Uh, you get uh, the thing where you can cast it on an enemy unit and everything that shoots that enemy unit gains rending. So imagine strength eight rending plasma guns that reroll ones to hit boom, boom, boom. against like a knight or something. It'd be pretty funny. Um, or I mean anything, ar- even armor 14, like a land raider or a Spartan, you'll still zap it. Uh, there, there's a bunch of good, good stuff in there. Uh, and then he says, so what would you start on the board? So the answer to that was, there's too many variables to answer that. that. It really depends on the terrain on the table, uh, your opponent, what your opponent's list is, what mission you're playing, uh, and what the turn order is. Basically, if you go first or second. I said I would almost always outflank the vets with plasma. Uh, I would always start the outriders on, outriders on the board, most likely scouting. Everything else is situational. So... He said that really helps, and I said no problem. So that's where we went with that. Dig it. Sounds like a solid list. Yup. Powerful card. So the next one says the next one's from Bjorn. Oh, sorry. No good. What'd you say? So the next one's from Bjorn, and it should be Sons of Horus twenty five hundred two three thousand Long March. (laughs) You should. Yeah, I got it. Powerful and you Bjorn, should have man. it. Someone with a beautiful Horus on the front. It says, hey guys, I'm looking to run Sons of Horus, Long March, Rod of War, but I'm not exactly sure where to start. I want to sit around Horus as I just finished painting him. And then he put a little picture in there, and he looks fucking great, Bjorn. God bless you. Yeah, looks good. That eye looks so fucking good. It's so rare that you can just like zoom into somebody's painting, like because pictures never do the models justice. Like, you can think your model's all badass till you fucking slap a picture of it on the phone, and then you're like, oh, man, why did I post that? It looks like shit. And so this one you can zoom in. It looks fucking great. So good job, Bjorn. And he says, uh, I just finished painting him, 
and some just Darren, but I'm not picky. Uh, oh, my goodness. I think my formatting's all fucked up. I think the picture's in the way. Because the next thing it just says is, and some just Darren. Is that, did that happen on your phone, too? Nope. Um, I, can, I can read the rest of it. Okay. But I'm not picky. I started at Pride of the Legion, but ended up with the Long March. I'll add two heavy support quads, squads to jump from 2,500 to 3,000 to use the Relentless Deployment Zone and to drive around and shoot things. Um, I'm also using Tartarus Terminators to make sure I can use Crusader and Fleet um, as I need uh, when they cross the table. It's currently a drop list, but I could rework it to have, have a Spart- But could I rework it to have a Spartan instead of a Kribus? Uh, thoughts. Um, so then he wrote a little list here. He's got Horus as his Lord of War taking the Long March. Then he has an HQ Chaplain with uh, Artificer Armor, Crozius Refract Field. He's got Primus Medicae and Cataphracty Armor. For troops, he's got five Justerin with some Power Fist and Chain Fist. He's got a Tax tactical squad he's used my our, our our game clubs uh joke about tactical squads mm-hmm. um people man people get mad at me for that like they, they don't they don't fuck it's jokes people sometimes it's jokes for calling them tactical i'm not shitting on them yeah they just I mean, but anyway you gotta take them <laughs> yeah but they're not bad yeah they're a useful unit but anyway so it's a tactical squad uh sergeant's artificer armor and power fist and, and melt bombs uh, and they're in a Rhino with, with Pendle Mountain multi Multimelta, and then he has that squad twice. Then he had five Tartarus Terminators uh, with five Combi Meltas. Uh, they have chain, a mix of Chain Fist and Power Fist, and they're in an Anvilus. And then he has that unit twice, so two of those Tartarus units. Um, then he had uh, Elite. He had a Mortis Dreadnought with Autocannons. Then for Heavy Support, he had a Charybdis. And then he had two Heavy Support squads in Rhinos, and both of those guys had Flak Missiles. Um, and he says, thanks, Bjorn, Gilliman's manservant. So he's Gilliman's manservant, but he's playing fucking Horus. So <laughs> not sure what's going on there. Um, so anyway, so that was kind of his, it looked like a mix of a drop list and ground list, but he's wanting to go all ground and do, the, and do the long war. Well, he's already did a drop list. I think I wrote him a drop list not that long ago. So this is what I came up with. So I came up with the Chaplain with Artificer Armor. Um, five Justerin with three Power Fist and two Chain Fists. And they're going to Deep Strike uh, using Horus's rule, I believe. Let me make sure. Oh, no, they're going to go in the Spartan. Um, so then I have ten Veteran Space Marines. Uh, and the Vets... Uh, the sergeant has artificer armor and power fist, and they're in a rhino with a pinnel mounted multimelta. And then I have another 10 man veteran unit. The uh, sergeant has uh, power fist, artificer armor, and they are also in a, a rhino with a uh, pinnel mounted multimelta. Then I have five. Uh, Tartarus Terminators, uh, just the way he had them. So they have five combi weapons, which are whatever he has on them. Uh, two of them have Power Fist, two of them have Chain Fist. Sergeant has a Power Fist, and they're in a Land Raider Phobos. And then I have that unit again. So basically I took them out of their Anviluses and, and Phoboses. And both the Phoboses have uh, Dozer Blades and Armored Ceramite. 
So, um, once again, that's definitely something you want to include on there. Um, then for heavy support, um, I have a 10-man uh, heavy support squad. All 10 of them have missile launchers. The sergeant has augury scanner. And I took a uh, dedicated rhino with a um, uh, havoc launcher for him. And for people who wonder why I took a you know, rhino for a heavy support squad, it's like I always say, like if you look at the rest of this list, it's all mounted. So it's really just for fluff purposes. And I gave it the havoc launcher so that its range matches that of the heavy support marines. Just fluff. It's not that many points to throw in and you know, it makes the army work better on paper is for fluff purposes. Um, then I'm glad you cleared up that, uh, oh. that havoc launcher <laughs> answer. Oh, there. sorry. I never mind. It doesn't, it doesn't have a havoc launcher. I lied about that. Oh, so okay. it, it's just a, a normal rhino. No, no havoc launcher. My bad. Okay. Um, so anyway, so then the, then for the next heavy support slot, I have a Spartan with armored Ceramite and Dozer Blade. And then for Lord of War, I have Horus taking the Rite of War Long March. So Horus and the Jesteran go in the Spartan. Then you have the two, uh, Terminator squads with all the combi weapons and shit and the two Land Raiders. So that's like your forward push. And then you have the two, uh, veteran squads in rhinos that you can outflank with or start on the board or do whatever you want to give you some options. So basically I just, he can reuse his tactical models and just call them veterans. Uh, the chaplain will also go with the just Aaron and Horus, uh, to get them some rerolls, um, and cause fear and whatnot. Powerful. Yeah. In the Spartan. And then, like I said, the, the missile launcher guys, uh, hang back and, um, you know, shoot their missiles and do their stuff. And they'll have, um, so the units that are driving forward, once he gets them out of the Land Raider, if he gets them out in No Man's Land, they have Crusader and Fleet. Um, once they get into the opponent's deployment zone, what do they have? I think that Furious Charge, maybe? I don't have the Long War right in front of me. And then I know in their own deployment zone, they have uh, Relentless. So for Actually, the, I do have the Long The Long War, oh, Ride of War. Go ahead. Yeah. So with the Long War Rod of War, they have the. Oh, sorry. It's okay. relentless. Oh, I have it here. If you don't have it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at the black reaving. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let me find it. Long War. I got it. I'm in the Lord of War sections. Compelling radio, folks. Oh, here we go. Long War. So they have relentless in their deployment zone. Uh. Fl- Fleet in No Man's Land and Crusader in the enemy deployment zone. So that's what it is. So uh, he, I, the army, like he said, is set up to uh, take advantage of all that stuff. Well, it looks like it does. So good to go. So next list. So the next list is should be should say hey Ryan and update and it's from Jonathan uh, Strugnell. Okay. So Jonathan says, 
Hey Ryan, would you be so kind to check over the White Scars list I have drafted? I know you check a lot of lists, so you have already made me a Suns list, so feel free to say no. <laughs> so Ryan said no. Next list. Just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, it is attached as PDF, and the only thing I'm concerned about are what happens if I come across a Super Heavy or Primark, with, which at 3K will most likely will. I don't know if the two Sakarans will do it or uh, what they are for in the list apart from this. Do I need the tanks? Uh, the Praetor Medic go in the Jetbike Squad and the Centurion in the other to make the pack a harder punch in close combat. I guess the question is, do I take out the tanks for maybe a suborbital strike wing or some more flyers? Do I leave the assault squads in? Thank you, John. Uh, so the White Scars list that he sent is a uh, Praetor with the Rite of War of the Chagarin Brotherhood. He's got a Artificer Armor Paragon Blade, which is Mastercrafted. Uh, he's got Melta Bombs, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo, Cyberhawk, and a Scimitar Jet Bike. Then he took a Primus Medicaid with a Power Glaive, Melta Bombs, Refactor Field, and a Scimitar Jet Bike. Uh, then he took a Centurion with Power Glaive, Melta Bombs, Refactor Field, and Scimitar Jet Bike. He took six Jet Bike Hunters. They have three Volkite Culverins and Melta Bombs. Uh, then he took another... Which they can't have three Volkite Culverins. You can only have one per three, and he had three in there. So I fixed, I'm fixed. i just so, pointing that out. So, so it should just be two. Uh, yeah. His Skyhunter Sergeant in that squad has a Power Glaive and Melted Bombs. Uh, and he took that unit twice. So, so that's six Volkite Culverins dropped down to four. Uh, so then he took five Outriders with Melted Bombs. Uh, then he took an Outrider Sergeant with a Power Glaive and Bombs. Then he took five Outriders with Bombs. Another five-man squad of Bombing having Outriders. The Outrider Sergeant has Power Glaive Bombs as well. Then he took ten Assault Marines. He gave two of them Power Weapons and the whole unit Bombs. The Assault Sergeant has Artificer Armor, Power Glaive, and Bombs, And he took that unit twice. Uh, then he took a Sakaran Battle Tank with Dozer Blade and Armored Ceramide Upgrade. Uh, then he took a Primaris Lightning Fighter. He took three two-wing-mounted Kraken Penetrators, so the full loadout of Kraken Penetrators, uh, with Battle Servitor Control and Ground Tracking Augury, so just a tank murderer. Then he took a Javelin Attack Speeder Squadron with Pinnel-mounted Multi-Melta, Hole-mounted Twinling Glass Cannon, and Hunter Killer Missile on one of the Javelins. Uh, then he took another Javelin Attack Speeder Squadron of a single Javelin with Multi-Melta, Hole-Mounted Twinling Glass Cannons, and Hunter Killer Missiles. Uh, then last but not least, he took a Sakarin Venator Tank Destroyer with Armored Ceramite. So, hey, the man is worried about Super Heavies. What did you do to cleanse his fears? Okay, so this is what I did. So... Let's see. Did he do that? Okay. So I've kind of basically just combined some things because a lot of this stuff, like the Outriders, they're cheaper on the back end than they are in the front end. So instead of taking two five-man squads, you can combine them into ten. Same thing with the Assault Marines. Instead of taking two ten-man squads, you can kind of combine them and uh, save points because, once again, they're cheaper on the back end. Um, also, the Primus Medicaid he took, you can ditch that guy. Um, and basically make him a standard apothecary for way less. It used to be the case that you couldn't, you didn't have a lot of the options that you do now for the standard apothecary, so you were kind of forced into taking a Primus Medicaid a lot of the time when you wanted to put him with, um, you know, bikes or jet bikes 
bikes or something like that. Now, now you can equip him with a bike, so you don't really need that. You can save some points there. So basically, did a little like things to shave some points, um, and then made some changes here. So this what so it's pretty much the same, but uh, there are some changes. So we'll go through it. So uh, Praetor. Uh, with Jagorian Brotherhood, he's got Mastercraft Paragon Blade, Melt Bombs, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo, Cyberhawk. And I took him off of the jet bike and put him on a standard Space Marine bike. This guy's an assault unit. There's really no reason to have him on a jet bike over a normal bike. You're just paying extra points kind of for nothing. Um, he's also going to likely be jinking a lot, so you're going to be snap firing that heavy bolter. Um, he also already comes with a two-up armor save. So the jet bike giving you a two up doesn't really do much for you. So you're really just paying that 45 extra points to flat out an extra 12 inches and to have a heavy bolter. I don't really see that being worth it over a standard bike. Nope. So, but, but like, it's like not until you like talk about it like that. Do you like realize how points inefficient it is? Like, you know, it just seems like the jet bike would be the better option until you start breaking it down that he's already got the two plus save and blah, blah. And the well, it's just a read. I don't understand the cost of the upgrade anyway. It's it's 45 points to upgrade a Praetor to that when a, a jet bike's like 30 points or 32 points just to buy a whole jet bike with a rider on it. Yeah. It's kind of a weird anyway. But anyway, basically... Assault style units, you'd rather just put on normal bikes. Shooting style units, you put on the jet bikes. So that's kind of how I and I did that big bike essay where I explained it in detail that they've went over a couple times on iHorse. If you want that bike essay, hit Tim up for it. I know Tim has it on whatever the fuck their podcast is called now. You'll have to figure out what po- what the podcast is called, and then you can. Have it. Um. So, anyway. <laughs> uh. uh uh, still salty. It's been a so, whole day. <laughs> it's just funny. I, yeah. Anyway, I can't wait for Tim to listen to this. I'm going to catch so much shit because we talk every day. Anyway, uh, so for troops, I have a six-man Skyhunter jet bike squad. The sergeant has a power glaive. Um, and then two of the guys have Volkite culverins. So basically the same way he had his units, except I took off the illegal culverin because you're only allowed to have two. And I also stripped the guy of melt-a-bombs. Because, once again, that's just a trap. You put that five-point melt-a-bomb on that guy, and then you're going to want to fucking use it. And you don't ever even want to be close enough to be in assault range with these guys. They shoot 36 inches across the board. You want to stay 36 inches away and shoot your opponent. You don't want to be any closer than that if you don't have to be. Uh, so for the second troop's choice, I took another jet bike squad that's identical. Uh, then for the third troop's choice, I have a 10-man outrider squad so the sergeant has a power glaive uh three of the guys in the unit have power weapons i would do a mixes a mix of axes and swords or just all axes whatever you want to do and the entire unit has melt-a-bombs so if you remember he had a five-man he had two five-man squads i have a a ten-man squad so then for the fourth troops choice i have another full ten-man squad of outriders so i jumped him up from two five-man squads to two ten-man squads all with melt-a-bombs um, then for his fifth troops choice, instead of running the uh, t- two 10 man assault Marine squads, I just kind of combined them and I have a single f- 15 man assault squad. Um, the Sergeant has artificer armor and power weapon, which should be a power glaive. I clicked the wrong thing. Let me change that real quick. It is the same points cost or maybe 
It's five points more. I don't remember. List ruin. Where's it at? List ruin! There he goes. Hard life. Oh my god. He had points left over, so yeah. I did just click the wrong thing. So anyway, Sergeant has Artificer Armor Powerglaive. Uh, three of the Assault Marines have power weapons. The entire unit has melt bombs So if you're keeping tr- track, he's up to 36 melt bombs so far on things that have jump packs and bikes. Um, Get your glaives out so of here. Wants to know how, he wants to know how to deal with super heavies. This, we're getting there. Um, so then for elites... Instead of taking that one Primus Medicae for an elite slot, I took one out of one elite choice. I took an apothecary detachment with three apothecaries in it. So one apothecary has augury scanner and a bike, and it's going to go in the outriders. One of the outriders. Another apothecary has augury scanner and bike. It's going to go in the other outrider squad. So your outrider squads are going to jump up to eleven man units with feel no pain and augury scanners. And then I took the third apothecary with power sword and jump pack and he goes with the assault marines so you can see i made those two outrider squads much bigger put apothecaries in both of them and then made that assault marine squad instead of two 10 mans it's one fifteen man but i squeezed an apothecary in there to make it more durable um then for fast attack i have a primaris lightning strike fighter with four kraken penetrator missiles total so two sets of two um battle servitor control and ground tracking auguries um, then I have a single javelin with pinnel mount and multi-melta, uh, twin-link cyclone missile launcher, and two hunter-killer missiles. Then I have another single javelin with pinnel mount and multi-melta, twin-link cyclone missile launcher, and two hunter-killer missiles. Then for heavy support, I have a Sikarin battle tank with dozer blade and Sponson Laz cannons, and then a, a Sikarin Venator tank destroyer with dozer blade. So... To deal with super heavies, you have the Venator that can stun it, and it's also strength 10. Um, you have the Lightning with all the Krakens, and then you have 15 Assault Marines and 20 Outriders, and your Praetor, which your Praetor is going to attach to one of the Outrider units. Um, those guys all have melt bombs And you got to remember the bike's scout, so you're going to be able to scout up and then turn one, move 12 inches, and then maybe even turbo boost in the backfield. So they're essentially going to have one turn you know, and then and your assault marines are going to jump 12 and then run. So they're essentially going to have one turn before they got 20 outriders and 15 assault marines and a praetor in their backfield. One unit is going to take a shitload of pain, but then you're going to get to dish out a shitload of pain back. The next well, that's why I gave those three spearhead units. I made sure they all had apothecaries. Trying to shoot to death 21 wounds worth of outriders. Not happening. Or sorry, 20 two wounds because they each have a pop carry in there that both have feel no pain and can jink especially if it ends up being and they're got to remember they're white scars in scoring brotherhood so they're going to have a three up jink save and then if it's night fight it goes to a two up jink save i mean trying to get rid of that in a single turn before it clamps all those melt bombs on your fucking tanks it's a goddamn nightmare to deal with i promise you you will not have to worry about super heavies that's fucking brutal I don't think uh, any super heavy is going to be a problem because there's nothing they can fucking do. Except maybe bubble wrap, but that's... Yeah. Even that, I mean, you got all your units are good in assault. You got the javelins that can outflank and shoot multi-meltas and essentially four crack missiles apiece because they got the double hunter killer and then the cyclones into the side of shit or the rear shit. 
and you got the double Sakarans, the normal Sakaran, and then the Venator, and then you always got the Lightning with all the Krakens too. So, pr- pretty damn good. And then both jet bike units, both Outrider units, and, and the Assault Marines are all troops, which is pretty baller. That is baller. So. I had to look up Jink real quick. Why? Somebody it's a said- three up. It's a four. It's a four up Jink. Then white scars have skilled rider, so it goes to three up. Now somebody said on the internet the other day that you could never have better than the three ups jink that it's in the rules, uh, but it is not. And I kept telling also myself, it's you're not improving jink. It's because you gain stealth. Yeah, so your jink save, your jink save goes up to a three up, but stealth just adds plus, plus one, one to one any to cover. cover save. Yeah, which jink is a cover save. So yeah. I just I kept forgetting to check, and considering I'll have Dark Angels ready at some point in the near future, I was like, I'll check that. So next list, the next Scott list. Connery, Sean Connery's brother, and it's a uh, it should say twenty five slash three thousand point word bearer with demon allies. I'm super excited about this list, Mister Scott Connery. He says. Hello, this is Skolt Connery from Dallas, Texas. I play Word Bearers and recently got to play against Mike's Sisters of Silence when he came up here. Oh, yeah, Scott, powerful Scott. Yeah, this is the dude that I played, uh, and unfortunately he got Sisters of Silence, uh, his Lorgar and Erebus. So it was pretty brutal. It was a brutal turn, too. Uh... It was fun learning experience, if not exactly a close game. Uh, Nine Perils of the Warp was too many for Largar and Erebus. I'm trying to build up my force towards eventually being able to play a force with demon allies. It seems super thematic and fun and would really play to one of the word bearer's unique abilities. I haven't seen much in the way of list on your show or online, so I'm riding in for advice. These are the models I have. He has Lorgar, Erebus, Corferon, Praetor, and Tataris. Uh, five Galvorback, ten Tataris Terminators with Combi flip Plasma, a Leviathan with Snippy Claw, Graf Flux, and Melta Lance, a Land Raider, a Tech Marine. He has 20 Tech Marines, five Plasma Marines, five Melta Marines, five Last Cannon Marines, probably a few other Marines unassembled, 20 Cultists, 40 Poxwalkers, probably play as Mutant Cultists, 75 Lesser Demons, mostly Bloodletters and Pink Horrors. I wonder what you would you suggest I use and buy if need be uh, to get really thematic lists that is fun to play with and against. I don't really want a beat face list. I mostly just like my games to be close and fun. Thanks for your help. So, what did you do, Mr. Ryan Kimmel, word bearer player extraordinaire? <laughs> so... He wanted Corferon and uh, Erebus in the list, so I did that. I put Corferon and Erebus in the list. Um, they can fight over who the Warlord is, which they do in, uh, I almost said real life there, in, yes. uh, in fictional real life. That's what they do. In um, canon. In canon. So, th- they're, yeah, so they're taking the Dark uh, Brethren. So anyway, those are, those are, the two HQ choices, and then Lorgar is the Lord of War choice, and it's Lorgar transfigured, so it's a good Lorgar. And 
or bad Lorgar? How do you want to look at that? Good rules wise, uh, bad in fictional, uh, fictional reality. I don't know. Anyway, more I've confused up, everybody. More fucked up than Lorgar already is. Yeah, the 450 point version that gets to pick his powers and harnesses on a three up. So, anyway, so Lorgar is taking uh, the Dark Brethren right at war. So then for troops, I have 10 tactical marines. Just 10 tactical marines. The 125 base point tactical marines. Uh, tactical uh, marines. Then they are, in a, they are in a rhino with a pinnel mount multi Then I have another squad that's identical. So just another 10 basic marines, no upgrades, and they're in a rhino with pinnel mount multi Then I have eight terminators. The sergeant has a combi weapon. Uh, all these guys are in Tartarus armor because these are the models he has. Uh, so they, the sergeant has a combi weapon, and the other, the other uh, seven guys have combi weapons as well. So it's pretty cool that they're eight Terminators because eight's the sacred number of the gods. Um, so then I have I put five Galvor back in the army. The Dark Martyr has Artificer armor and Power Fist, and the other four Galvor back are just naked. Uh, then I took a land raider. They, they're literally naked because they're demon possessed. Michael, why are you giggling? Because they're demon possessed, so the the armor becomes their skin. So they're not wearing any armor at that point because it's their literal skin. So they are actually naked. Naked. So anyway, so for heavy support, I got a land raider squadron with just a, a single land raider Phobos with dozer blade and armored ceramite, and that's the primary detachment. Then for allies, I took for the HQ. I took heralds. So when you take heralds, it's one choice, but you can get up to four heralds, I believe. So I just took for one HQ choice, took two heralds. So I have a herald of Zinch with mastery level three with a lesser reward and a greater reward. The lesser reward, you're pretty much always going to trade in for the uh, ether uh, blade, which is an AP2 at initiative close combat weapon. It's pretty good. Um, then the second herald is a herald of corn with lesser reward and greater reward. Same thing there. Trade that lesser reward in for the Ether Blade. Uh, then for troops, for the Allied Detachment, I have 16 Blood Letters of Corn. Uh, one of them is upgraded to the Blood Reaper, which is basically a sergeant. Um, and then I have 18 Pink Horrors of Zinch, and one of them is up, upgraded to the Iridescent Horror, which is uh, basically its sergeant. So this list comes to 2488, so he has a few points to mess around with. So the characters go with the Terminators. So Lorgar, Erebus, and Corferon all go with the Tartarus. Um, Lorgar can choose his powers. So you choose Levitate as one of the powers. And then you choose Misfortune as another one of his powers. That way you could fly around fast and don't need a transport. Then you can cast Misfortune on whatever you land near and shoot the crap out of them with Rending Bolter Fire. I don't know exactly what demons you own, so I just threw in some as a placeholder that seemed cool. The squad sizes correspond to the sacred numbers of the gods. So, Korn's sacred number is 8. That's why there's 16 blood letters. It's a multiple of 8. And Zinch's sacred number is 9. That's why there's 18 pink horrors. It's multiple of 9. Uh, the Galvorback go in the Land Raider. I dig it. No deep striking Galvorback. Like people really like to do nope. yep so they basically the galvorback and the tactical marines drive around in their transports and then lorgar all the characters and the terminators levitate around the board um 
And I mean, you're guaranteed levitate as as far as getting the power. Uh, you may not be guaranteed to cast it every turn. But the way levitate works is you move your normal move, which is six inches. Then in the shooting, or then in the psychic phase, which happens before the shooting phase, you can redeploy your model's twelve inches, basically. Uh, you you move ignoring all terrain intervening models. So you basically just get to pick them up and move them twelve inches. So that's basically eighteen inches of movement. Now after you do this movement, you can't assault. So what you can do though is, like I said, you cast misfortune right after you levitate, and then all the bolters that all the terminators have, all the bolter fire, and the bolt pistols and shit that the characters have. Um, but whatever unit you cast that on, everything firing at that unit gains a rending. So you, you can literally drive around with your two tactical squads and then levitate the uh, the Terminators up there and then just unload on them with like 20 rapid-firing tactical marines and Terminators and all that shit will gain a rending. That's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty funny. Then he still has a third power he can pick. He can pick whatever he wants. A good one would be... I forget the name of the divination power that does it. It's for it's either forewarning or foreboding. I can't remember which one. It's the one that gives you a counterattack and allows you to overwatch at full ballistic skill. So the reason that's funny is whatever the closest unit is to you, you cast Misfortune on and shoot the shit out of it by rending bolter fire. And then if it lives, the next turn they're likely, if especially if it's an assault unit, they're likely to assault into you. So then when they assault into you, you get to overwatch them at full ballistic skill and all, all your bolters will rend because that power will still be stuck on them. And then when they finally make it into combat, you have counterattacks, so you get all your bonus attacks if you charge them anyway. I'm just trying to imagine what a levitating unit of space marines looks like. Like, do their feet they dangle? They fly through the air, bro. Like she like, like the air. Like that's that's just like I just imagine Lorgars come with me, sons, and then just I'm gonna like, imagine that giant demonic disembodied hands, just like a big red like devil claw that's cut off the wrist that's disembodied, like a bunch of them. However many guys are in the squad. So in this case eleven, descend down and grab them by the scruff of the neck, like a mom cat carries its kittens <laughs> and it picks them up and just moves them across the battlefield and sets them back down. So, I, that's cool. I imagine it's like the Nimbus Cloud from Dragon Ball Z that goes under all of each of them, and it's like just a little red Nimbus Cloud, and all of the Space Marines are cruising around on little Nimbus Clouds during levitation, and like Lorgar is like concentrating on making sure that they each have their own cloud, and it's kind of scary because like it's a fucking cloud and it really shouldn't hold you. But they trust Lorgar so much that they just go with it. And then their bolters turn into like super blessed bolters as they're flying on their little Nimbus clouds. Like little Gohan head. And and Goku. And Goten. So. Cool. Really like how you changed up his list. Uh, when I played him, he was running Lorgar and Erebus in the Land Raider. Uh, so taking them out and putting the Galvor back in the Land Raider, which he was deep-striking the Galvor back in. And I believe that they did not come in turn two like they are supposed to. I believe they didn't come in until turn three or four uh, because of misroll. So having them starting on the table and in an assault vehicle uh, is a pretty good little upgrade to the army. And then just having a fucking Nimbus Cloud or 
giant demon claw hand lifting levitating Lorgar running around. It's pretty fucking different. Well, all the demon allies that he has can deep strike. Don't yeah. forget that. Oh, yeah. Demons just have deep strike. So. Cool list. Cool list. I've always wanted to see what you'd do with some uh, some demon ally list. So. What's the next one? Next one is labeled Some List Advice from Edge of Empire. Oh. Oh, Edge of Empire podcast. It says, hey guys, you probably hear this all the time, but I'm a long-time listener, first-time writer. I am Michael. I have my own tiny horse heresy podcast here in England called The Edge of Empire, but we are tiny minnows on the scene. We do run a rather good, if I say so, event in Durham, a narrative gaming weekend called Company of Legends, which is awesome because it's fully catered and residential. Anyway, I'm writing in for some thoughts on the Space Wolves I am working on. I tend to game for fun and fluff of it rather than trying to win. I have a bunch of drop pods left over from my 40k Space Wolves, 7 or 8 of them, plus 2 Deathstorm pods with missiles. So I want to do Orbital Assault, plus I think Space Wolves dropping from the sky is fucking awesome. The list I have in my mind for my first 2K is as follows. Praetor from Kalth, Centurion with early Crusade honors, Terminator 5 and Cataphracty armor, all power, all ar- armed with power axes, bar one who has a chain fist and a Reaper autocannon on them. The Praetor would go with them. A Contemptor with ch- chain fist, graviton gun, and a heavy bolter. He's already painted up, and he would be in a Dreadclaw. Then he wants five, nine veterans, sergeant with a commie plasma and a power fist in a in AA. What's AA? Artificer armor. Artificer armor, man. Remember, remember, like early Eye of Horus, Michael couldn't, or was it Michael or Tim that couldn't say artificer? And so you, every time they Michael, to, Michael can say artificer. So every time he would like say artificer, it would like be this like struggle. That you'd have to listen to every podcast episode. He'd be Artificer, Ar- Ar- Arfa Sister. Remember that shit? Uh, good times. I missed the I Have Horrors podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's a shame it's not around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. Uh, then he has a I, We're going to get hate mail. We're going to get a hate fucking voicemail next episode, guaranteed. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, he's got a plasma gun, Vexilla, and Nuncio Vox, plus melt bombs and a drop pod. These Centurion would go with these guys. Not sure which tactic to use on them, though. Would go marksmen, but being in a pod, they don't need outflank. Three squads of ten gray hunters, three in drop pods, all with two combi plasma, Vexilla, and Nuncio Vox. The rest of the guys would have bolters, all Huskarls with melt bombs and artificer armor. One Huskarl would be would have a frost weapon, one a lightning claw and one a thunder hammer. I'm giving the bolter, giving them bolters because I figure that they will want to do some shooting in the turn when they arrive and can't charge. You're right, and then if you get charged, you just fucking counterattack. Uh, two yep. deathstorm drop pods with drop pod la- assault and missile launchers already painted. What I have currently consists of painted up. He's got a. You don't have to read all this. Just gotcha. skip to the end of that and read it. Yeah. Blow. He says, I still need to grab the Kalth Praetor. I had ordered the Space Wolves Praetor, but my order was canceled when the model was withdrawn from sale. So that's that's actual <laughs> fucking proof right there. I've like seen speculation that that's what happened, but it seems like that actually did happen where people had their order for the Praetor and it got pulled because the banana fur. 
So crazy. Well, amongst other things, amongst having other things. disembodied soldiers floating in their hand, not having grips <laughs> that go through the hand, having let's not get into it. Demon bolters. Anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead. He says, "So, what do you think?" As I said, I just want an entire army that's fun to play. I don't care if it gets wiped off the board every game. Just that I get some enjoyment out of playing it, and my opponent will have a fun game too. I'm aiming to get 2,000 done by the summer. <sighs> Got a yawn that came out. Why of are you yawning? I've been up since lists. 5 in the fucking morning. <laughs> I stayed up last night super fucking late. <laughs> you know, doing lists for this show, and I'm up again, and you're the one fucking yawning. I'm so Quit tired. It. So bored from all the lists. Uh, <laughs> just play it. And then build it up to 3K by our second 2018 Company of Legends event in September. I'm not playing in that as I'm running it, and hosts never get to play. But I'm hoping for games in the evenings. Hope you guys are good. Keep up the good work. And always look forward to your episodes dropping into my podcast app. Powerful Michael Botterill. Botterillo. Botterillo. Okay. So... Here's what I did. Kill it. I did not write him a list because I've written, I think, six fucking Orbital Assault Space Wolf lists. Okay. So enough. I just wrote, I wrote, I sent him the six lists that I've already written for other people. Um, and then this is the email I sent with it. So I said, okay, we'll talk about your list at email next show. I lied about that. That was like a show and a half ago or two shows because of the way it's worked. But we're talking about it now. So only half lied. Yeah, I will just do some unit breakdowns and talk about units I think work well in pods and things to avoid. I've already done around a dozen Orbital Assault Space Wolf armies, uh, so from my personal perspective, it's pretty much been fully explored, so I will paste all those lists below and let you mix and match elements from them. Uh, you, you look to have everything that uh, are in most of the lists that I built, so you should be able to make any combination you want. The thing with Space Wolves is no matter what you do, uh, any at anything over 2k, you end up having to take three characters, which will usually be a wolf lord, uh, at least one priest, and then something else. Uh, then you have to take your mandatory two gray slayers. Uh, then you're going to have to buy them all transports, which in this case will be dropped. Then you need to look for some anti tank and some anti flyer options, uh, and decide if you want a lord of war or not. Uh, when you go orbital assault with them, things get even more limited. This leads to a lot of elements in any list being the same as there's only so much you can do, so many things you can switch up. Uh, real quick before you hear it on the show and surprised by it, I'm not a fan of Death Storm Drop Pods rules-wise. They're a fairly cool model, and the fluff is neat, but they're just about the most boring unit to play and are pretty shitty to boot. <laughs> I would uh, recommend only ever using one max. Uh, once again, I will get more in-depth on the show. Uh, anywhere you hear the list that I've done, and like I said, I will go over some strats in detail on the show. So I sent him uh, Shane Styles Space Wolf list. I'm just going to read the names of the list, so if you guys can look in the list library and see the list I sent him. Uh, Alistair, uh, Drop Space Wolves 3000, uh, Chase Space Wolf Orbital Assault 3500, Eric Ness Space Wolves, Nicholas Space Wolves Orbital. So those are the ones that I sent him. And I've done some more that aren't in the list library that I've just done for friends. But like I said, they're all fairly similar because there's only so much you can do. Space Wolves are very limiting and Orbital Assault's very limiting. So when you put them together, 
it's uh, fairly hard to do. So here's some tips and tricks on drop pods, especially with wolves. So you want you always want an odd number of pods, if possible. Like you really need to strive to do that. And the reason that is is it gives you that extra bonus pod on turn one. So, for example, if you have six drop pods in your army, you get three. Or if you can just fit one more pod in, you'll get four turn one, which is a big deal. Because because you're only getting half your army to go against your opponent's full army, and you're you're relying on having a really good alpha strike to balance that out, you want to put as many... You want to make it as lopsided as possible on what you get in. So you want to go odd number of pods. In a full orbital assault list, try to make it to seven drop pods if you can sometimes that that's impossible um just because you're running expensive units or whatever maybe a primark death star that's fine uh, um if you're going to run five in a normal assault list i highly recommend one, one of those five be something like a charybdis or uh anvilises because they're tougher um and the charybdis obviously holds like a big unit like a really big blob unit to stay alive um you also are going to want some anti-tank uh, to take out because the thing with orbital assault because you can't take your own tanks or your own super heavy really the Lord of Wars you're limited to um, unless you're playing a, a billion points and you can afford a Thunderhawk or a uh, Stormbird the Lord of War you're pretty much limited to is your Primark where you can put it in a pod because you can't really take any of the super heavy tanks or anything like that just because it's disallowed by the the right of war the other thing you can do is take a suborbital wing which is pretty good um, you can do Avengers or do Lightnings or something like that for some really good anti-tank. Um, the reason I don't like the Death Storm, it's it's just not very very good. It doesn't really hit very hard. The way the, the way the weapons are designed on it, you're usually only going to get to shoot two or three of them, and the other ones are going to be pointing off the board or pointing in areas of the battlefield that can't can't see. Um, because it's a mobile, um, and it's open topped. If your opponent just assaults it with even just crack grenades or whatever, they auto-hit it, and then they, they just need to fish for sixes and get three sixes, and it dies. And because it doesn't move and can't move away, they get once they touch it, they fight it in every assault phase, even your own, where normally a tank could just drive away. So it's really easy to destroy. Um, they also, like I said, they're just boring to play. Like, you place it, whatever turn it comes in, and you scatter it, and then it just sits there. <laughs> You can't move it. It doesn't fight an assault. It doesn't really do anything. You just roll, you know, a couple dice to shoot it every turn. So it's fairly boring to play with and against. Um, and by the time you upgrade it to have the orbital assault rule, which you really need to do, it's almost it's like not very many points less than just taking a tactical squad. Uh, or a tactical support squad in a drop pod. And then you actually get a fun unit to move around and can actually score objectives and do things. So that's kind of how I feel about them. Uh, uh, I guess we'll talk about that later. If you have, like, super dedicated assault units, like, uh, say you took, like, cataphractes that just have, like, um, close combat weapons, they don't re- and they just have their combi bolters, they don't really have a lot of shooting... If you have the points and the models, um, put them in, in anvilises or charybdises um, because they come in and they can hide in those for a turn and then just hide in there and let the drop pod absorb all the fire um, and jink. And then if uh, 
if it lives, it's a bonus. If it doesn't, no big deal. They've still wasted a bunch of fire to get your guys out. But if it lives, then you actually get to move it six inches, then get, get out six inches and assault to get deeper into the lines or go after targets that have tried to run away. Um, it's a really good option. A, a really, really, really good unit that I, I put in, in literally every drop pod list I write will have this unit in it um, until it, you know... And it, you know, it's just something you pretty much I think is a must-have in a drop pod army. Is a machine killer vet squad with a bunch of combi meltas slash melta guns. Um, it's just a must-have unit. If somebody has something really devastating, like a unit of three medusas or whatever in the backfield that you just absolutely have to delete on, on the turn that you arrive and you can't like wait a turn to try to assault it or whatever, like that unit will get the job done. Shooting ten strength nine AP one guns. Um, all you need to do is get a, you know, like on a Spartan or something like that. All you really need to do is get one or two sixes on all those dice and you'll get some, you know, then all you need to do is roll like a, a single five plus to blow it up. Or is it a four up? It's plus two be a five up. Um, but even on a four up, you're immobilized. Yeah. It punches way over its weight limit on that one. Yeah, it's just it's just something you you really need. And then if they don't have anything, like the same thing, if they have an Imperial Knight or whatever, it's just a really good unit to have. And then if for whatever reason they don't have like a really good target for where you don't need Machine Killer, like what just normal melta guns will do, you can always because you get to pick your vet ability at the beginning of the game, you can always just go Marksman and then still come in nuke something with the combi melters just using the melta rule, and then uh, afterwards fall back on your, you know. Just uh, sniper sniper bolters, yeah. So that that's little little tips and tricks there. And then, like I said, I sent you all those lists, so you should have plenty of options to pick through and see what um, I've done. Yeah, man, I was kind of wondering because when you said you sent him all those lists, I was like, huh. I was like, what are you gonna do about these uh, Death Storm that he clearly has in his list? But I get it. I wouldn't run both. Like, like I said, it's one of those units that you can get away with one of them. It's no big deal. I just, I think that running two in every list, like it, it for, it'll just get old. Like for me, it would get really old. Like it, it's just they're kind of like I said, they're kind of a boring unit, and they're not very good. <laughs> they're like that that like unit that every once in a while will just get like really lucky, but you can't count on them ever. I ran one with my Raven Guard a long yeah. time ago. It wasn't great. You just couldn't count on it. I tried to use it to balance the difference between uh, getting, like, I tried to use it to balance the, to push me over that edge to get more drop pods in. But at the end of the day, just yeah, like but you I, said. I think I even told you, I was like, why don't you just take a tactical sports squad or a normal tactical squad? And with a drop pod, it's only like 20 points more or whatever. Yeah. And I was, you know, it's like one of those things. It's like, oh yeah, but I could put it in their backfield, and they have to deal with it. And you're like, well, they have to deal with the tax squad too. It's like, god damn it, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and the tax squad can fucking score. Score, so, yeah, yeah. Learn my lesson with those guys. They're cool. They're cool. Like looking, I like that. And nobody plays them, but there's also a reason. So. Anyway, dig it. What's the next list? Uh, um, I just sent it through. It is called... Li- the, 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 it is impressively titled 
list review. Nice. By Jake Newcomb. Or Newcomb. Newcomb, Newcomb, Newcomb. I'm going to say Newcomb. With an E on the end. Newcomb. I don't think you pronounce the E. It's probably silent. Jake Newcomb. Newcomb. Powerful Jake Newcomb. Newcomb. <laughs> I'm going to say it like an African warlord. Jake Newcomb. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey guys, I know you are a lot. You lot are super busy with Heresy Camp and Ryan. You're buried under list, so feel free to stick this one on the back burner if you got too much on your plate. That said, I'm looking for some advice on effective but not whack Sons of Horus Orbital Assault Force. I really like the consciousness, uh, conciseness of what I have written up so far. But that said, I'm worried having just five units in a dread and 2,500 points is kind of silly. I've considered maybe splitting the vet squad so they can alpha strike more than one, than more than two targets. Obviously, the characters run the smaller reaver squad, run with the smaller reaver squad. Really, do what you want to the list. Theme wise, the only thing I want to stick with to is the whole force has to be able to deploy from orbit, drop pods, flyers, teleporting, whatever. Also, I apologize for the weird formatting, battle scribe, and flicks on veterans. Keep trucking, boys, and Ryan, stay in your lane. Man, I haven't heard that in a while. Stay in your lane. I printed this army list off, and the veterans took up a single page. <laughs> and the army and the army list was eighteen pages long. God bless Battle Scribe. I think I think it was this one. Anyway, so what'd you do, or do you want me to read off the list? What I do? Oh, it's up to you. Go ahead and read. It I off. wouldn't because it's eighteen pages long. <laughs> so. Uh, the list that I came up with for him is uh, Malager's the Twisted as an HQ, and he's taking right or orbital assault. So Malager's unlocks Reavers and Veterans as troops. So uh, it's already really good for orbital assault. Like he's a really good uh, character for orbital assault. Plus he crashed and bur burned in a drop pod, so it's kind of funny to put him back in a drop pod and imagine him like all being all nervous and like, shit, PSD'd out. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So, God damn it, we've gotten two more lists just since we've been recording the second night. Just so you know. Fuck um. <laughs> so for troops, I took a fifteen man uh, Reaver squad because you can take them up to fifteen man, which is pretty cool. Uh, twelve of the guys have chain axes. Uh, two of the guys have power weapons. I would make those axes, but you can make them whatever you want. Uh, the chieftain has a power fist, so. If my hillbilly math adds that up correctly, that's 15. So that's all their close combat weapons. Then on the shooting side, uh, two of them have melted guns, and 11 of them have Volkite chargers. So I don't know why. Maybe I ran out of points or something. But anyway, that only adds up to 13. So I don't know where the other two shooting weapons went, but whatever. Uh, so anyway, you got that big Reaver squad. Malagurst will go with these guys. Uh, for the second troop's choice... Uh, I took 10 uh, machine killer vets. All 10 of them have combi meltas, including the sergeant. They are in a drop pod. Remember what I just talked about, machine killer vets in the last list? Bam. Uh, yes, I do. For the, for the third troop's choice, I have a, another 10-man veteran squad. Uh, two of them have combi meltas. Two of them have power weapons. The sergeant has a power weapon. And they are taking marksmen. 
and they are in a drop pod. So that's your three troop choices. Uh, for elites, I have an apothecary with artificer armor. It's going to go with the 15 reavers and Malagurst. So that's going to be a 17-man unit. Uh, for the second elite's choice, I have five Just Aaron Terminators. Uh, they all five have combi weapons. You can make these Melta or Plasma, depending like whatever you feel like doing. Uh, two of them have Lightning Claws, and three of them have Chain Fist, and they are in a dedicated Anvilus Pattern Dreadfall. Um, for the third elite's choice, I have a Contemptor Cordis Dreadnought. Love it that. has a Chain Fist with a Melta gun in it and a Dreadnought Close Combat Weapon with a Melta gun in it, and it is in a Dreadnought Drop Pod. Then for Fast Attack, I have a Javelin Landspeeder. The Javelin has a Multi-Melta and a Twin Link Cyclone. For the second Fast Attack choice, I have another identical Javelin, so Pendle Mountain Multi-Melta, Twin Link Cyclone. Uh, for Heavy Support, I have a Charybdis. So the Charybdis is where the giant-ass Reaver Squad and Malagurst and the Apothecary go. Don't forget Malagurst Banner makes that unit fearless, which is really good. Uh, then for the last, the final uh, heavy support choice, I have a Fire Raptor gunship. And it has, the missiles are upgraded to Hellstrikes, so they're not Chinese fireworks. <laughs> and the uh, ball turrets on the side are Reaper autocannon batteries. So that's the list. Very cool. Powerful Fire Raptor in there. Is there ever a time where you'd run heavy bolters on the Fire Raptor? I mean. In in 40K. Okay. <laughs> 10-4? In, in 40K because you always wound shit on fives or sixes regardless of what it is because of their goofy rules. And the way twin linked works, you just, it's not re-roll to hit. It's just roll extra sh shots so it rolls a bajillion dice. So it's like the one of the best flyers in the game over in 40k. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Because, you know, heavy bolters should wound the same dice roll as auto cannon most of the time. <laughs> math, man. Math. Cool list, man. Uh, I would have definitely forgot about Malgahurst Banner, so I'm glad that you mentioned that. Because I yeah, I think like it adds the combat resolution and then gives a fearless bubble. I think it's a six-inch fearless bubble, so obviously his unit will fall under it. So, yeah, diggity diggity, very cool. Ready for the next one? Yup. The next one is Sisters of Silence. List help, please. It's from Aunt Evans. Oh, powerful Aunt Evans. I already sent him this list, but... Did you send him your list or the original list that I sent you? Because I have the original list. Uh, I sent him the list that you sent me. Okay. So it says, Evening all, greetings from ye old England. Hope you're all well and dandy and all that jazz. Pip pop that ooh. That oh? What oh? Recently, the 30K scene has exploded in our area, mainly due to the powerful Dan Porter leading the charge. However, as I've managed to acquire a fair bit of power armor, I fancy something different in the form of Talons of the Emperor. Now, before you judge me a cheese monkey, I'm looking for a pure sister's force. As I've heard you guys mention on your podcast, so this is where I'm looking for your fine gentleman's help. So I currently have the following. Bugger all. Yep, Blake Canvas. I like the Flash Gordon-style transport, though. 
The local players are either two and a half or three thousand. So a list I could simply drop five hundred off, so that could be used as cannon fodder for attorney practice. That'd be great. Keep up the good work, gents, and thank you for the hours of content that you produce. The amount of times that I've had to stop painting because I've been laughing so much I've lost count. Thanks in advance for this, and give Dan a shout as he is the man. Cheers, Ant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Powerful fucking Dan. So the list I sent him, I actually sent him what I'm currently running. So it's not the list you sent me, I don't think. But I thought I did send him that. Well, list. here, let me read my list because you've already sent him the other list. I'll read off my list and then he can choose between the two. Okay, go. So my list I have for HQ, a Sisters of Silence Oblivion Knight Centura. She is armed with a Paragon Blade on top of her standard war gear, which I believe is already a two up, four up. So she's pretty good. Um, for 95 points, she's really baller. So for the second HQ, I have a, another identical unit and the reason that is is because you only get what three sisters unit for every hq so you pretty much have to take multiple hqs if you're running a full sisters force so that's why i did that um so then for troops i have 10 sisters of silence vigilators uh they are the ones with the swords and they are in a charon pattern acquisitor and then i have another unit that's identical then I have another unit that's identical. Then I have another unit that's identical. So that's four Sword Sister squads, all in Inquisitors. If you'd rather mix it up with Bolt Pistol ones or Bolter ones or whatever, that's fine. The Sword ones are actually the most expensive, so this list will work if you want some variety in there. Just sprinkle in whatever you want, and your points are going to be fine. Uh, for heavy support, I have ten Sisters of Silent Seekers. All ten of them have grenade launchers, and they are in a Charon pattern Inquisitor. And then I have another squad for heavy support that is identical to that. So another 10 Sisters of Silent Seekers, all with grenade launchers, and they are in a Charon Pattern Inquisitor. So that's the six sister units. So you would need the two HQs, which I have. Then for Lord of War, I took a suborbital strike wing <laughs> that consists of not one, not two, but three. Yes, count them three. Uh, Avenger Strike Fighters. Uh, so all three of them have Battle Server Control. All three of them have, have the Kraken Missiles. So the reason you run these is because the list has virtually no, no anti-tank in it. So these are basically all of your anti-tank. You did, did you do anything so to I know people Or no? No. Okay. Just base. Oh, I think... Uh, the ones that go with the Grenade Launcher Sisters have multi meltas, and then the four that go with the Sword Sisters I left with the autocannons. Okay. Or whatever the cannon array is. But like I said, this is just like kind of a placeholder. Um, I would definitely leave the Grenade Launchers in, and I would definitely leave the Crusaders in, and I would definitely run the two HQs, because you have to. The four troops slots, you can... Um, like I said, make them any of the variety you want. I picked the most expensive one as a placeholder. I actually like the Sword Sisters the best because I think the models are baller. They're my favorite want looks wise. That's why I put just kind of spammed them out with the giant swords. Um, but you can run them, like I said, with the bolters or bolts if you want. And the reason I didn't take any of the HQ ones or any of that is just because I wanted four scoring units. So that's why I st stuck with 
these and as opposed to the elite ones. I don't think the elite ones are bad. I think they're a fine unit. But if you're gonna if you want to run something like that, I would drop the grenade launchers to run one of those other units. I would keep four standard sister units just for objectives. Dig it. If you want to go to three thousand, I'm kind of confused on how to do that. Uh, simply because, well, not really. You'd have to add in another HQ choice because you, you have to have it uh, to, to run any more sisters units. So you'd basically throw in another HQ choice and then take... What I'd probably do at that point to go to 3,000 is throw in another HQ and then uh, throw in one of the Elite's sister unit or whatever just so, for some variety and put them in an Acquisitor as well. Dig it. And then the two... The two characters, you can put them in any unit because all your units max out at 10, but the Inquisitor holds 12, correct? Yes. Yeah, so you can put them in any of the units in this army list to your heart's content. I would probably just put them in with some Sword Sisters. Dig it. Do you have any tips, pointers for that? You've actually played it. Uh, so the list I run is a little different. Um, it's... So it's Janesha Kroll, who's fucking pretty fucking beast on the table. Uh, getting her in there is pretty fun. She's a fun sister to play. Uh, Was that, how many points is she? She's not that expensive. She's like one thirty-five, one fifty altogether. One fifty for okay. So you need to come up with you need to come up with fifty-five points in my list to run her. Um, so. If somebody wants to do that, you could mess it around. Or if you, like I said, if you go up to 3,000, you could throw her in as your one character and then throw in another unit. You can also to get drop, up to 3,000. You can drop, the, like what I did was to to get her in there, instead of running 10-man sister squads, I started, I dropped them down to nine. Because I, I didn't really think you, you needed that 10. It's like, it, it wasn't to fit people in the Inquisitor because they fit 12 people. It was to move points around. And I don't, you know... It does unit doesn't yeah, make sense, but nine is fine. Uh, it does yeah. the, pretty much the job you need to get done. Um, so I ran Janesha Kroll. I ran a Sisters of Silence, Oblivion Knight, Sinchera. Uh, she's rocking Paragon Blade. Uh, then I have uh, nine Sisters of Silence Vigilators. Uh, they have a breaching charge in the unit, which has come in handy. Uh, they're in the Karen Pattern Acquisitor with Twin Link Multi Melta Upgrade. So I took that unit three times. Uh, the reason why I take a breaching charge is just so I can deal with dreadnoughts. Pretty much the only reason why, uh, if I get caught in combat with a dreadnought, that's my last hope before fucking. I have used a breacher charge precisely four times. All four times it's missed and scattered back on top of me. So, <laughs> so yeah. The, the 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 last game I used the breaching charge was against the Morrow Gall dreadnought, and it did exactly. It laughed what it, at it. <laughs> uh not with its ah not with its minus one uh uh what do you call it? Uh minus one armor value because it's a demon. So it it blew it up. It did what it was supposed to. So Okay. So anyway, so I took three of those units with breaching charges. Uh all in Karen pattern acquisitors, all have twin link multi meltas. Uh the multi meltas running around on the acquisitors is uh, pretty fucking terrifying for your opponents. So it's it's not so much that they do a lot. I mean, uh, like every Leviathan I've ever played, 
against with its fucking armored ceramite just laughs it the fuck off but when you start putting strength eight on people's asses because these things can fly around wherever the fuck they want uh people start getting real nervous i think you could probably get away with the same thing with the auto cannons but i don't know man it's that that multi I, I have like i said i have a mix i have a mix in this list there's four with the auto cannons two with the multi melter but you could i think it's a free upgrade right so you can mix and match your heart's content uh I don't know. It, the, the altogether, the Inquisitor is one twenty five with the Twin Link Multi Melt upgrade. So yeah, it's free. It's a free okay. upgrade. Yeah, it's so. a free swap. So you can mix and match to your heart's content. Yeah, trying to explain people where that Multi Melt is kind of weird, but you know, so is the missile launchers. I can't find the missile launchers on that unit either. Just like you can't find the multi laser on the little new Rhino guy. It just doesn't. You can't find it somewhere. But they're the little. There's like little holes or ports built into the hull, isn't there? Like little holes. On the Inquisitor? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the autocannon. Like, pretty sure that's the autocannon. The autocannon is the chain gun that's at the bottom that replaces the multi-milta. Yeah. I thought there was, like, I thought there was little holes on the side, like, literally built into the side that look like intake ports, but they're, like, torpedo tubes that shoot missiles. I Uh, thought. I have to look. I have to look. Me and Derek looked over the models, and we couldn't find where missiles would come out. So, um, I'll look again, though. We, I probably was looking, thinking these were intake ports, but anyway, uh, so I took three of the sisters of silence village vigilators, uh, just sword running sisters. Uh, then I took a sisters of silence, oblivion Knight cadre. Uh, there's 10 of those girls and they're the Raptor guard cadre. Uh, so those are the ones that I'll be rolling with, uh, Janesha or break it up and roll it with your, uh, sisters of silence, oblivion Knight Sinchera. Cause I mean, they're just, they're, they're not great. They're beef sticks because they're weapon skill five, strength five. They're, or no, strength four, doing what they got to, but hitting on threes, wounding on fours. It's pretty nice. Uh, then I took a second Sisters of Silence, uh, Oblivion Knight Squadron, uh, nine sisters this time. Uh, and it, both of them are in Inquisitors. Uh, unlike Ryan's list, I only have one squad of the Grenade Launcher Sisters. Uh, I will say that they do come in as handy as Ryan has explained. Like they are a fucking handy fucking unit with all those blast templates coming out of nowhere. Uh, especially if you're playing against somebody with a psychers, cause then you can get Erebus and Lorgar. One well, it's time. funny to hammer somebody with blast for like two or three turns. And then they forget that they can just shoot straight crack grenades too. And then they'll fuck up and turn a fucking predator side onto you or whatever. Then you're like, aha streak six. And then they're like, ah, God damn it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, so the the four games I've used them, the first game I played them as strength three on the blast, and that was wrong. Uh, and so they didn't do shit. And then they got quad quad mortared and just fucking ruined. Like, unfortunately, there's nothing they could do at that point. Uh, and then second game I played them, they killed Lorgar and Erebus. Uh, and then they were still unloading their blast on just tax squads. And so they were just dealing out fuckloads of wounds. And then uh, the third game I played them, I was lucky that I got to play against Solar Ox. And when you have that many Solar Ox bunched up, they're just unloading fucking tons of wounds with all those blast markers. Ten blast markers is just like, you just it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but he, he should have made a lot of save because he gets to re-roll his armor save because he has Void Hardened Armor, which he probably forgot about. It was the Flamer squad, the Flamer section, but he may have actually. All Solar all solar ox have void hardened armor where you get to re-roll against blast. I want to say he did. I want to say he did re-roll. But I mean you still are going to lose a decent amount of guys. 
Yeah, it was a fuckload of wounds. I think it was like 27 wounds or something like that. But yeah, uh, and then uh, just like Ryan took suborbital strike wing with uh, three Crusade Avengers, uh, with the Kraken and the uh, with the Battle Servitor control everything. I mean, every game I've played, they've not like they've come in taking out big tanks. And then for the rest of the game, I just don't have to worry about it. So they do exactly what they're supposed to. They're ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> there's like they're almost demoralizing if you get them on turn two. The the only problem I have with them is there's no reserve manipulation in sisters. So you're just kind of hoping that they come in on turn two. But if they do come on turn two, they do their fucking work, and then your opponent's just kind of like, well, fuck, <laughs> that thing's dead. That well, thing's the dead, that the thing. other a huge drawback to them is it when they come in on turn two if your opponent if you've went first and they come in on turn two and then your opponent goes second and then rolls in his fire after he can easily shoot down three Avengers. all three of them yeah yeah they're pretty fragile they're just two whole points um they're armor 12 on the front which is great but they're armor 10 on the side and the rear so and don't let that little stub around the back fool you it doesn't do shit well, yeah, I, I've <laughs> tried and tried to fly over the top of lightnings, and then when I'm behind them and our asses are facing each other, shoot them in the ass with a stubber, stubber yeah. <laughs> and just try to get like a whole point off of them. Like that's my goal in life is to kill something with the stubber, and I've never been able to do it. But it's it's literally every time I like seriously concentrate on that event happening. Like I always like pay super close attention for that type of setup. Because the only flyers that have armor ten facings are other Avengers. Uh, um, is the Zyphon eleven all the way around, or is it ten on the back as well? I think it's eleven all the way around. Um, so I think it's just the lightning and the thunderbolt, maybe the Arvis. and the the Arvis and the Avenger that are armor ten on one of the facings. <laughs> such a and just hope that you get that last whole point yeah then, i'm i, I want to find a one whole point lightning somewhere and then jump over it and then shoot the stubber at him and go do you want a jake do you want a jake for my stubber <laughs> and that one yeah. pilot finally gets his notch man <laughs> he finally gets it's so notch. bad because it, it only hits on fours against other flyers because your ground trackies don't kick in it only <laughs> hits on fours and it's three shots and then it needs sixes and it's facing fucking backwards and it don't and it, you need sixes just to glance armor ten. It's so fucking bad, <laughs> man. But if you ever got that, like if I if I ever killed something like that, you guarantee I guarantee I would put a little skull under that little that little window. Yeah, like poof. I would too. That's the plan. But oh man, fuck yes. All right, so, yeah. we got two lists. We we fucking waste enough time. We got two lists to do, and then I can go to bed. Okay, what's the next list? It's from Spencer Molds, and it says Iron Warriors, 2,500-point list. Powerful Spencer. Let's see what he says. Spencer Molds, Iron Warriors, 2,500 list. Hi, Ryan Spencer here from the Crusader Host and the Phosphex Party Podcast. <laughs> the Crusader Host is our Patreon group, so <laughs> that's who those guys are. First up, just want to tell you guys how much I enjoy your show. Well, we enjoy you, Spencer. Some great inspiration, and it has certainly been instrumental in getting me super hard for heresy. 
Dan, Sir Coxman, has also been an instrument in this regard. Man, dude, people just sucking off Dan on this podcast. It's okay. He's a great guy. Uh, Years has been the first podcast I listen to on a regular basis. I've literally had to pull over from driving due to laughing so hard at some of the things Scott comes out with. (laughs) Me too, man. Me too. Anyway, on to my reason for emailing you. I'm currently working at my Iron Warriors Army that will be finishing at 2.5K with the option to 3K when needed. However, this army has been designed around a particular theme, and as a result, I do not use Perturabo. However, I would like to do so as I have the model that has been painted by another good friend of mine. So I'm coming at to you for some inspiration for my next Iron Warriors army. The idea here is to have a heavily Terminator-based army that has Perturabo leading the way. My idea is that the that this would mostly be a teleport force. To make it easier, these are my current thoughts and requirements. So he wants Perturabo, Terminators, Tyrant Siege Terminators, Leviathan Dreadnoughts, Melta Lance, Siege Claws, uh, a, with the intention of getting a drop pod to use in the list. Uh, okay. That wouldn't work out too well. Why? Oh, no. I'm, I'm thinking boarding force, but he said a teleport force. Okay. Yeah. Uh, perhaps Damocles. I would like the Fire Raptor, if at all possible, due to not my, not own one at the moment. Beyond that, I've not really had much to work on. The concept is that this would be a hammer strike kind of army with little to no ground forces in play. The Damocles would, I would imagine, as being pushed forward to assist with above army materializing. Perhaps some quad launchers, but that's not really a priority. Although I do own two. Buying new units isn't all much of an issue as there's no rush on the army. I just It's just my next brainchild for once my current army has hit its target. Look forward to hearing what you guys come up with. Keep up the excellent work. Kind regards. Spencer Molds, a.k.a. Conversion Wizard. So this was the easiest army list I've ever written for this show. Ba-ba-bam. Okay. I love it. It's so easy. I already had it in my head. It's like... He, he gave me the like he gave me the perfect setup. It's like it's like going up to Bryce Harper and having like the coach on a little league team throw the underhanded ball to him or putting a ball on a tee and asking him to hit a home run. It's pretty <laughs> fucking simple. Um, Knock it out the park, champ. Let's go, champ. So, for those of you who don't know who Bryce Harper is because you're not from this country, he's like one of the best baseball players in the world and was hitting like 400 plus foot home runs when he was 16. Yeah, he's uh, like a, a bowler. What you got? No, I'm just playing. I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bowler's a pitcher, so he's yeah. not like that at all. Um, so anyway, so you need a compulsory HQ choice because uh, he's running Pedrabo. So Pedrabo's going to take the right war uh, Pride of the Legion. Um, actually, let me check mark that right war because I did not. Where's it at? Nope, there it is. So Perturabo is your Lord of War because he said he wanted Perturabo. He's taking Pride of the Legion. So then for your compulsory HQ that you have to take, I took a Siege Breaker in Terminator armor, and he has a Chain Fist. He's in Cataphracty armor. For troops, I took a five-man Terminator squad. All five of them have combi weapons, so you can do Meltas or Plasma, your choice. I don't care. Uh, Sergeant has a Power Fist. Two dudes have Power Weapons. Uh, Two dudes have Chain Fists. I took that unit one, two, three, four, five times. 
Count them five times. Uh, then for heavy support, I took a 10-man Siege Tyrant squad. Uh, all 10 guys have Power Fists. Uh, uh, or sorry. Do, do, do. Mess that up. One, two. Four guys have Chain Fists, and the other uh, six have Power Fists, and no other upgrades. Uh, for the second heavy support slot, I have a Leviathan Pattern Dreadnought. It's ex armed exactly like he wanted it armed. Uh, Cyclonic Meltalance, uh, Torso Mounted Volkite Calivers, Armored Ceramite Phosphex Discharger, and Snippy Claw. And it is in a Dreadnought Drop Pod. Um, why didn't I mark the... Yeah, I did mark it. I don't know why it's not showing up there in the summary. Anyway, uh, then for the third and final heavy support slot, I have a Fire App. The Fire Raptor has autocannon batteries and Hellstrike missiles. And then, like I said, Pergarabo's the Lord of War. And that's exactly 3,000 points. If he wants to run the 2,500-point version of this, it's simply only five Siege Tyrants instead of ten. So it's basically just splitting the squad in half, and you drop one of the five Terminator squads. And it's like a right at 2,500 points. So it's just having the Siege Tyrants and dropping a single Terminator squad makes it 2500. Dig it. Uh, I feel like I've heard this list before. I feel like it's kind of like the list Josh used to run. But and it's Yeah, I think it is pretty fucking powerful. Like it's a it's a mean fucking list cuz it's so much heavy armor and heavy armor saves coming at you at one time and it just becomes overwhelming really quick because of the amount of strength ache that it can deal out everywhere. It's a solid yep, fucking it's pretty list. Brutal. It's a solid fucking list. The only thing like that could make it better would be to run it all as uh, black shields for strength 10. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't take Siege Tyrants per Robo. It's okay. You don't need them. Not when you got fucking strength 10 power fist and chain fist. But. Uh, first but turn. You can't get turn one yeah. reserves. Yep. With black shields. Last list. Well, Ooh. last one, and then we got two more fucking emails. I could sit here and do the other two on the show and just get them all done. Don't do it. Don't do that to yourself. What's the name? What's the what's the list? It is Expanding White Scar ZM List to 2.5K Points by Matthew Thomas. <laughs> Powerful Matt. Matt says... Hi guys, been playing for 30k for a year with Iron Warriors and your podcast has been invaluable in explaining the finer points and keeping me motivated to paint, etc. A couple weeks ago you mentioned the idea of starting out with a Zomortalis list and expanding it into a full army over time. This was all the excuse I needed to veer out of the direction in my new favorite legion, the Wetscaros. Blows my attempt at a decent Zomortalis list and 2500 points expansion of it. Any help and advice would be much appreciated. Uh, so everything's negotiable uh, since I own none of this. I do love those jet bikes, though. Thanks a lot, and see you at Heresy Camp. I purchased a five-day ticket last week. Oh, powerful, Matt. Love it. Coming to Heresy Camp, bring your white scars, buddy. Uh, so yep. I took a 750 Zomortalis list. What did you do, Ryan? Okay, so he actually wrote... His list, so his original list has a champion on foot, 
a Praetor on a jet bike, two six man or two three man jet or were they two three man jet bike squads, uh two I think they were like larger, like one was an eight and one was a nine man outrider squad, uh tactical support squad and a rhino with Volkite chargers, a single javelin and a, a single sicker inventor. So it's pretty funny because if you look at the format of this list, it's very similar to the last White Scar list we just did on the show, the one with the Assault Marines in it, only without the Assault Marines. But everything else is pretty close to the same. So that's why these sound so similar. It wasn't that I just like took the other list and went, hey, I like this. Let's just duplicate it. That's not Bubba what I did. It just, so happened that, <laughs> it just so happens that both guys, separate from each other, wrote similar lists, and I didn't want to drastically change their ideas, so they ended up kind of similar. So don't put that evil on me. Um, so I have a Praetor. He's got Rite of War, Chagorian Brotherhood. He's got a Bolt Pistol, Masscraft Paragon Blade, Melt Bombs, Cyberhawk, Scimitar Pattern Jet Bike. Um, same thing with this guy. You could drop him down to a standard Outrider bike if you wanted to. You, I, you actually had points in this list to not worry about it if you just want to model him on the jet bike because you think it looks cool. But... You can hear me talk about it in the previous list on, on why you may or may not want to do that. But anyway, so in this list, I threw him on the jet bike, but it doesn't really require it. Um, so for troops, uh, I have a six-man jet bike squad. The sergeant has power glaive and a single melt bomb. Hopefully, you never have to use that melt bomb. Once again, I just had the points to throw it on there. Uh, it would be the first thing I would cut if I needed points. Um, and two of the guys have Volkite Colvarens. So for the second troop's choice, I have another identical unit to that. So six-man squad, two of them have Volkite Covariant, Sergeant has Power Glaive and Melt Bombs. Uh, for the third troop's choice, I have a nine-man Outrider squad. The Sergeant has a Power Glaive. Uh, three of the guys in the unit have power weapons. I would make those axes, personally, but you make them what you want. All of those guys have Melt Bombs. For the fourth troop's choice, I have another nine-man Outrider squad. Sergeant has a power glaive. Three of them have power weapons. The entire squad has melt bombs For the fifth troop's choice, I have a 10-man tactical support squad. All 10 of them have Volkite chargers. Uh, they are in a Rhino with a pinnel-mounted multi-melta. For fast attack, I have a Javelin landspeeder with multi-melta, twin-link cyclone, and two hunter-killer missiles. Uh, for the next fast attack choice, I have an identical javelin. So a javelin, pinnel mounted multi melta, twin link cyclone missile launcher, 200 killer missiles. For the third fast attack slot, I have a Xiphon pattern interceptor. I didn't have the points for ground tracking, but what you could do is drop that Praetor down to a bike or drop the melta bombs off of the sergeants in the jet bike squads, which is probably what I would do, and put ground tracking on it. So probably do that. I think I'm going to do that right now, actually. <laughs> and then for... Um, yeah, so I'm going to do that right now. And then for heavy support, I have uh, a Sicker Inventor Tank Destroyer, just naked, and another Sicker Inventor Tank Destroyer, naked. Powerful anti-tank. That's it. That's exactly 2,500 points. Once I take these melta bombs off these Skyhunters surgeons sucks because i think i've already maybe i haven't emailing this list out yet i don't think i did i didn't fuck up i don't have a mistake to correct <laughs> he's hearing this for the first time so hooray 
That's it. That's all of it. I do want to say we got a lot of emails this week saying we make everybody laugh, which is good. I like that. I like making people laugh. So that flies in the face of everybody always telling us we talk too much shit and don't put out enough content, which makes me laugh because we just read like 22 fucking lists off and done his own house episode and a new player episode and all that. So apparently that's not content. Apparently we talk too much shit. But it seems like people like all of it, and it entertains us, so we're going to keep doing it. Yeah, so, man. Just throwing what, that out there. Once we don't have fun anymore, then what's the point? Do you know? What's the point at that point? But I wanted to read another message while we're on here and we're talking about that. Let's I'm, see. I'm notice. game, dude. Let's just, like... Messages. Let's just get into our Facebook Messenger. Let's see who's on there sending us messages right now. Uh, um... Who was it the other day that was talking about, we get so many messages, about being in his work truck, eating lunch with the windows down, listening to the podcast, and some stranger overheard us and was dying laughing in the vehicle next to him? You I remember miss, that? I missed that. I do not remember that, but <laughs> that makes me happy to hear Let that. Let me find the story here. Um... I'm super excited about these Radio Free Advance stickers. Oh, it says but... right here. He says, so I'm catching up listening to RFI on episode 87 while at work, sitting in the middle of the desert and listening through my truck cab. Hearing the ball stories, I'm laughing to myself, and I look over, and the guy eating his lunch in the truck next to me is convulsing with laughter about Ryan's kitchen ball smashing story. <laughs> he asks, what the fuck are we listening to? Since the radio doesn't drop so many F-bombs, I know it's not normal radio. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, yes. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, so Corey, Corey sent us that. <laughs> Don't bring your kids. Love it. Okay, I see that now. Powerful Corey in his powerful Superman shirt. He also oh, sent let's us answer this question live and in person. Uh, grab the Reaping Right of War, Michael. Okay, on the way. Age of Darkness? Yep. Go for it. I'll get there. Say, so in the Reaping Right of War, it should have a restriction on deep striking units. Okay, that's going to be page 72 in the... in your Age of Darkness book. Age so of Darkness. he says, I got a question about the Reaping Death Guard. Can I use a lightning fighter, uh, but it just can't deep strike and must come on using reserve deployment area, right? Based on how it's written, that's how I come up with. So he's wondering if, because it has the deep strike special rule, even if he doesn't use it, uh, can he not take it or can he take it? So the rule so what's specifically the deep says in the limitations for the reaping, detachments using this right of war may not deploy models using the deep strike rule. And units which must deploy by this method, therefore, cannot be taken as part of the detachment. So, you could just not deploy that way. Yes, so you can take it even if it has the deep strike rule. You just can't deploy it that way. So, the only thing you couldn't take would be drop pods, anviluses, things like that, because those force you to deploy via deep strike, which is disallowed by this right of war, so you just can't take them. Gotcha. Um, when did this message come through? No, nah, man, this. Oh, what was that? So we just got a mess- we, got? we got a message from Nick, Nick Dion. He says, "I'm trying to move my family to the Dallas Fort Worth area. 
if I can find a job. I'm reaching out to see if you have any connections there that I can get in contact with. Currently working on trying... Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, he's looking for gaming groups and communities in the area. So, yeah, man, the powerful Lone Star Legion, Nick, like they... You got powerful John Stanford, powerful Lucas Lyon, powerful John Christensen. I mean, powerful, powerful Iron Hand Will... I mean, there's tons of people in Dallas that are just like powerful Scott. We just read them off this episode. They've got a solid gaming group going on there. And now Grapevine's going to have that damn cafe. So I can only imagine how that's going to be. It's a popping scene right now, Nick. So I will send you. Send you Lone Star Legion, my friend. We have. Tons of connections in Dallas Fort Worth. That's actually where all these events that we've been going to are. Uh, me and Derek have been me actually me, Derek, Josh, Zach, we've been driving up to Dallas to the Texas Toy Soldier up there to go play in their events. So So Powerful Dallas, man. It's popping over there. I definitely see why they put the cafe there because it is getting it right now. So Anyway, that's it. Corey also sent us a video of a bear getting hit in the, the nuts, so that's kind of cool. Bear trying to <laughs> try to look through stuff. I got all these dark angels done, man. Well, not done, but like base colored. I got to do the decals and all that stuff. What color should I paint the hair of these guys? Yellow? Like blonde? Black? Brown? Dark Angel hair. What do you think? A mix, man. Okay. I think I'm going to do a brown-headed Praetor. And then I got to get some... I got to do some weathering. How would you weather black armor? What would you do? Weathering black armor? Just do some sponge chipping with some... Uh, Skaven Blight Dinge, which will be really subtle, but then I would go back through with a brush and in the middle of the Skaven Blight Dinge chips put some bolt gun where it looks like it's multi-layer chips. Perfect. Then I'd probably do some oil weathering. You're going to learn from Cold of Paint. I definitely need that oil weathering. These guys are fun, dude. These dudes are fun to paint two episodes down or one giant podcast episode down and looking at my progress. I dig it. Just a bunch of dudes in black. But anyway, that's going to be it for this episode. People, uh, if you like what you heard, go find us on Facebook. Go give us a like on Facebook, uh, radio freest van. Uh, we also have a, uh, sorry about that. Lost my train of thought there. We have a Patreon page. If you really like what we're doing, it's going to be uh, on Patreon, Radio Free Estevan. If you donate a dollar, we put, throw you into the Crusade group, and our Crusader host Patreon Facebook group, which is going 24-7 all the time, people talking heresy. It's a good old time. Uh, if you are an avid audiobook listener or you were trying to get yourself an audiobook so you start listening to podcasts and you haven't discovered the powerful audiobook uh 
definitely go check out rfibook.com. Get yourself a free Audible membership uh, for 30 days. You can pick any book you want. Uh, good good news for you. They got the entire Black Library series, and they also have the uh, Primark series on there. So I just picked up uh, Ruin Storm to start listening to that, and it kind of sucks right now. But, you know, what can you do? Um, other than that, man, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can call... Uh, 209-RFI-30K-0 and leave us a voicemail. And uh, that's going to be it. That's going to be the best ways to contact us. We also have our email addresses, michael at warmer30k.com, ryan at warmer30k.com, scott at warmer30k.com, and derek at warmer30k.com. Send any dick pics you want to ryan at warmer30k.com and he will appreciate it. So... Send those to Jamie at Warhammer30k.com. <laughs> J-A-M-E at Warhammer30k.com. Just flood them. Flood them in, boys. I've actually received a few dick pics, just so you know. Like real dicks or like like. I got of one dick of a guitar pick that had the word dick on it. Oh, okay. okay. It just said dick pick. And then I got one of Richard Nixon, and it was just a picture of Richard Nixon with the title dick pick. Do you carefully open them? Like, fuck, what have I done? Oh, no. I'm a wild man. I just fucking click on shit, bro. I don't give a fuck. In church. <laughs> At work. What? Dick pic. Click. Ah, damn it. It's fucking Richard Nixon If it's again. a good one, I'll show my co-workers. Dudes are sending me. <laughs> you could be this famous one day. Get dick pics. You gotta remember that I'm friends with so many soldiers that we talk on a daily basis that I see like some massive barracks level shit on my phone <laughs> i mean just everything you could imagine <laughs> i get some things on my phone really hard to look at to be honest with you <laughs> dude i remember <laughs> i remember when we first started this podcast we were talking about like how we had like i don't know like 60 listeners something crazy like you know like 60 people were listening to us and i was like dude we got like this many people and you're like nah man i it's not like i'm getting free taco bell out of it like that was your words exactly it was <laughs> like you're not getting free taco bell out of it and now we're to the point where you're getting dick pics bro like <laughs> we made it <laughs> made it <laughs> now we have like 200 if my, listeners if success in my life is measured by the amount of naked penises that i get in my email that i've done something wrong Pretty sure. I'm going to fucking write an email to Jordan Peterson and ask him where my fucking life went wrong and what kind of um, epic hero mythology uh, leads to dick pics. <laughs> and he's just tell you to clean your room and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you got to clean your room. How do you expect to change the world if you can't even keep your room clean? Uh, yeah. I've been listening to the Duncan Trussell podcast, man. It's fucking hilarious. He was on there. Yeah, I know. Dude. He's like my favorite person on Joe Rogan, Duncan Trussell, man. But his his podcast is so fucking like ridiculous because he's so like. My favorite part is when he, he's on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan does Duncan Trussell's voice to Joe Rogan. Oh, dude, it's because he Joe nails Rogan it. Does Duncan Trussell's voice to <laughs> Joe Rogan's so good at impressions, man. When he does Joey Diaz, when Joey Diaz is on there, that shit's <laughs> funny too. On this last one, he told Duncan Trussell because like Duncan Trussell's like. Oh yeah, once you 
you know, go the hundred thousand years and you're like virtual reality or whatever. And, you know, eventually you're just going to suck a dick. And like Joe Rogan's like, once my hundred thousand years is up, I'm not going to have dick on my breath. <laughs> he's like, yeah. <laughs> it was good. He's like, yeah, what do you think is going to happen to me he after a hundred thousand years? There's some really funny parts of that podcast where it's really fucking funny. You guys should go check that out. If you haven't, it's pretty funny. Yeah, man. I just, I like I, that. I, uh, when they, he was asking him what his sex voice, what Joe Rogan's sex voice was. He's like, my voice is high pitched. <laughs> like yours. He turn, and then he starts like talking like Duncan having sex. <laughs> Pretty funny. Let me put it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Well, all right, people, man. Go leave us a, uh, a review on, on uh, Apple iTunes there, guys. So we can get that up. I keep forgetting to tell y'all to do that. But go let them know how offensive the language you use is. I don't care. Michael <laughs> cares. I don't care. Yeah, man. You gotta. You gotta tell people to do that. So that we can start getting better analytics. You said I got dick pics. Why do I need Apple reviews when I have dick pics? <laughs> You're right, though. You're right. <laughs> we'll equate that. To a five star review, every dick pic ride yes. gets is one five star review. Now wait, wait whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> if it's a limp penis, how many stars is it versus if it's a wrecked penis? We got like this is a thing. <laughs> look what me. You, look what you did to me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Refund <laughs> refunds on the way, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to laugh, call your local uh, film development place and ask them how much money is it for an eight by ten glossy of an erect penis. Oh, and then see if you get an answer. Eight by ten, but you have to stake it. Yeah, you have to. It has to be an eight by ten glossy, and you have you have to say it like very dry and very nerdy and like socially awkward and sound like you have to feel like you have to be offended whenever they are like making fun of you like what are you serious like you have to be can i speak to your manager <laughs> like you gotta get you gotta get real with them then when they tell you they won't won't develop pictures like that say that it's art photos not pornography because they can't develop pornography photos but they have to develop art photos so you can have that argument with them for fun and also just like at that point you should just like be offended again like this is art do you not do you not believe in art? You swine. Like start using words that are just like degrading to them. Yeah, I don't know where that randomly came from. It just seemed like something fun to say at the end of the podcast. Yeah, record it too and send it to us. <laughs> 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 so we can play it, because it'd be fucking hilarious. So anyway, we'll go and pop you guys over. Oh, to by the way, guys, the new favorite pastime is to find a random ass gif. It's just totally random that I find hilarious and then send it to Scott in our little like podcast chat every day. That's like my new thing. So I found one of a guy wearing a Cayman hat skateboarding while shitting. Yeah. So imagine how that looks and how that's a thing. And then I found one of um So you're not supposed to use the word midget because that's offensive. You're supposed to say small person, but do they still call it midget wrestling? Or is it small person wrestling? No, it's, still, it's midget wrestling. Okay, so there is a midget wrestling event and one small person tosses the other small person like where you fall down on your back and you pull the other person 
like you're almost like you're pulling guard in MMA, but you throw your legs up where you like throw them over the top of you and it goes horribly wrong. And the guy skids all the way across the mat on his face, like in a cartoon <laughs> fashion. Best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's the whole gif is painful to watch. <laughs> like it's physically painful to watch. It's the best thing ever. There's so much going on there. That's funny. Have you ever seen? I already have the next. One. I'm gonna send to Scott. I already got the next one ready. It's locked and loaded. It's chambered. It's not Matthew McConaughey getting eaten by a dragon in a rain of fire, is it? No, that's on our Facebook. <laughs> okay, I thought that's the gift you were looking for earlier. But anyway, we'll kick you guys to some music. Y'all have a good one, fellas. Yep. Bye. Later and, and ladies. Just kidding. We know you're not. Yeah. Listening. The. The nun that listen. Oh, no, we got a few. I know we got a few. Oh, okay. Growing up just change your body or also your 